All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard, and uh, we're going to see here uh, the greasy baboon Shank Uger take his fraudulent campaign to the Tim Pool show, and let's see uh, how this went. And we will also compare and contrast, um, if you've already seen it, the Anna Kasparian uh, appearance on Patrick Bet David, which just based on the comments went uh, way better than I think this did for Chank, but uh, we'll have a look here. Here it is. I don't know. What Welcome to the culture war, everybody. This one's going to be fun. We're hanging out with Cenk Uger. Hey, Tim. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> how's, it, how's, how's life? How's it, how's it going? Uh, no big deal. Nothing interesting happening. Just running for president, running a company, uh, hosting a show. So he is uh, defrauding his viewers by lying to them and pretending, uh, raising money to pretend that he can run for president. He can't run for president. He doesn't qualify. Even if he could, he would have as much chance as I would have as making the Los Angeles Lakers a starting point guard. Or not even starting point, but 12th man on the roster. There's not a circumstance on earth where I, where I would make the Lakers under any... They, they wouldn't even let me into the practice facility, nor should they, because I don't belong there. Chank, you know, these... There's problems in society that can be resolved with people just knowing their place. And Chank Uger does not know his place. Joe, not busy at all. Uh, so I thought I'd just drop by. I really appreciate you coming down, you know, because we we've uh, we sent out a bunch of uh, invites all over the place. We rarely get uh, liberals and people from the left. They make up maybe like five to ten percent of the people who, who come out. So but actually for for this show, we've been doing the Culture War Fridays, way more interest from more uh, all across the spectrum. People wanting to come in. I so I think the one of the reasons that you're I've talked about this before that you're going to see an increase and you're already seeing an increase of some leftists some AIDS commies going on shows like this is because some of them are seeing the writing on the wall and how they're becoming very unpopular and uh, there's a shift occurring and they are trying to save themselves and um, some of them will be successful unfortunately some of them will not be successful i don't think chank will be successful but the more that i see uh what's going on with anna kasparian as much as i uh think she's only pivoting for career purposes uh, and i find her to be a rather disgraceful individual i do it is working for her uh patrick bet david's audience ate that shit up they loved her um, and we'll talk about that later. And I think Patrick Bet David was fine. I don't think he. It wasn't like, you know, she, it, it's a, it's a difficult situation because she was agreeing with them a lot. So it's very difficult when the person's agree. Whereas Chank, Chank is a delusional lunatic. And as you'll see in this, I've only seen clips, and I did see the actual Justice Warrior video. I thought he did a good job. But uh, her pivot, I think, is going way better than Chank's so far. I guess it's because it's not as topical news, right? It's just we can talk about whatever. Yeah, no, I I come bearing revolution, and uh, like and it. so there's baboon delusional revolution. The reason why I came, uh, and uh, but I but what you're pointing out is actually important, and and I think it's actually been harmful to the left that we have not engaged as much, um, and so so now the arsonists are realizing as the house has burned completely down that fire is dangerous, wouldn't you know? Hey guys, did you know fire's dangerous? Burning houses down burns them down. Did you know that? So 
I think, like, for example, we'll get into it probably later as to, like, our differences. And, and there's plenty of differences for sure. And then I, I think that uh, I would cue the audience to look out, though, for the similarities. Uh, because there's so much that we disagree on. But there's also a ton that we agree on. And I'm what I mean, like, I don't mean necessarily me and you, but we'll find out I, if we... I, but I bet we do, right? I think we agree more than we disagree. Yeah, and I think that the American people agree a lot more than they realize, and partly because the media is driving. So this is a trap. Uh, what's beautiful is Tim's audience is not falling for it. The The comment section was like 99.9% .9 negative towards Cenk. Uh It was hilarious, because uh, he's an idiot. He See, look, Anna is skilled in her pivot, because when she went on Patrick Bet David, um, she acknowledged areas where she was wrong and then said things that were kind of both sides like she appealed to both sides she was being um i don't know diplomatic whatever the word that you want to use chank's not capable of that because he's a moron she, she is smarter than him i'm not saying she's brilliant but she's smarter than chank so she understands what she has to do to pivot chank is an idiot and he, I think he's pivoting because she's pivoting and he doesn't want to lose her. And ultimately, uh, Chenk is going to be the greasy albatross around her neck um, because uh, I would say her pivot, while it's going well, and I, I, I say that I wish it wasn't going well. I wish people did not eat this up because it's fucking bullshit. It's totally, it's, it's for career purposes. This is a person that made their bed with a group of people that are lunatics. It's hurting her career. And now she wants to get away from them. And now she's appealing to the reasonable people. And, they're, and some of them are helping her, unfortunately. Um, and, and she is, admittedly, she did a decent job for herself on the Patrick Bet David show. Um, like I said, I don't buy any of it. But it's just, it is what it is. Whereas Chen came off like an idiot. But the fact that she remains in the TYT network and on the Young Turks, I think is slowing down her pivot and because uh, i think that she's very close to she's kind of like one ben shapiro event or appearance away she's one kind of major i don't you know you see how these things kind of pop off like she's one major public disagreement and appearance on a conservative ink show away from having the ability to draw in her own audience and have her own podcast. That's where I think she is. But I think she thinks of a sense of, and I wish that wasn't the case, but that's what I think is, look at the Patrick Beth David comment section. They love her. They absolutely love her. Um, and admittedly, she absolutely gutted Adam on Israel uh, in front of everybody. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't like her at all, but she destroyed him on, on Israel. Uh, and, uh, and that was very interesting. Um, and the, the audience, the chat was loving her. So she's, she, she knows what she, she's figured out how to do this. Whereas Chenk has no idea how to deal with people. Um, and I also think Chenk believes this bullshit. Whereas she, I don't think she believed a lot of the shit. I think she just said what she thought she had to say to advance her career. So it's two completely different types of people, but ultimately her loyalty to Chenk is hurting her right now. And we'll see what she does. It's going to be very interesting. I hope no one ever buys it, but they are buying it. People are buying it. Not people that watch this show. 
But conservative ink viewers, they are eating, they are licking her ass. They love her. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate to see, but it is what it is. This is how it goes. I mean, division. And, um, and so, uh, but one of the things I probably, we'll probably get into is uh, audience capture. Yeah. And, and then a new thing that happened, in my opinion, which is guest capture. Uh, and, yeah. and, and that's kind of our fault, uh, the, meaning the left's fault. Because I think Joe Rogan uh, got guest captured. I think Bill Maher did to some degree. Uh, maybe you did. I don't know. We'll talk about it. But um, but uh, that's because they have nonstop right wingers on, in my opinion. Uh, but at the same time, the left doesn't love to go on shows and that are well, right. They can't argue their points, as you've proven, as you will prove in this episode. Um, they, they don't really have many arguments. They can argue. All they know how to do is cry and cry racism and try to shut people down. Kind of like John Cardillo and a lot of the DeSantis shills right now on Twitter uh, trying to get a business shut down because a waitress at a business at a restaurant, quote unquote, um, celebrated Hamas, which I don't know what the fuck that means. What does that mean? Why would you even bring up anything with your goddamn waitress? It sounds like you got drunk and you got kicked out of a restaurant and now you're being a fucking asshole. But, you know, who knows? But anyway, it, it doesn't just exist on the left. There is a conservative inc. neocon uniparty right that also is very similar to leftists when it comes to Israel, which is a fascinating thing to watch. Right wing and, you know, platforming and all that BS. So can I curse on the show? It's up to you. I guess we try not to. I know we you try, try to be, not we to. try to be family. That's, that's a faggot's answer, Tim. That is how that is faggot shit. Okay, just have a goddamn show. You let people that ha who have a bigger dick than you curse on your show. Dan Bongino has a much bigger dick than you, Tim, and he comes on your show. He says whatever the fuck he wants. Anyway, whatever. Do what you want. It's your show. Family friendly. But, okay. All right. Whatever. God bless. Okay. Yeah. What is what it is. Um. But I think you're. I think you're right. It's gay. Uh, it's fucking gay. To varying degrees, some some are more resistant to capture than others, to their own detriment, and uh, but this has been something we've talked about. When uh, uh, and I agree on the Joe Rogan thing too. It's it, people are getting uh, they get attacked for going on Rogan. They they get, you know, I don't go on. It's he's far right. Why are you doing it? Uh, I mean, there are even people who are saying it's, it's a bad idea to have you on the show. But that's the most laughable thing in the world because we we try to get as many people as possible uh, across the spectrum. And the, the, the strange thing about it is when people will say that like Timcast IRL is far right or whatever, or my favorite was when uh, Hassan called Ian Crossland a conservative. All right, do you know who Ian is? I mean, he's a hippy dippy crystal weirdo who <laughs> doesn't like Donald Trump. And Good I for we, him. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't really know how to describe Ian other than he's just like a wild card kind of guy who doesn't follow the news in the same way as everybody in the culture war. And so he's often pushing back on us in very strange ways, such as he said, Palestine should be the 51st state of the United States, which mm -hmm. is a strong departure from anyone in, in politics. Um, but then he'll get called conservative just by virtue of being on the show with us. Okay, well, let's get into it because uh, I, I get it. And, uh, but I, I've kind of changed my mind on something there. And that's partly why I say I come bearing revolution. All right. Um, because look, uh, the thing that really, uh, set. I come bearing tribunals. <clears throat> that's, you know, but I'm only one person. 
So the question is, what are the, what's the average person, when this is all said and done, where are they leaning? If they're leaning towards, you know, like what Chank is doing here reminds me of that bald asshole that went on the Bill Maher show. Have you seen that clip on Twitter? Asking, this was, this was a COVID authoritarian, okay, who is now asking for grace and forgiveness. And my answer to that is no, uh, tribunals. There, there should be tribunals. Now, if the average person believes in grace and forgiveness for, that, for people like that, then there will be grace and forgiveness. If the average person says no tribunals, they're in trouble. Um, but it just depends on, you know, where, where everyone falls and how many people believe in one thing or another. But uh, yeah, the, fuck this shit. Tribunals. Set me off. Uh, and I thought that you were in that group, but I'm now beginning to change my mind a little bit on it. Is that th this is an old tried and true tactic of the right wing is that they get people who used to be left wing and then they uh, turn them into turncoats. They pay them a lot of money. And then they trot them out there like in like hostage videos. And then Tulsi Gabbard <laughs> and Tulsi Gabbard will come and go, I am a left winger, but the right wing is right about everything. The right wing is right. The right wing is right. And then they love it. And they just all like this orgiastic reaction of like, oh, even the left wingers agree with us. We're so right. And it's like a trick that works every time with the right wing audience. And it's super frustrating. They, they so I'm going to call mostly bullshit on this. Is there a grift in some of this? Sure. Um, uh, as far as like the Dave Rubens, like I'm not saying there's no grift involved, but if you were to compare, and I don't like, I used to be neutral on Dave Rubin. Now I dislike Dave Rubin very much because he is a censorious leftist when it comes to Israel. And the way he's behaving and the conservative Inc. neocon types are behaving with Israel is just, uh, they're, they're behaving exactly like leftists. And already you can see the talk of how they're going to use all these tactics, I think, I hope I'm wrong, you know, these doxing trucks where they're sending trucks to people's houses with their picture on it because they have the wrong opinion about Israel. That's fucking retarded and insane. And you can already see now what's one of the talking points related to Trump supporters. They're anti-Semitic. They've always said Trump supporters are anti-Semitic. And now they're saying that Donald Trump is pro-Hezbollah because one time in the speech he said that Hezbollah was smart strategically. Okay. And so you could see very easily how what Dave Rubin is arguing to happen to these Palestinian college students, who can all suck my dick, by the way, because a lot of them are leftists, and they would ha absolutely be happy if I was censored. So uh, fuck them. I, this is not about them. They can suck my dick. This is about not going along with something that's eventually going to be used against people like me, because it's stupid to go along with something like that. Just out of self-preservation. I'm simply making a self-preservation argument. That's it. Um, I'm not moral fagging about it. I'm just saying that it is dumb to go along with something that will eventually be used against you. Um, and you can already see how the narrative, I've seen some of the DeSantis people talking about, these are people that right now they are rapidly arguing for censorship and deportation based on not sucking Israel's cock, okay? And, and, uh, and they are now starting to say, you know, there's a lot of anti-Semitism among Trump supporters. So you can see how quickly that's going to turn. Um, so it's very fascinating to see. But anyway, getting back to Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin um, certainly has benefited financially from his pivot. Um, but a lot of the things that he pivoted on are real things. 
when Dave Rubin, you can look at a lot of his videos related to leftists being crazy. A lot of what he's saying there is true. So where Cenk is full of shit is the idea that like Tulsi Gabbard is making up bullshit. She's not making up bullshit. You know, she's just pointing out things where leftists are obviously out of their fucking minds and Democrats are out of their minds. And that's really, that's the left's fault. That's not conservatives' fault. And if they want to pay people and try to like politically use that, that's what they're going to do. But ultimately, it is the left's and Democrats' fault for being insane. They, they do it with former conservatives and, and Joe Biden. Well, no, no, that's a little different. Yeah, no, no, it isn't different. It's the same. It's it, actually, it's worse because you take the, you know, who's the, the guy that looks, if Razor Fist was a leftist, AIDS-filled homosexual uh, with, with an ape face, uh, there's a guy that looks like an apish version of a gay leftist Razor Fist. You know the guy I'm talking about? His name is Tim. He's a homosexual that wears pearls around his neck like an old lady. Have you seen this motherfucker? He used to be a Republican. And then you have the pedophiles from the Lincoln Project. They used to be Republicans. But the thing about them is they make up bullshit about Trump supporters and Trump. The shit that they point to is not real, whereas what Dave Rubin most of the time and Tulsi Gabbard most of the time points to in relation to leftists and Democrats are things that are verifiable. So there is a difference. I, I hear what you're saying. The reason why I say it's a little different is because uh, the former conservatives are almost all corporatists. Yeah. And the Democratic Party is also corporatist. Yeah. So it's not like they're you know changing I, their actual ideology right? right yep they're they're pro-war they're yeah. pro-corporate they're pro-establishment power pro-revolving door politics and pro so pharma pro big oil pro, pro right. everything that's uh, donors multinational corporations etc right so yeah. whereas like tulsi is a liar like she was really? yeah of course she About was what? first of all to be fair to her uh in a deeply ironic way she was always a secret right winger, but she was lying that she was a progressive. So, what does that even mean? Uh, a secret right, right winger? You sound crazy. So, the first person to suss that out was Anna, and Anna did a bunch so of. So Anna beclowned herself around Tulsi Gabbard. Absolutely beclown. Excuse me. Bec no, be clowned. Be clowned. It's be clowned. Beclowned. Something like that. Anyway, Anna was a real bitch, a real dumb bitch about. Tulsi Gabbard. She promoted one of the media narratives that there was some sort of cult thing that she was like, I think it is true that you could argue that Tulsi Gabbard grew up in a cult. Um, but as far as I understand it, she's not in the cult now. So bringing that up to discredit her, I think is a retarded argument. It's not really a great argument. And then of course, they pretended she was anti-homosexual, which what even does that mean? Who fucking cares? Like you don't have to like people, you know, if you don't like people, because they're gay, who cares? But she, she. what's funny, as a progressive, she sucked homosexual cock all day. But it wasn't enough. She didn't suck it enough, apparently. Isn't that fascinating? Just stories about how Tulsi was a right-winger back when she was pretending to be progressive and running for president in 2020. And what, people- What is that? Is that like the gay marriage stuff or something? That stuff, she's always hated Muslims. Like so there's again, that's totally made up. Like she's like I'm all for peace unless it's Muslims then let's bomb them. Okay. Drone strikes and troops okay, and so again totally made up. Chank, Chank uh, just totally makes up out of whole cloth, insane things. Like it's not even straw men. He takes it beyond a straw man. 
It is next level insanity. It's baboon world shit that is so crazy. And that's what was so entertaining reading the comments of, uh, of Tim Pool's video here is just so many people picking up on that and realizing what not only what a moron he was, but how insanely dishonest he is. Go get the goddamn Muslim. I mean, I mean, they just all happen to be Muslim countries, and I just happen to be a Hindu nationalist. But, but just but, like ran, oh, it's just random. Didn't okay. she go to Syria? She was trying to. Yeah, help. she went to Syria. But met with Bashar al Assad. Right? Nah, she's like she's a. I don't know what she's doing, but she's not a progressive. So her going out there and pretending to be a progressive and doing right wing propaganda gets under every skin I have. Okay, so, yeah. but now that gig is up, right? Or that jig is up. Like her, Glenn Greenwald, a couple of others, I don't want to start the drama, right? But like- You think even Glenn is- Oh yeah, yeah. A liar? Yeah. So look, here's the thing. Again, the, to be fair to both Tulsi and Glenn, they had right-wing tendencies throughout. Uh, and, and Glenn in the- This is no different than Jehovah's Witnesses uh, who, if someone left the religion, they were like, well, he was always kind of worldly. That's, it's the same thing. He's a cultist, Cenk is a cultist. Used to do it in a principled way. Uh, so I remember we had a debate on Young Turks between Glenn Greenwald and Larry Lessig, who's like a legendary campaign finance reform uh, professor and leader. And, yeah, and he's God a lunatic, absolute lunatic. Father of the movement. It was right after Citizens United and because we've been around forever. And Lessig was saying that Citizens United was decided wrong, and Glenn was arguing that it was decided right. So Glenn was in favor of money in politics. Now, he'll probably some say some BS about, well, no, I'm not in favor of money in politics. I just think that politics should drown in it, and that it's like free speech, that it's awesome that all these companies bribe all of our politicians. But hey, free speech. So again, he, he doesn't make arguments like that. It's total bullshit. Larry Lessig, I think, was the lunatic that came up with the scheme wasn't there like a scheme to get Hillary Clinton in? I remember when Trump won in 2016, there was also a scheme that was written about to somehow get Hillary Clinton in there through Paul Ryan or some crazy fucking bullshit. I think that was Lessig. Lessig and Tribe were like the two lunatics. Speech. So whatever that was, but back then, I mean, like that was out of actual principle, whatever, you know, principle he thinks he has. So there was like a little right wing uh, tinge to him uh, even back then. But now it's so over the top. Everything is, oh, Tucker Carlson is so right. I'm, I'm a liberal and I think Tucker Carlson is the most right person in the world. Like Glenn, like well, we don't see it. Come on, brother. Let's uh, let's define left and right. How would you, how would you describe okay. it? So, but that's where we're getting into now the new world, okay? Yeah. So that frustrated me about Rogan and Marr and you as well. Like I thought, here's three, here we go again, pretending to be left wing and then saying things that are all right wing and going, see, the right wing's right about everything, right? But I now think a little bit differently about you three, okay? I still, I think Tulsi and Glenn are still just playing a scam, total, total wow. utter scam, okay? Um, but, uh, and, and it's, oh, Dave Rubin is a classic example of that scam. You know, he also had like right wing tendencies a little bit. He like loves, uh, you know, anything that's brutal on the Israeli side. He's like, occupation is great. Bombing the hell out of the Palestinians is awesome. Okay, so, so, so even when it comes to Dave Rubin, who's being a lunatic right now, but he didn't say what he, what changed. So even on something that is a valid criticism, which is Dave Rubin is being a lunatic about Israel right now. But he didn't say any of that. Cenk is still dishonestly strawmanning straw Dave Rubin. <laughs> That's unbelievable. 
There are plenty of things you could point out about Dave Rubin right now where he is destroying any credibility he might have had, especially in relation to free speech. Saying that it was proper for protests to be shut down in a Western country. That's a valid criticism that you could criticize Dave Rubin on. But instead, Chank just goes to baboon world, to baboon straw man, and just makes something up where he never said it. Amazing. So he always believed that even when he was pretending to be a liberal. So, but for like, like Dave, he's, there's nothing left about him. Nothing. And no one thinks that Dave Rubin is left anymore. And as long as you don't think he's a left winger and you're not running that scam and you just say, okay, you're a right winger, then I have no problems. Then let's debate. It's no big deal. Right? I think even he calls himself conservative now. Yeah. Yeah. He gave up that. Uh, but, 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 but what is left and right in your, in your view? Yeah. So um, I'm going to get to that through the answer of you, Rogan and Mar, that yeah, new yeah. group. Okay. So Mar's not a right winger. Like, I get it, right? But he does he have right wing views? Yeah, he does, right? So he's terrible on Israel and uh, on Muslims, et cetera. He's in the Sam Harris group. And, and there's a bunch of other things he's terrible on. But, but he's right about a lot of other things, right? He's right about Biden. He's right about at least half the topics. And Rogan is not is genuine like as yeah. much as like i get frustrated by Ro so he this is a ploy to get now understand remember all of the fucked up shit that chank uger has said about joe rogan okay now suddenly well i think he he believes w w what he says he's trying to get on the joe rogan show that's what the fuck this is he is trying to get on the joe rogan show because he he you know he as much as this is a con, uh, I do think that he believes he has a chance uh, to win um, because he's a lunatic. That's just like I think he, 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 knew, he thought he had a chance to win in CA25 because he's a delusional baboon. Um, and um, they, it should be a, a children's book, The Delusional Baboon. And it'll show a picture of like a fat, greasy Chank Uger looking into the mirror. But in the mirror, he's this like w this guy that's more successful than Elon Musk and Donald Trump combined. Because that's how he views himself. He's completely nuts. But yeah, he wants to get on the Joe Rogan show. So now he's, he's going to be nicer. It's so fascinating. This is also fascinating. Rogan, and I think there was audience capture and guest capture and all of that. He genuinely means it. And part of the reason is he was already rich. He didn't need to do Dave Rubin like scams to get rich, right? So he's he's just has his own opinion. Okay, so I am not aware of Dave Rubin doing any scams. Uh, so that's uh, totally made up as far as I'm aware. Was there a Dave Rubin scam? I think he's... I, I, I'm not aware of that. Now, Cenk Uger has done many scams, what you could call scams, with fundraising. So it's just so fascinating how he projects onto other people. Opinions, he's sharing them. They're leaning more right wing. But as long as it's genuine, I got no problem with it. Right. The, 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 the more uh, the more the left refuses to come on, the more you get conservative, right, libertarian or post liberal, whatever you want to call it. And then the more your views are going to be shaped by those that are surrounding you. You know, you are the summation of yes. the five people that surround you. A hundred percent right, Tim. So like I say this at the very beginning of my book, I, we have hardware and software right in our heads. So our hardware is our DNA and what we're predisposed to. Uh, so it, maybe later we can get into my hardware, which is complicated because I'm generally very progressive in my nature. Uh, but there are parts of me that are conservative uh, that like I don't like change. I like staying in the same house. I like driving on the same road. 
et cetera, et cetera. So there's, or the hardware is a little complicated, but the software is the interesting part. Software is where you get all of your ideas from. And where do you get them from? You get them from family, friends, media, your surroundings, et cetera. The bubble that you're in. Yeah. And we're all in a bubble. And, and I try to get the left to understand, brothers and sisters, the right wing is not the only people in the bubble. Like, we think MAGA is nuts, right? We think, like, the election being stolen is the craziest thing that anybody's ever thought. Yeah, that's because you're completely retarded. And, and, and I believe that 100%. Okay, so they're in their bubble, in our, in our opinion. But we have our own bubble, right? And so, and our own bubble has some things that aren't true in it either. And I can give you some prominent examples in a minute. Um, but now the new thing that's happening, get, getting to the core your original question, Tim, is that now I sense a disturbance in the force. And before, everything was left-wing or right-wing, and it isn't that anymore. Especially in the last six months or so, I have started to see hosts who are no longer easy to define, okay, yeah. that have opinions that are in different parts of the spectrum. And then the best part of it is I started to see the audience in left-wing audiences, right-wing audiences, middle audiences, starting to have opinions all over the political spectrum. And that's actually a beautiful thing. So what I think happened, Cenk, Cenk and Anna have both done this, where um, it took, I, I guess, years and years for them to finally have some introspection. I think Anna has had more than, than Chank, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Jimmy Dore left their network and is kicking their ass at a point where it's just impossible for them to ignore it. So I think what they've decided to do at some point is they, they actually are now watching, they're going to the Jimmy Dore channel, the Joe Rogan channel, the Tim Pool channels, and they're watching and they're actually, instead of getting overly emotional and blocking it all out as if it's not happening, they're actually reading what people are posting. Uh, and I think the reason they're doing this is because it's just not, it, they're not in a good spot. They're, they're in a, they, they see the writing on the wall that, that like, I mean, they have no credibility. They are bottom of the barrel credibility. And now their own side is against them because they didn't suck the tranny cock enough. So out of desperation, they, they are forcing themselves. It's like a person who's had like really poor uh, uh, finances that has ignored all of their problems, or you could apply it to, or like a person, let's say they have a house and there's problems with it and they just ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. And then finally the house comes crumbling down. Then you're forced to acknowledge it, okay? That's that's what's going on right now. And so Chank, eight years too late, five years too late, has finally realized, oh, not all of these people are Nazis. And, you know, that's fine that he had that realization. Look, I will work with anyone who's genuine, who is against the regime and is pro-free speech and, and anti-whatever this fucking group of people is. I call them AIDS commies. You can call them whatever you want. But Cenk Uger, uh, make no mistake, what he's doing here is no different than what Brianna Wu is doing, which is these people are coming to you knowing that they have lost. They're now coming uh, to try to get the gun back from you. So I've used this analogy in the past, right? 
there was a gun. You see, so you had the, the left and the right, two rival factions, and you had a gun in the center of the room. Now, the rule was no one goes for the gun. We argue, we yell at each other, we have vehement disagreement, but we don't go for the gun. And for many years, that's how it went. But one day, the left decided to pick up the gun and start using it against us. In some ways, we haven't gotten the gun back completely, but in the information arena, we have the gun and we are mowing these motherfuckers down right now. Again, this is an analogy. This is an analogy. Um, they are getting, I mean, the Young Turks are getting destroyed by the Tim Pool show, destroyed by Jimmy Dore, destroyed by Salty Craig, all of these different independent, just they're, they're getting decimated, right? And so now they're coming to the Tim Pool show to say, hey, guys, you know, I think we might be able to work together. That's a trap. That's a fucking trap, okay? Um, and I have no problem if there's people who disagree on political stuff as long as, you know, you're, you, there are certain, like, um, there are certain non-starters. There are certain things, like, you have to be pro-free speech. You have to be anti-regime, anti-war. There's certain things that there's just no way that there can be any negotiation on some of these things. Like, you have to be against sexualizing children. You have to be against the grooming, like, all this crazy shit, right? But, um... This right here is an attempt to get the gun back. That's what this is. So I don't trust it at all. I would never fucking work with Chank Uger on anything. Uh, but, you know, I'm one person, and uh, we'll see what happens here. But this idea, let's talk about the ways we agree. No, I'll do that with, a, with an earnest person that's not trying to kill me. I'll do that with a person that's never argued that I should be kicked out of a hospital because I'm unvaccinated, okay? So, yeah, the fucking 2023 version of Rwanda Radio, Chank Uger, I'm not interested. And, and the reason that that's great is because these preset ideologies, just believing in them is irrational. Like, so what, we're supposed to be either left wing or right wing, and that comes with like 80 different policy points on each side. And somehow, magically, we're supposed to agree with all 80 on the right wing side or or all 80 on the left wing side. And that's not how humanity works, right? right. We're, we, we wind up in different parts of the spectrum for different issues. So I, I've noticed this too, because we've, uh, we've had guests on that I would probably describe as tribalist left mm -hmm. and they hold default positions you expect to hear on Twitter, on X or whatever, or in, or in the news. And then we'll have uh, people like Destiny on, and Destiny will give a well-thought-out, reasonable response addressing the points that were made and have a real conversation about where his positions are. The fascinating thing, I'm, I'm a big fan of Destiny, he's great. And uh, So again, I've, I've, Destiny is a regime propagandist. I think that is exactly what he is. But y you can like who you want, like who you want, I don't care. Destiny is a regime propagandist, no question. He'll passionately say Trump sucks. Like, here's the problems with Trump. And then we'll have other conversations about culture war issues. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that's totally true and correct. Right. Uh, when he, he said uh, he got in trouble on Twitch for this. Kyle Rittenhouse was the clearest cut case of self-defense he had ever seen. Yeah. And so, oh, well, that's taboo in the tribal aspect of it. But, you know, I see I see uh, Destiny as someone. He's just a guy who sees things and forms a moral uh, framework around news, facts and information. We might disagree on some things, but that's totally fine. Yeah, I think Destiny is a great example of it, actually. And I was on his show, too. And we, so then, even though he's to the right of me on a lot of cultural issues, he's, so this is where the spectrum bends. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> right. But people in D.C. would say he's to the left of me on Democratic Party issues. Like, I, uh, even though I'm running for president on the Democratic side, jenkforamerica.com, um, <laughs> we, uh, um, 
But I, I, I think Democratic leadership is awful. And, and Destiny is like such an interesting character and a, and a bit of an avatar for the new uh, paradigm because he, he will not agree that. with the orthodoxy of some of the left, but then he loves Biden. And I think yeah. it's hilarious. Like, you, like he's genuine about it, so I don't mind at all. Yeah. Right. Remember when they said that uh, Kamala Harris was to the left of Bernie Sanders? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then, by the way, then Trump said that she was a Marxist and a communist. Right. Well, let's make up our minds. What they were really saying was that she does not compromise with Republicans. So her voting record is almost more aligned with Democrat Party politics, whereas Bernie mm -hmm. Sanders was willing to compromise with anybody to get a bill through, which shows, in my opinion, more reasonable behavior. But then the media narrative is because she's voted without Republicans, she's more left, which is yeah. like literally makes no sense. No, I, that's a great point because they actually do that to progressives all the time. That's mainstream uh, media trick 101. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is not a real Democrat. Well, but wait a minute. What does a real Democrat mean? The Democrats used to be the party of FDR. And so it meant Social Security and LBJ, you know, Medicare and civil rights and voting rights and all these progressive policy positions uh, you know, war on poverty, et cetera. And Bernie Sanders represents that infinitely better than Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. But the Democratic Party has become corrupted now. And so they vote for things that are not left wing at all, They're, that are just corporatist. And then the media comes in, which is corporate media, and they go, the corporate positions are the Democratic positions. These yeah. FDR positions are terrible right-wing positions you're like no you're just now you're making up things that are weird and ridiculous and that's partly why mainstream media lost all credibility claiming that kamala harris is further left than bernie sanders you'd have to be in an institution to believe that but that is how they but they're tricky they're liars so yeah. they don't say they don't say kamala harris is more left-wing than bernie sanders they say bernie sanders is not a democrat yeah, and they, it, they it accuse, yeah, accuse the Democratic uh, voters to think he's a Republican because he's not a Democrat, when in reality he's further left than the Democrats. The media knows that trick, but they go, technically, I didn't say he wasn't left-wing. I said he wasn't a Democrat. Technically, he's not. Well, I, I think Trump and Bernie caused th this fracture in 2015 into 16. Bernie was too far left. And they could not let him gain popularity in the party. They could not let him win the nomination. It was a meteoric rise. Donald Trump was called by Vox.com a moderate Republican. And he was actually taking more moderate, even uh, right-leaning right Democrat positions to try and generate mass appeal, resulting in the Democrats having to oppose whatever it is Trump was suggesting, and then creating this weird amalgam of neocons and neoliberals taking corporate establishment positions, which was then the left. Yeah. So, like, you got to... Did, we, we, we try to do, have that. Uh, uh, I have this debate uh, very often with people on the right when they say leftists hate guns. And I'm like, no, the left is they like, they like guns. Liberals want gun control. There's a distinction there. Mm -hmm. But the media will only give you one narrative and they, they try to lump everyone into the same categories. Yeah. So the, the phenomenon you described about Trump and opposing Trump is, I think, 95 percent right. And uh, and and it, it really saddens me, sickens me that the Democratic Party has been taken over by neoliberals and neocons. And I mean, just look at uh, MSNBC. But you but you do propaganda for them. At the end of the day, you do propaganda for them on your show. It's wall to wall, former Republicans and uh, intelligence officials and intelligence officials <laughs> in general. Chank repeats their narratives.
girls and yeah. former Republican congressmen. I mean, Nicole Wallace is celebrate like in D.C. She's the belle of the ball. Every oh, Nicole Wallace, Trump resistor extraordinaire. She was her job was very literally to be the mouthpiece for George W. Bush and Dick Cheney as they were starting the most disastrous wars in in U.S. history. How 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 does George W. Bush? How does how has he recovered his favorability among Democrat voters? You've seen the polls, uh, right? Yeah. And so and that's what drives me crazy. So Liz Cheney opposes Trump. I think it's courageous uh, and I appreciate her for it. But I disagree with everything else that she says and, and, and does. You don't have to lose your mind and be like, Liz Cheney's now a good guy and I love Liz Cheney. No, 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 no. <laughs> She, if you give her an opportunity, she'd start the next war in about half a second. And then they were, then Nancy Pelosi hugging Dick Cheney. No, no, Dick Cheney is primeval. <laughs> so you don't hug Darth Vader because he's against some other Sith Lord. Well, let's, let's, let's talk about you repeat Darth Vader's talking points. You repeated verbatim all of the Liz Cheney talking points through the January 6th committee stuff. You repeated Kinzinger, all of them. You're no different. You run for president. Yeah. Can you be president? Uh, the yeah. argument being that you were not born in the United States. Uh, your parents were not American citizens when you were born. No, they weren't, actually. I saw you said that. I appreciate that you were looking for uh, yeah. you, know, you were almost looking out for me, but they weren't. No, I'm just I just want to know. Yeah. A lot of people on Twitter were saying that you're uh, the first thing that happened was we talked about your campaign. The first thing I said was if it was between like Mitt Romney and Joe Biden, I'm voting, I'm voting for you. Yeah. And um, yes, I, damn I, right. Jank for America.com. But it's 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 because uh, I, I even uh, uh, donated to Nancy Pelosi's progressive uh, primary rival because I think, yeah, she's prime evil. I, I would rather have an idealistic young person who's wrong than evil corporate Nancy Pelosi enriching herself through government and, and squeezing the, the, the vestiges of power until she dies. It's horrifying. But um, when this came up, uh, Phil Abonte immediately was like, Jenks not a naturalized citizen. He, he can't be president. And I was like, oh, OK, well, then I, what are we talking about? So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, explain, good sir. Yeah. So first of all, uh, I'm mainly in the race to make sure that Biden drops out. So I want to talk about that a lot. We like that. So that will have no effect. Yeah, he's at 37%. Uh, you shouldn't like that. You should be opposed to me because uh, the Republicans in the right wing should want Biden in this race. He's the weakest possible candidate for the Democrats. He's a sitting at 37% in the polling. He's down 10 points in independence, down in five out of seven swing states. I have him at over 90% likelihood of losing. So if you're a right winger, you should turn around now and be like, yeah, let's go Joe Biden. Okay, whatever the opposite of let's go Brandon is. Um, because th that brother's going to lose. Uh, there's almost no chance he wins. I agree. And he, and he doesn't know how to campaign. He doesn't know how to be fight for our, his voters. Like the Mike Johnson gets elected Speaker of the House, right? He, I think he's extreme MAGA. Uh, I think he's a nut job in a thousand different ways. We can get into it later. And then when you uh, the press secretary is asked about it, uh, by Peter Alexander at NBC, they get into Biden mode where they're like, well, that was in the past and we're looking forward to the future and we're looking forward to working with him. Why are you defending Mike Johnson, who's the leader of the other party? You're supposed to fight for us. You're not supposed to go around being like, and he, Biden says it in nearly every speech. Oh, my Republican friends, I love Republicans so much. I work so well with Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. We've been ripping off the American people on behalf of corporate donors for decades. Wait, did I say that last part out loud? 
No. Okay. He didn't say the last part out loud. But even if you don't think that you even if you're the most hardcore Biden dude in the world, which congratulations, there's three of you. Um, okay, there's like no enthusiasm. I can get into that, too. Uh, they um, it does, it's not going to change the fact that the country's not into him. Like, what do, you, what do you think about what Matt Gates did with uh, with McCarthy? Uh, so that's another one that's long and complicated because I yeah. thought that there were good parts of that. And then, of course, disastrous parts of it. Right. I love it. Yeah, but let me answer your question about the native-born issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, I'm not a native-born uh, citizen. I'm a naturalized citizen, okay? And so uh, everybody then goes, well, duh, can't you read, man? It's in the Constitution. It says right there you have to be native-born. Yeah, that's in the original Constitution. And, and right next to it is the clause that says that black people are three-fifths of a person. Well, can't you read, man? It's, it's not what it means. It's in the Constitution. It's right there, man. Yeah, but there's a thing called amendments that amend the Constitution. So that part got amended out, the three-fifths part, obviously. Tons of the Constitution got amended out. And the natural-born citizen thing was amended out by the 14th Amendment. So the 14th Amendment says very, very clearly, anyone who is born or naturalized has due process and equal protection of the laws. So the Supreme Court has uh, ruled that due process and equal protection means you have the same exact rights, and they didn't put naturalized in there by accident. They put it in on purpose. That very clearly amends the earlier part of the Constitution where naturalized citizens did not have equal rights. Not how it works. Now we do have equal rights. I mean, that's, again, the whole point of the 14th Amendment was to take out the discrimination in the earlier part of the Constitution and they didn't say like, oh, born and naturalized have equal protection of the laws, asterisks, except for those goddamn naturalized citizens, they're not allowed to be president. If they wanted to say that, they could have said that, but there is no asterisks. <laughs> they didn't say that. They said. So the people who you said were the, like the most racist people ever, now we're not being racist when it comes to this. That doesn't make any sense at all. No, naturalized citizens have all the same rights. Some people brought up that there was already a, a recent Supreme Court ruling which basically ruled the other direction. Yeah. Like, no, 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 this is not how it's going Yeah, work. so there's there's mixed rulings, no question. So there's, you know, in Schneider v. Rust, they say that uh, naturalized citizens and natural-born uh, Americans have the same exact rights. It would be, uh, it, you know, wildly unconstitutional to treat naturalized citizens as, quote-unquote, second-class citizens, Okay. Now, in Schneider, they mention the, the presidential clause, but they don't comment on it. They don't say yes or no to it. They just note it and move on, okay? Uh, and then there are decisions with this guy, Hassan, uh, ran, tr like did a kind of a fake run. He was, he's a good guy, good intentions. I imagine I don't know him personally, but kind of did this amateur litigation, and the courts then didn't really get a chance to fully consider it. Uh, he came in with a really weak case, and so he got some rulings against them. But that is not at all definitive. And, and when you get into court decisions, even though the 14th Amendment is crystal clear, lawyers get in there and they're like, well, did they mean born or naturalized, even though they said born or naturalized? And then they mean equal, even though they said equal. Well, what about, how about this case where even though it says equal, it doesn't mean equal. Yeah, we can fight that out. And we are going to fight that out. We're going to fight that out in the courts and we're going to win. I, I think you'll need an amendment. Zero chance you're going to win. I, I know you don't you think this yeah I, good news i uh, you're right we didn't need an amendment we got one it was called the 14th amendment well all right all right <laughs> okay but do you think with uh, the current makeup of the supreme court i i, I yeah. it, it's more political than 
Okay, let's break it down one by one. So, Tim, let me see if I can get agreement on logical and moral grounds, okay? So, should naturalized citizens be second-class citizens where we go, we don't really trust you? Your framing is bullshit. Your framing is total bullshit. Like The idea that if you're not allowed to run for president, you're a second-class citizen, you're ridiculous. Like, in the beginning, the reason they put that into the original Constitution hundreds of years ago is because back then the Habsburg dynasty was sending in princes right. into other bloodlines and royalty and stuff, and we didn't want to be taken over by the Prussian Empire or the Austria-Hungarian Empire. So that's what it, it's an anachronism, right? Yeah. So, like, Congressman Ted Lewis, a Democrat, came here when he was three years old uh, from Taiwan, grew up in Cleveland, doesn't remember Taiwan. Right, he's a colonel in the U.S. Air Force. Patrick Bet David's a right winger. Was in the 101st Airborne. His family ran from Iran during the Iranian Revolution. He's Armenian Christian. Is he di disloyal? Is he more disloyal than uh, other guy Americans? No way. I mean, I mean, you tell me. Do you think? Do you look at those guys, Arnold Schwarzenegger, etc., and go, they don't love America enough? I bet they're going to sell us out to Austria or Iran or Taiwan. I think you find Americans will do that too. I think people, you'll find there's there's traitors of this country. We had that story about the uh, the, the military couple selling nuclear secrets. I think what was that like last year or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, you know, in this in this globalized culture and world that's being built with communication technology. I think that the question that comes up is you have to choose one of two directions, which is we either they they either amend the 14th or, or amend the Constitution away in that direction or recognize exactly what you're saying. The issue being, you know, what we see now is birth tourism. Mm -hmm. So based on the 14th Amendment, you have uh, women in China, men and women in China will hire a surrogate in California to have their kid for them. So that kid is both Chinese and American. And then what? That kid's going to grow up in China and come back to the United States and be president. They'll, they're, that's a, they're allowed to. So I, I think. I mean, look, my family is a perfect example. Uh, it's not uh, it's not perfect in that in that they're not anchor babies because my sister grew up in America like I did, but she went back to Turkey, and when she came here, uh, she wanted to have birth here more because of not like anybody thought like oh these kids are going to be the president right no because it's better health care but comfortable and with her parents with my mom yeah. and dad to take care of her so for when she had uh, both hassan and murat uh, my two nephews she came back to america her where she grew up to have the kids but they did spend their childhood in turkey so hassan actually uh came to america when he was 18. so um so oh, wow. So I grew up in America, and culturally, I'm 100% American, right? And th this, is, this is my point, right? If, if uh, a couple uh, in China has a surrogate give birth to their son in California, who is then immediately, at the age of two months, brought back to China, raised completely under the CCP, and then at 35 moves to the United States and says, I'm going to run for president, I think we'd be upset with that. We'd say, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. And for someone like... Cenk would probably say, oh, that's totally racist. Patrick Bet David or you. I know people are going to say politics. They, they might not like yours. They probably like Patrick Bet David. But you would much rather have, in my opinion, either of you who grew up in America, American culture, and we disagree politically, it's better than someone growing up in China and having a technicality allow them to be our president. Yeah, 100%. So it's absurd to say that, that we are less American the, than the person who went and grew up. No one's saying that. That's your straw man. That's your bullshit framing. Up in a different country. And you're not wrong. Uh, they, yeah, folks come over from China, Taiwan, and have kids in L.A. That's a common phenomenon. People yeah. know that. And they do Birth that for tourism. 
And so we can argue about whether that should be allowed or not allowed. But to say that we're less American than they are is absurd. It's totally Again, absurd. Who's saying that? That's you are claiming that you you are considered less American not being able to run for president. It's ridiculous. So logically and morally, everyone gets we shouldn't be second class citizens. So we should not, have the same. Not everyone gets that. You are again talking bullshit. Uh, pretending everyone agrees with you everyone does not agree with you your premise is totally made up same exact rights and this is and so this is the same shit the trannies argue to get into women's sports this would be like if i argued that i'm a second class citizen if i'm not allowed to play on the lakers it's ridiculous it's completely ridiculous bullshit look i don't know if you've been uh, if you guys watched the netflix show about arnold arnold schwarzenegger mm -hmm. so you it, it just reinforces what I would have figured about and Arnold. It's amazing that you use uh, a guy who came over to this country, made himself into a megastar, and then betrayed the entire country with, what, uh, three words? Screw your freedom? That was the end of, in my opinion, that's the end of Schwarzenegger. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. I would never vote for him, even if he was allowed to run for president. I would. There's not a circumstance on this earth where I'd vote for the guy that said, or screw your freedom. That's ridiculous. You, you, you showed your ass right there in that moment. And that Chank would use that guy as an example of a person that should be allowed to run for president? you got to be kidding me. Which is that if, I mean, I love America. We, we can get into that too, right? Yeah, I, I don't believe that. Yeah, but... But if anyone loves America more than me, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'd love uh, it if America... So, again, he does not. Uh, he does not like the freedom in America. He does not like when the kulaks, the American kulaks, have freedom. He doesn't believe we should have freedom. So he is anti-American, and I would deport his ass. Because I've blown up kids overseas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because... Oh, yeah. and, and, and that's another thing with the left. I love you guys, but... It's okay to say that America has done a hundred things wrong yeah. and still say you love it, okay? Yeah, but and, they don't, though. They don't. And, and for the right wing, it's okay to say you love America and still say that we did a hundred things wrong. They, they say there's plenty uh, that America has done wrong. It doesn't make us, like, evil. It, it just makes us human. I, I think a large component of what we're saying, uh, this, this is going to open a can of worms because I'm going to bring up Israel-Palestine, but... There's a video coming out of San Francisco of a bunch of students marching through the halls, chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And a, a question is brought up is why are these kids saying this? Why yeah. is this in their mind? My, my, my reaction is not uh, immediately like, oh, it's the left is doing this and the right is doing this. My, my question is, why aren't they chanting about Burma and Myanmar? When mm -hmm. uh, a, a conflict that started in 1948, 12,000 dead this year alone has been ongoing. And, uh, you know, I made I made the comment about why does everyone care so much about this? The, the question I have for these young people is why do they care about Palestine, but not Myanmar? And it really is the information that they're consuming, where the information is coming from. And I think, as you mentioned, the media, uh, so is division. I don't so much believe that the corporate American interests uh, are trying to cause mass fighting between left and right. I do think there's a political component of it's good to have left and right fighting. I believe more so foreign interests are hell-bent on making sure we keep fighting, especially as you've got war in Ukraine, you've got now war in the Middle East. There is a vested interest in watching the United States rip itself to shreds, which results in young people, whether you agree or disagree on their position on Palestine, being polarized in that direction. Yeah. So, a lot to unpack there, too. Uh, by the way, before I get to that, which is a really important question, I should say that 
look, whether you think, it, to finish up the earlier topic, whether you think that it's you're dissatisfied with we'll Biden as an option in your left wing, uh, or you think you're a naturalized citizen and you think, yes, God damn it, take this to the Supreme Court and be done with this thing. Let's get a decision once and for all. Chip in a dollar at jankforamerica.com is just like a protest, like, no, obviously it shouldn't be Biden. And yeah, obviously naturalized citizens should have 100% the same rights. I, and, you know, uh, right-wing personalities are rooting for you, too. They, yeah. they, they, you, you said they should want Biden in the race. That's true. But a lot of people uh, have said any dollar going to Jenk is a dollar not going to Biden. Is a dollar not going to the DNC. It, look, I even got the URL. Biden is going to lose dot com. <laughs> OK, Biden is going to lose dot com because he is. And so for me, I'm I'm lunging at the wheel. Right. Yeah. Uh, because this wheel thing, of the beast uh, at, at the wheel of the Titanic. Yeah, because everybody's going around rearranging the, the chairs on the deck. I'm like, guys, the chairs aren't going to help the iceberg. The, the polling shows it's a goddamn iceberg and we're going to hit it. And I'm not I'm not going to well, join that party. Let's, but let's, let's go back to Palestine. Well, no, let's just do this. Uh, uh, what are your what are your what are your campaign positions? What are your what do you hope to achieve as president? Oh, yeah. So that's the other reason. And then we'll, we'll argue about them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, look, my positions are enormously popular. And so what's the difference between me and, let's say, a standard Democrat that might say the same things? Uh, I'm not full of crap, and they are. Okay, so, and I'll back that up. So I'll back up both propositions, that my positions are intensely popular, and a lot of the other Democrats are unfortunately full of crap. So, okay, uh, let's take paid family leave. Polls at 84%. That's giving moms 12 weeks off after they have uh, a baby. Right wing loves that position. Three quarters of the Republicans want it as well, because, I mean, you want more kids, right? Yep. That, and so tax credits for for more babies yeah w those type of positions poll really really well among right wingers and really really well among left wingers so we all agree do not send moms back to the assembly line in the coal mines the day after they deliver i got to i got to pause real quick i i'm not sure we got uh got the, the the question early on of how do you define left and right yeah so there are things that are traditionally left and traditionally right uh, but I, I define progressive, for example, uh, in chapter two of my book, and I, and I define it a little bit differently than, than others do. So for me, and, and it'll frustrate some of you guys because you'll think those are really American positions. You guys don't, you don't get to. So I, I'm seeing the writing on the wall of all of this shit being irrelevant as far as progressive, conservative. It's the people versus the regime. I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, and I think that a lot of the quote unquote conservatives that I'm watching are uniparty whores uh, and uh, the progressives are a joke. And I don't know, you know, it's interesting to see, like, it, does Jimmy Dork still consider himself a progressive? I think these labels are ultimately unhelpful. And I say that as a person that uses them. And so I could absolutely do better in not using the labels. But I do think ultimately this is people versus the regime or the establishment or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think the... The left-right dynamic is like just not. I don't know. I just it, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how it plays out ultimately. If enough people drop the labels, then the labels will be dropped, and if they don't, then the labels will stay. But, uh, but yeah, I just um, I think they're bullshit. Claim them, but I do. Uh, so one is uh, we believe in uh, expanding the circle of liberty. And so no, but you, uh, you might but think again, like, but you don't believe in that. I mean, this is preposterous bullshit. You don't believe in that at all. 
whoa, no, man, right wing's liberty, right? Are you? Are you? Because, like, we think that gay people and trans people and Muslims and everyone else should have the same exact rights. Yeah, and, and there's no one that disagrees with that. I mean, not no one, there's some people, but the vast majority of people on the right, they have no problem with people having equal rights. What we have here is you're being dishonest and you're redefining what equal rights means. You're talking about uber rights. What you argue for are for homosexuals and LGBT to have rights that no one else has. Okay, because for example, you are pretending it's a violation of LGBT rights when uh, DeSantis and the legislature pass a law that makes it illegal for uh, pedophile homosexuals to, uh, to teach very young children about gender identity, which is a completely made-up commie concept that should not be taught in any school. It's fucking ridiculous and insane. Uh, you might as well start teaching, hey, hey, little Bobby, you know you can grow three penises if you think really hard about it. Preposterous bullshit. And a person like that should be nowhere near kids. So, so that's not equal rights. That's uber rights. Um, so that's a lie when you say, oh, conservatives are against, uh, I mean, great. Oh, could, it's the internet. So obviously you're going to find a person or some people that are like, yeah, people that are not white should have no, yeah, of course you're going to find that. But that's not who he's talking about. He's talking about like mainstream conservatives, normie conservatives. He puts everyone in this big group and pretends that they're against equal rights. And this whole equal rights thing is a fucking scam anyway, as you've seen, because when People supposedly, when everyone had equal rights, did they go, okay, everyone's got equal rights, great. Now, now, glad that's over. No, they didn't do that. Now, what did they do? They came for more. And what did they come for more of? Oppressing white people, taking shit away from white people, coming up with words and phrases and things that only white people are not allowed to do. It's all a fucking ruse, okay? So suck my dick with your equal rights shit. Everyone has the same rights. This is a resolved issue now. So this further push for equal rights is to give the LGBT uber rights. And then I'm sure there's going to be other groups that they're going to give uber rights to. You could argue that in some instances, not everywhere, but in some places, black people are starting to get uber rights, depending on the circumstances. You can still, you will still get in trouble if you commit crime in many places. But there's some places where they'll let you right out. So if the law doesn't apply to you, then you have uh, more rights than another, another person because you apparently have the right to commit crime. That's ridiculous. No one should have the right to commit crime. But anyway, it's all, it's just, it's bullshit redefining. And oftentimes the right wing goes, nah, not really. I mean, I think trans people should be separated out here and here and here, et cetera, right? So and we can again, get- Again, bullshit, that's totally made up. Into those debates, but I believe in expanding the circle of liberty and that that is a lot. So, so again, uh, what we're arguing against is people, whether they're trannies or just uh, predators taking advantage of the tranny bullshit, dressing up as women and trying to read to kids, okay? It's not within anyone's civil rights to be able to do that with a kid that's ridiculous. Left-wing and progressive position. Um, and then you've got justice for all. And again, you would say, well, what do you mean? Justice, of course, we're all for justice. Are you? Because right now, uh, black people and white people smoke pot at the same rates. Uh, again, actual justice warrior has completely destroyed this talking point. It's a bullshit talking point. By the way, he had a good video today about this um, interaction between Chenkin and Tim. And he showed the video of, and I, to me, it's the key point of the whole thing. When they defended the murderer of a Trump supporter, that's when it was, to me, I was like, okay. And, and I had suspected it would happen, right? Um, because I had, from, from the very, as soon as I saw these people argue in favor of censorship, 
I, I said, okay, well, now that you will argue that basically your political opponents should be oppressed, they're going to defend everything that their side does. Because this is how it goes historically. Um, it's, not, it's not like divination or prophecy. This is generally how it plays out. When you go along with your opponent being oppressed, there is nothing that you won't go along with. Generally speaking, that's how it goes down. So I had said, all right, they're going to defend all this shit. But it hadn't ha up until that point. It hadn't happened, and I th and I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what would happen if there was like a clear cut case of a Trump supporter getting murdered in cold blood by a leftist, and and I didn't want to see that happen because the guy died and it's fucked up. But we but we did get that, and they defended the murderer. And so uh, actual justice warrior in his video today put the clip up where Chank said that Michael Reinel had more of a self defense than uh, <laughs> than Kyle Rittenhouse. So they will defend anything. Um, and so, yeah, that's the kind of shit I would say never forget. Because the Michael Rhino murder was as cold blood as you get. Absolute cold-blooded. It's not even close. There wasn't a fight. There wasn't some fight that got out of hand. It was an execution. And they fucking defended it. He defended it. Kasparian defended it. They all fucking defended it. Never forget that. And black people get arrested at four times the rate. And so, and a lot of, and part of the reason why I said in the beginning, but the lines are moving is because now the right wing has moved on that position. And so the voters say, no, that is unjust. You're right. And how has the right wing moved on that position? It's a bullshit argument. They commit more crime. If you want to say that more people are for like legalizing weed. Okay. But uh, they're not acknowledging your bullshit argument. I've not seen that. Stop putting those guys in prison. Plus it costs money. Plus it's not fair. Plus, it leads to more racial issues, et cetera, right? But yeah, for if it's just for weed, sure. But a lot of times it's for other stuff that's worse than weed. Yeah, legalize weed. I don't care about that. There's there's right wingers that are for legalizing weed, but they don't accept your bullshit premise here. But the Republican politicians are like, oh, no, no way. Black people should be arrested at four times the rate of white people. We're not changing a goddamn thing. They're not literally saying that. Okay. But I see right. your point. Yes. Your point. But they are through their legislation. You're right. It's, they're not l saying that quote. Um, well, so, so, and then, and, and so the idea here, and, and the last one is equality of opportunity. And so some on the left might say no equality of results, but I don't agree with that at all. It's equality of opportunity. And then again, with equality of opportunity, you say, well, the right wing is in favor of that, too. And maybe with the voters, but not the, the politicians, because so, for example, college for all is equality of opportunity. So everybody's got a shot at college. And my dad, they, they did this in Turkey in the 1960s. OK, and we're the richest nation on Earth right now. And if Turkey could afford it in the 60s, American can afford it now. And what it does is it takes guys who are poor, like my dad, who was a dirt poor farmer in southeastern Turkey and gives him an opportunity, and then he becomes a mechanical engineer, he sets up his own business, it's better for the economy, hires hundreds of people. If I keep going, most of the right wing will agree with me, but their politicians say, hell no, that costs rich people a nickel and a dime, I'm never gonna do that for the so, middle class in America. But I think uh, all of these can be broken down to the more complex nuances of the argument. So when it comes to, I'll, I'll just go quickly, but then we, we can start and focus on one. When it comes to, say, like you mentioned trans rights, it's a question of when do when when does one person's uh, uh, rights and privileges infringe on someone else's rights and privileges? What is a right? What is a privilege? I would say that about guns, but yes. And right, there's a, there's a, there's a, that's, a, that's a complicated one. And then when it comes to college, my first thought is, I don't think college for all is the answer. I think school reform first, 
if we can get better education at the lower grades and through high school, we may find something totally different happens with college. If you look at the, the greatest generation into the boomers, they didn't need college. Something, something changed. And I think what we're seeing now with college is these, these kids are being sent to daycares where, you know, when, when uh, my college years, I didn't go. All of my friends were just partying all the time and learned nothing. They got out of college uh, 22 with no careers, no plans, no experience and massive debt. And I've already been working in, you know, I was working for O'Hare at the airport for two years. I ended up working at a nonprofit, eventually became a uh, director really, really quickly. So I'm 23 with a salaried position as a director of nonprofit. My friends are working at Starbucks. College did not actually help them. So my view is college can be good, but we got to reform the system first instead of just saying, let's send everybody to college. Like, well, we're wasting a lot of money with bad schooling right now. Let's fix it. However, that needs to be fixed. So. Yeah, I don't agree. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't really agree with that. I think we could do both at the same time. He wants to just throw money at shit because that's what they do. Uh, but uh, but as long as we're having a conversation about how to actually fix it and yeah. we're putting our heads together, I'm down. Right? I, no, you're not. Eventually, Tim's disagreement will be the end of it, and then you'll call him a racist and you'll freak out. That's generally. Uh, leftists like Chank are all about obedience obedience you must obey or else I, I just think the the earlier years of someone's life are the most important and if we can get uh one of the one of the initiatives my buddies were talking about 10 years ago was converting libraries into hacker spaces effectively workshops where the kids want to be there because they're they're making little hot air balloons or they're but you know what would happen next tim what would they would immediately look at porn and then <laughs> And then the librarian nowadays, it, like you'd be in Tennessee and then the librarian would get arrested for 20 years because she let the kids accidentally see gay porn. It, like straight porn, she'd be like, go for it all day long, all day long. Oh, somebody's gay. Ah, arrest so again, totally, totally made up baboon bullshit. I think he has impulse control. I think he has impulse control. A librarian. That's what will just don't let kids get access to this stuff at all. And yeah, you know, I mean, first of all, that makes the whole book banning and all that stuff and all the stuff that DeSantis passed right. totally. So it's not real. Absurd. Is there like books are not being banned. They are removing inappropriate books from the curriculum. Only predators or people who enable predators would have a problem with that, especially when you look at the long list of books that are completely insane, that have no business being in any school. Okay, we're going to keep these out of those kids' uh, schools, and then that way they won't have it in the libraries or the classrooms, and they won't have any access to it. Dude, it's called the internet, okay? They can I get agree. access to any kind of sex, any kind of materials, any kind of literature. They could get, they, they're going to find out that gay people exist online. Ah, I, I'm afraid of Again, as this is a baboon straw man. No one is arguing that gay people doesn't, don't exist. Saying it, because then Republican politicians are going to want to ban the internet. But my, uh, my actual position is, yeah, uh, I don't understand how we got to the point where a child can't go into an adult bookstore, but a child is allowed to go on porn websites. Yeah, and, and that, so well, that the, ship has sailed. Or, and, I mean, something's got to be done. Yeah, well, no, I, I don't agree with that. It, what has to be done is parenting. Is right? I, yes, yes. Yeah, and yep. so the right wing weirdly lost track of parenting because but, they think that they're their parenting kings, but then they're always like, society has kidnapped my kids and they gave them this. No, no, look, I see things in society that I don't agree with. And you know what I do? I sit my kids down and I talk to them and I say, here's what's right and here's what's wrong and here's why, right? But do you know, do you know why the issue of the books comes up? It's because parents were not being informed and the information was being withheld from them. That's why the bill was parental rights and education 
one component of which was third grade and below didn't have access to sex education. They, they, they removed that. So, but. yeah, Tim, that part's easy, right? If the Republicans left it at, hey, third grade and below, r remove all sex education, gay, straight, it doesn't matter. We're not talking to kids that's uh, below did. third grade. And you left it at that. Great. Nobody's got to. Uh, that's bullshit. The, the uh, lunatic activists have a huge problem with that retard. He said no one would have a problem with that. You're fucking retarded. Problem. If they have a problem, they're going to lose anyway. That's an extremist position, right? Mm. That, yeah, dummy, that's exactly what's happening right now. And that's your side. You're so retarded, you don't even understand your side. When you say no one would have a problem with that, buddy, that's your whole fucking side, dude. That's what they've been screaming. Randy Weingarten, all these Democrats, they're screaming from the rooftops. You must allow the trannies and homosexuals to teach these young children about sex. And so it is an extremist position, and that's why you are losing in that regard. So isn't that fascinating? So, but then it didn't stop at third grade. Then it went to, to 12, all things. Well, yeah, because no, commies must be fully politically marginalized in every way went to elementary then it went to junior high yeah and i'm like okay but in junior high they got to start learning sex ed that's when they get 12 yes, 30. but commie sex ed is ridiculous and needs to be removed normal sex ed i don't have a problem with that but you have to remove the commie and pedophile teachers first before you bring it back in 14 14 i think that's should all right then they went to high school and i'm like what are we doing here guys but here here's here's the issue <laughs> and 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 the, the other thing is tim sorry but if it was like, hey, you know what? We don't want them exposed to violent material or sexual material. Okay, right? But once they started going, no, but we don't want them exposed to the gay people and, and, and trans. Again, they didn't say that. You're just making that up. People. We don't want anybody talking about that crap, okay? Then I'm like, okay, then you don't care about sex. And this isn't about parenting. It's just you don't like those people. Just be honest. So, so the issue that I see is when I did sex ad, I was in fifth grade. Parents signed off on a permission slip, some there was one kid, only one kid out of my class who was actually taken out of the room and the parents were like, he's not allowed. And so I don't know what he did, he went to lunch or something. Yeah. Uh, sex ed was the boys and the girls were separated. They then explained organs, organ function, and the process of fertilization, how babies are made and things like that. And we were all like 10 years old. And now uh, we actually have a sample of these books that are considered sex ed, but it's actually kink. Talking about scat and, uh, if you want me to show you the book, I'll show you the book. <laughs> no, it's- I mean, I, so when when, I'm good on scat. I'm, but no, but no. right, this is, this is what happens. That <laughs> right, but it's being taught to children, retard. And you're going to defend it, no matter what. You're going to defend it. And is you? Uh, I think you've talked about this too. Uh, someone on the right will say, like, there, there's a parent, and not even necessarily a right wing person, says, "I discovered this book in my school, which shows graphic kink depictions and kink education about things totally unrelated to reproduction and sex." And by the way, I like Tim's framing here. It gets right to the point, and uh, kink, it is kink, and and you're throwing it out there. You're not fucking around. You're not beating around the bush. You're going right for it. This is what the fuck it is, and you and you're gonna force Chank to defend it, just like he did with Emma. So look, I've been harsh on Tim about his election coverage and his vaccine coverage, which I think have been total shit. But um, this subject, he's really good on, and he was really good against Emma. Got her to in front of everyone say that it was censorship to not allow pornography in schools. That was fantastic. And uh, so we'll see what Cenk says here. Then you get a knee-jerk reaction from the tribal left saying, you want to ban books, you're anti-gay. And it's like, wait, 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 hold on. Like, and, and a normal person 
would say in response to this, well, Tim, obviously I'm against kids being taught kink. Like you'd get that out of the way. Let's see if Cenk does that. This book just shows someone giving a blowjob, you know, and playing with strap-ons and things like this. That's not for kids. But Tim, if you guys left it there, I, it would have been just a- well, But Tim, uh, instead of saying, obviously I'm completely against this and our side shouldn't be doing it. No, 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 no. But Tim, see, there you go. That's, that's, so you're, you're a pedophile enabler, enabler, Cenk. You are a pedophile adjacent. Fringe. That's where I'm at. I'm, no. Yeah, if that would have been just a fringe part of the left arguing for dildos in class. Okay, that it's not fringe. It is most of your side. Fuck you, bitch. That would, I mean, that would at, not have been the entirety of the left. It would not have become well, a national sure, issue. For, for it's sure. not the entirety of the of the left, but it is the mainstream left wing position. That's what that is, and that's you. But you guys why, didn't why? leave it there. Then you went to like any book that mentions but, but, gay people. But you say we like we did not like okay. we, whoever we are here at Timcasts we're weirdos or something. But mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah, Ron DeSantis then expands it. Uh, yeah. uh, Florida then goes up to I think twelfth grade and said keep these books out. But but there's there's not uh, uh, the the problem I see is it, when the right comes out and says hey that's a kind of a problem you get an, a tribalist reaction defending it and. Uh, you know, we had Emma uh, Vigiland on from Majority Report, and I asked her if she was in favor of uh, whatever book we have over there. We have This Book is Gay, mm -hmm. it, which, which actually describes scat. And, like, that's just the most extreme example of, like, hey, don't give that to kids. And she goes, so you're for censorship? I'm like, well, are you dis You think kid? My, no, res no. my response is, it's simple. I am for censorship. I 100% am for censorship. I think Facebook should censor. I think X should censor. And YouTube should censor. But what should censor is, is what is being argued. I don't think YouTube should allow graphic terrorist videos of beheadings and things like this. I have no problem with them putting filters and restrictions and making sure kids don't get that. The same as I think schools should be like, hey, this book's got a, someone giving a blowjob in it. Maybe we should take that to the library. But the knee-jerk reaction of you, you support censorship, I'm like, not an argument. You yeah. know, or, or unless you're just trying to defend these books. They are. But by the way, though, it, what you're saying applies exactly to the right wing as well about those platforms where they where the platforms say, hey, we're not going to allow terrorist videos on. We're not going to allow child porn on and we're not going to allow Nazis on. Yep. And then they okay. go, OK, you fucking piece of shit, bitch. That is not the same thing. And understand something. Because if you're fucking retarded and you're like, well, I'll go along with the Nazis being put in a category of illegality, you're the Nazi. Do you understand? We're all the Nazis. That's how they do it. It is a tactic. Never fall for the tactic. It's fucking stupid. They take shit that's obviously illegal, terrorism. They take things that are uh, child porn, totally illegal, that should be obviously removed. And then they put Nazis into it. And the reason is because Nazis are considered the boogeyman of modern society. And they can get normies to go, well, yeah, I don't want the Nazis on there. But you understand, they call us all Nazis. This allows, this, this allows them to ban most of us. What makes you a Nazi? Anything that they say. Anything that they say. Oh, you don't like what's going on? You don't, you don't, you're not sucking Israel's cock full throat, uh, uh, swallowing with full eye contact? Well, you're a Nazi. Okay, so it is an insane bullshit argument that, oh, uh, well, we have to also ban the Nazis. First of all, you're allowed to believe whatever you want. I don't give a fuck about Nazis. Nazis, being a Nazi is legal. And who, how many Nazis are there? They're mostly dead. So what are we really talking about? We're talking about a term that's used to demonize populism. 
and fucking conservatives that go along with it, it's insane. And it's the same shit you're seeing with this Israel-Palestine stuff. When the Dave Rubens of the world are talking about, oh, we got to shut down these Palestinian marches. Oh, and, and uh, we got to kick these pro-Palestinian groups out of colleges. Make no mistake, Trump supporters will be literally next. It is ridiculous. But anyway, it's a bullshit argument. It's always been a bullshit argument. It's the same thing that they did in the early stages of this. I remember um, when I first started doing this, you would see the argument. This is the, it's like a shell game. They would take two things that were serious, that were obviously illegal, and they would say, well, we have to get rid of ISIS beheading videos or, or, or like, or, or, I mean, maybe technically those would be legal, but like, let's say like ISIS actual like illegal terrorist propaganda whatever you want to call it and by the way if you want to argue well that gets a little bit sticky too no problem whatever but let's we'll use child porn as an example obviously that should be removed and whoever does it should be buried under a jail um and then they'll say we have to get rid of the child porn and we also have to get rid of the misogyny okay well obviously misogyny is completely legal okay warranted in many instances if you want to be really fucking honest about it but um but it, misogyny totally legal and that's an opinion what the fuck even is misogyny well you don't want to deal with some stupid horse bullshit what are we talking about or do you really believe that like women are lesser beings even still all completely legal misogyny completely legal there's no illegal misogyny so to put it up next to child porn is it that's it that's a trick it is a trick to allow aids commies uh, and ultimately the regime they they work in tandem the AIDS commies are on the same side as the regime they work in tandem and it allows them to censor anything they don't want to and that's what Chenk is arguing here in his defense of what ultimately is pornography for children oh censorship oh, our beloved poor Nazis they're not allowed on anymore you left-wing censors right like, but they're, whoa, but whoa, they're whoa. correct well, hold on. Let, let's break it down. What do we mean by censorship? Like, to your point, we all agree with some degree of censorship, right? We, we I hope everybody... Yeah, not of any legal speech. ...agrees don't allow child porn anywhere, right? right? Easy, right? So well, that... You, I mean, what's the difference between you... Between child porn and you allowing this shit in the school? I mean, there's a bit of a difference, but, like, you're, you're kind of on the child porn side. But anyway, let's let him, I'll let him finish. And the question is, where do you draw the lines? So, like... Legality, of course. We already agreed Ron DeSantis was wrong. He drew the line too far out to 12th grade. He went too far in, in banning things that weren't about... Uh, no, that's not... Uh, first of all, we're, we're talking about school curriculum and not allowing predatory propaganda in school curriculum thanks but we're just mentioning gay people i now don't know you're you pivoting off of social media you're supposed to the conversation is about social media agree with that but i'm saying it okay well did so, you watch his press conference where they go through the books so look you pick out individual books and you say hey these are have inappropriate sexual stuff and it's for under third grade under fifth grade etc no problem with that conversation no bullshit that's what they did and you guys freak out about it Okay, so it's when you get to don't mention gay people that I'm. But that that's made up. That's made up in your baboon brain. No one said that. Fuck you. I, I, I will never accept that under any circumstances. Well, I agree. Though. Great job because no one's fucking said that. And I think I think that is more of a. I don't describe that. I think at least for us, the conversation we're having is you know, there's a teacher in Illinois who gave kids access to this book is gay, which it teaches it, it was to ten year olds how to use grinder. And it's kind of like, <laughs> okay, you, guys, again, she got, she got again, they, they called the cops on her. 
So, so, but, but, but don't call the cops on her either, right? Like, don't, don't overreact. So, like, so let's say that I, that happened to my kids. My kids are 13 and 11, right? And so they were just around that age. And you wouldn't call the cops on a sexual predator who's trying to teach your 10 year old how to access homosexual dating apps in order to provide predators access to them. You're insane. You're insane. Some weirdo teachers. The teacher. only way. If you, the only retort I would accept is if you said, well, I'm concerned that the cops are corrupt and they might try to like help the pedophiles. Okay, I, you know what? Maybe you know things about some of the cops in your neighborhood. So if that was your response, I'd say, okay, that's understandable. But the idea that, oh, you're going too far and calling the cops on a sexual predator? What, are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. I'm about grinder. Like for example, if you were in Fairfax County and you responded to me, well, I wouldn't call the cops there. Okay, I hear you, because I think there's trafficking going on in Fairfax, and I wouldn't be surprised. Because, you know, we're talking about the places where, um, was it Fairfax or Maryland? It's all kind of close together. There was that one child that was trafficked that was, like, taken away from the grandmother because the grandmother misgendered her, and then they put her in... And police are involved in this shit too. So they put her in a in a um, like a juvenile facility. She ended up getting sex trafficked, then escaped to Texas, then was apprehended by authorities in Texas, and then somehow magically sex trafficked in Texas. And then finally, I do think the story at least has a decent ending where I do think the child ended up back with the grandmother. Now, what's crazy is I think the lunatic. Um, uh, prosecutor or, or yeah i guess da or whatever of maryland is still trying to get the kid back somehow and taking away from the grandmother i think that's still in the works but anyway so so if you were like yeah i think the cops you know in fairfax like calling them up they might it might actually make it worse okay i i can understand that but if but if the situation is with normal cops who are supposed to bust uh, pedophiles and you're talking about normal cops obviously i would call the cops in that situation on a fucking person trying to help my kid get access to fucking predators what are you kidding me that's insane anyway whatever okay the way the reaction i would have is first i'd sit the kids down and go hey ignore that that's for when you grow up and you make your own decisions that's not the thing that you should be concerned about now i'd have a good talk with them about the context then i would go to the school and say guys what are we doing right <laughs> yeah and you are against all of those parents that have done that because you've done all of those videos that were hit jobs on parents that did exactly that in front of the school board can't teach grinder what are you doing did right? you see what happened when parents did that well, but the problem, Tim, is no, I didn't. But the FBI called them terrorists. Okay, no. So now that's perfect. And you know what? Part of the problem here is Chank and Anna too. They do not look at any of the details of the stories they cover. They just take the talking points and they just repeat them. But the, but so you guys get so carried away with the FBI calling people terrorists. Yeah, guys, you're getting carried away with the FBI calling innocent people terrorists. Because you think that. It, it, they're doing it in such an expansive way, but they're not. It's yes, like, they are, you fucking piece of shit liar. Like this is this hysteria. And you're it, doing propaganda for them. That's why, again, you belong in prison. Chank Uger belongs in prison. Uh, uh, not for this. You know, you could argue that's a bit strong. I'm talking more for the vaccine stuff. I think that you can make a criminal case. If you deliberately advocated for people or, or uh, uh, coerced them into taking the most dangerous vaccine in history, I think there should be tribunals for that. 
I think there should be tribunals. All of the regime media, whether they're on YouTube, MSNBC, CNN, I think they should be tribunaled related to the COVID-19 vaccine. Will that ever happen? Probably no chance. Anyway. FBI is mainly targeting domestic terrorists that are actually right-wing terrorists. Okay. And so like then again, people catch feelings. So again, that's a blatant outright lie that makes you a total piece of shit because you are going along with the government persecuting your political opponents over bullshit. And that's why karma hopefully delivers the same thing to you. Because they're like, right wing can't be terrorists. No, definitely can be terrorists. The, the dude sent pipe bombs to anyone who opposed. Okay, so faggot, he's not talking about the total gay op with the pipe bomber. He's talking about teachers, uh, excuse me, parents, parents that spoke out against pedophiles at school board meetings um, and one guy was arrested because he dared to object to his daughter being raped by a tranny. Remember that guy? That's who they labeled terrorist. He was the face of it. The face of the terrorist parent was a guy who simply publicly objected to his daughter being raped in a bathroom by a tranny. Donald Trump. That guy's a terrorist. Agreed. Okay. And he happens to be a right-wing terrorist. And the FBI is saying at this point, which the FBI, which is historically massively right wing, the idea that the FBI is some sort of left wing deep state. See, is he thinks he thinks it's payback. And that's OK, because I'm ready for payback. And I hope you get it. Hilarious. Not backed up by a single fact. But the, so the right wing, And so the FBI is saying, hey, guys, we wish it weren't the case. But most of the domestic terrorists in America now are right wingers. Again, totally made up lie. And they're all trying to kill anyone who dis I, uh, disagrees with Donald Trump. I just, Total lie. And if this somehow flips on you and it starts happening to you, I'm going to laugh my ass off. If they're like, you know, the FBI director today said Shank Uger is a terrorist. I go, really? Is that what happened? Oh, that's a shame. I just think that's wrong. And I think uh, I, I certainly think there are uh, right wing. And by the way, terrorists. I just want to be clear. That doesn't mean all right wingers or a majority of right wingers are terrorists. It just means of the terrorists that are around now, which is a small group, right? Unfortunately, most of them are right wingers lie. at this point. I, I think it's completely inverted, but the bias comes from the extremity of the actions taken by the by the terrorists. So you'll end up with a story of a guy, um, perhaps perhaps Maine. I think the story is more about um, uh, what happened in Maine. He was uh, mentally unwell and he was targeting his friends is what they're reporting now. He thought his friends were talking behind his back and he went nuts. But um, by the way, they're all mentally unwell. Of course, of course. No, no but it's not, of course, them. because the right wing says anytime it's a white person or a right winger, they go mentally unwell. And I go and I'm because I'm honest. I agree. Right. And so and then they'll, they'll have their man. It's half of them will have their manifestos like in, in Charlottesville. He had a manifesto about race wars and how black people were terrible. And that's why he went inside a black church and shot him up. El Paso was against Latinos. There's the synagogue shootings. So these are political. There's no question. But no one who's mentally well d goes right. into a synagogue or a church and shoots people. But that is also true of Muslims. When it comes to right wing, they're like, oh, yeah, that's so true when it comes to right wing. It's so true. They're just mentally unwell. They don't represent us. Muslims. Oh, it's all Muslims. It's all Muslims. They're, they're all mentally well. So again, that's why they shot up people. A, again, they don't have any mental health problems. Their problem is that they're Muslims. Well, they're, no, they're no, no, no. That's... Man. That's exactly bigotry. No, all those dudes have m massive mental health problems as well. So instead of saying, hey, I hate black people, they're saying I hate the West or whatever it is. But, but so here, here's my point. Um, the, the, the examples you gave are these extreme examples that are horrifying. We try to prevent 
and these people are, they're acts of evil, uh, abject evil. On the left, you get what I would call more blunt terror. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, the George Floyd riots. When mm-hmm. you had small towns across this country, Michael Tracy's reporting, showing a grocery store with its windows smashed out, and they spray paint on the boarded up window saying, please don't hurt us. When you have people in, in Berkeley, they all, I, I was at a bar in Berkeley, and, right, I'll and be right uh, they back. had this, Trump sucks, I, Trump is a pig on the window, I'll, I'll and I'm, I'm having like a drink, and I asked, this is like 2017, I asked, I was like, you guys not big Trump fans? And the bartender's like, no, we like him. And I'm like, why would you put that in the window? If we don't, they'll... they'll For instance, the George Floyd riots, when -hmm. you had small towns across this country, Michael Tracy's reporting, showing a grocery store with its windows smashed out and they spray paint on the boarded up window saying, please don't hurt us. When you have people in in Berkeley, they all I I was at a bar in Berkeley and and, uh, they had Trump sucks. Trump is a pig on the window and I'm, I'm having a drink. And I asked this is like 2017. I asked I was like, you guys not big Trump fans. And the bartender's like, no, we like him. And I'm like, why would you put that in the window? If we don't, they'll 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 smash our windows out and attack us. That people live in, have you been to Berkeley? There's a Burger King with a big sign in the window saying, we are not a corporate chain, we are family owned, please don't hurt us. I'm like, why would you live that way? You look at uh, May 29th, when far leftists firebombed the White House grounds and St. John's Church. And this is not major news, there's no committee hearings. But if you're somebody who lives, uh, I'll give you a more recent example, when I'm in uh, Reston, Virginia, 
having dinner with the, the team here, a guy comes up and says, you're not going to hear this a lot in Reston, but I'm a big fan. And I was like, actually, like four people already have come up and, and OK, that's the blunt terror of in a town I live in, I have to whisper and I'm scared that someone might find out I listen to Timcast when in reality, people who worked there and other people had already said this, but they all seem to say the, th say, say the same things. I'm scared to, to express my opinions. That's not terrorism. Uh, ter Guys, see, th there you go. This is why Cenk Uger is a total piece of shit, because he just explained something insanely fucked up that's going on that his side is doing. Literal terrorism. And he defends it. Oh, it's not terrorism. That's okay. See, this, this is what I'm saying. I'm simply calling for karma. Okay, great. I hope you have to live like that. I hope you're so afraid to admit to people that you're a filthy commie, that your entire life is lived in fear, because that's what you would deserve. That's what you deserve. Again, you deserve what you wish upon others in an offensive manner. And I don't mean offensive like, I mean like as opposed to defensive. So I don't wish this upon people. If, if you told me there were Joe Biden voters, normies, not regime propagandists, okay? But like normal Joe Biden voters, I would say that's horrible. I don't like that. That's, that's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. That's fucked up. It's, that would be my response. I would not defend it by any means. But this motherfucker defends this evil. So hopefully it happens to him someday. Him. But so, it is. No, it, hold it is on, people hold on. who are let, living let in me, terror let me for political reasons. No, no, no. Let me, let me clarify. Okay. So firebombing the White House is not terror. So, no, firebombing, of course, is. They did. But, that, but that's it, him. That is enormously rare on the left. So you, It's not rare at all. We saw it the entire spring and summer of 2020. And that's just for starters, piece of shit. You can always go back to hey the guy who shot steve scalise hey we found it one time okay it's way more than one time and you defend it you defended michael ryan all you fucking piece of shit um so but it, what you're talking about is cultural domination and is that true in berkeley that the left dominates in a way that is oppressive to the right like they if it's you're not the right i'm talking about no uh, no i get it Asian and the, salon owners no no i know and 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 to the middle as well right yes but is it also true that you'll get the same kind of cultural do uh, domination in the middle of Alabama. Nope. Uh, total bullshit. So if, you, if you're in the middle of Alabama and you put up a Trump sucks sign, you are going to have massive problems. You will not get someone coming to your house and threatening to kill you. You're like you nuts. Do yes, you will. I you show me. Show me, liar. Show me, you fucking liar. Yeah. In fact, there's a guy who had a Trump sign in, in the middle of Pennsylvania and his neighbor, sh uh, I'm sorry, a Biden sign or something, and his neighbor shot him and killed him. Oh, because he's the like, fuck out of here. You're against oh, Trump. Bullshit. I hate you. I'm going to murder you. Biden sign? Uh, I forget what the sign was, but it was something either against Trump or now, pro. Now, now he's changing it. Biden or pro something. Get the fuck out it of It happened here. a couple of years ago. You could definitely look it up. Okay. Um, and so. Yeah, no, no, are you, there's huge... By the way, if some Trump supporters did that, that's fucked up. You shouldn't kill people over this. That's ridiculous. See, I can easily say that. I won't defend it, but you'll defend it because you defend it if your side does it. You pretend, and notice how he called it cultural dominance. He's okay with it. That's why I have said the answer to this is full political marginalization for commies. Because what he is describing as political domination... Uh, uh, our cultural domination, our side needs to do that. And if our side doesn't do it, then we're going to get destroyed. Okay? I wish that wasn't the case. I wish we could live and let live, but we can't. We must control everything. We must control everything. Because if we don't, they're going to destroy us. And, and, if, and if I'm wrong, let me know. I, I'm open to arguments that I'm wrong about this. 
But I, I just, the idea of going back to like no one, remember the analogy of the gun and they grab the gun first? Um, I'd love to go back to that. Oh, no one grabs the gun, but you know at the first opportunity they're going to grab the gun. So you just have to make sure they can't do that. And they've provided the blueprint for how to do this, which is they margin, especially after the gay marriage shit in the courts, when the Supreme Court ruled for gay marriage, then the marginalization really started in the colleges, that if you were a conservative, you were marginalized. So all we have to do now, it's not an easy task to gain control of a lot of these areas, um, but it is happening in some places. Like the process has begun, which is a great thing to see because I wasn't sure you could even do it. What's been happening in places like Florida, I didn't even think was possible, okay? But it is possible. And if it can happen in Florida, it can happen anywhere. You just have to start with the first thing. You got to go one by one. You got to go local. You got to just start. Start with the most local thing that you can, whether it's a school board or some sort of small race for something, even a little bit. Dog catcher, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just start from there. And if you can't do it and you don't have time, no problem. See if there's other people that have time. You don't. You can be a facilitator. You don't have to run. Just be a. Just do all the. Just 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 do something. There's a way to do this. It's it's happening. Um, but that's ultimately what has to happen. These people have to be pushed out and marginalized in every facet of society. I'm talking about AIDS commies. I'm not talking about normie Biden voters. I have no beef with normie Biden voters. And that's the difference. That's why I think our side, if they, if our side is smart strategically and doesn't make the same mistakes as the AIDS commies make, I, I do think we can have long-term success. And of course, is it a long shot? Absolutely. But one of the key areas where leftists have fucked up is what Tim is talking about here, where they go after and terrorize normies. Normies are living in fear in some areas. Never do that because those people, they're not actual adherents. What they are are hostages and they will turn on AIDS commies as soon as the coast is clear. As soon as it becomes safe, they will absolutely turn on them. Um, and so uh, that's no way to, to gain long-term uh, converts. That, that's a, that you're abusing people. That's ridiculous. There's just no, there's no place for that. It's crazy. It's a, it's a stupid strategy. And I think that's what is ultimately going to cause these people to lose because it, it, it's a ridiculous thing. And it's, again, it's just disgraceful. This fucking fat piece of shit defends the terrorism. We're watching him defend terrorism. Not of people like Tim Pool. You know, it's one thing if Tim Pool's talking about being swatted or whatever, and and Chank dismisses it. But understand what happened here. Chank defends and dismisses it when it's happening to normies, regular working people. That's where the, arguably the TYT has been the biggest frauds because they always claim to be for the working people. They fucking hate working people. Absolutely. Huge parts of this country that if you say Trump sucks, they will physically assault you. I totally mean, made up. Totally made up. Look, I was forget the middle of the country. I was when I ran for Congress, we did a panel uh, up in uh, Palmdale, which is in you know outer parts of L.A. Uh, but there's like like far right militia types up there as what? well, right? Even though it's mainly Democratic. What? And so some bunch of like massive right wingers came to our panel, and. I said one thing against Trump, and they nearly assaulted me. What are you, I saw that video. An old man said to you, you're a liar. And then he said, don't talk about my president like that. 
This guy is the biggest piece of shit liar. Remember that shit? It was with the uh, Muslim Brotherhood. The Muslim Brotherhood, through care, they're cut out. They had this uh, debate. And Chank was up there throwing his shit and blah, 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 you know, saying all this bullshit. And this old guy was like, that's a lie. That's what he said. The old guy was like, that's a lie. Don't talk about my president. Like, that's all he said. You were in no way even close to being assaulted. Look at this fucking piece of shit liar, this guy. Fuck you, Chank. Bitch. They're like, how you can't say that about our president? Right? Uh, well, then they say, Barack Hussein Obama's a Muslim terrorist. I said, wait a minute, I thought we weren't saying bad things about president. So, I, I, I don't believe... Did that old man say Barack was a Muslim terrorist? I don't, I th I don't recall that at all. I recall him saying uh, that uh, you're a liar, which is true, that guy was based. And he said, don't talk about my president like that. And then, then later he came up to him and he said that, like, I should be allowed to speak or something like that. Presidents. Yeah. What happened, right? So, the, so there are people that are massively full of crap on both sides. But perhaps well, the issue then is these, these, these types you're describing live in sparsely populated areas. You may, maybe don't see them. They don't have a larger impact on greater society because of the density of cities and, and the amount of people who live no, but there. They have, but they have a massive impact, the right wing does, in the middle of the country. What we hear all the time on the Young Turks is, oh, thank God, I thought I was alone. Right. Like I see you guys and it gives me sanity because I live in the middle of Tennessee. I live in the middle of Arkansas. I live in the middle of Texas. And everyone here thinks that, you know, if you're against Trump, you're the devil. And and, you know, you molest kids. And, you know, it's just like what you would call cultural terrorism. Bullshit. But hey, you know what? As long as you've made it clear that you're fine with it. Great. Because hopefully our side does it to you. Um, and but, so. So I'm, I don't I'm, think that's fair to call terrorism on the right or the left. It's just cultural domination yeah, in guys, certain areas. Guys, okay, awesome. It's just cultural domination. No problem. Now we just have to figure out how to dominate everywhere and put the fucking boot on their neck and never let go. That's all. That's all. Areas, And part of what I'm trying to do here uh, is shake people out of that and go, I hear you. And look at all the things we disagree. Yeah, you, you, you don't shake people out of that by denying it and pretending it's okay. Rian and all the things that I've said that probably made a bunch of right-wingers angry already, but let's not lose track of the things we also agree on. Well, so why, you, you, you saw so, the meme from Elon Musk where it shows the, uh, the line moving further and further left, and then the guy who was in the middle is now on the right. Yeah, that line is the most full of crap line I have ever that's, seen. That's what I did the, So I did the ex exact opposite line when I was a host on MSNBC a dozen years ago, because the, in reality, there's two different lines. There's the line that is for the country, and then there's the line that is for Washington, okay? Mm -hmm. And the Washington line has moved so far right, I can't see it anymore. I was a liberal Republican growing up. I voted, uh, so I voted for George H.W. Bush. I, you know, I was a kid when Reagan was around, but, but I loved Reagan, Shining City on a Hill, etc. cetera. Uh, but there was a thing called a liberal Republican back then where you could be socially liberal, but still be a Republican. That just doesn't exist anymore. So when I Conservative say- Conservative Democrats. Yeah. yeah. It's like- Everyone's talking about Manchin. He can't win. Yeah. So but Man Manchin's not a moderate. Manchin is a corporatist through and through. Oh, agreed. Okay. So and he's going to lose. So whereas I think he's already out. I don't know. Whereas I was slight center right growing up with almost the same positions, I'm now considered massively left in Washington. Okay. Why? 
because they all became corporatists. They all, I mean, Biden was known as a senator from MBNA, which was a credit card company back then. <laughs> that was his nickname. Yeah. Like even the people in the Senate, they're like, oh, it's so funny. Joe, even among us sellouts, Joe Biden's the biggest sellout. Let's call him the senator from MBNA, right? So, so the we lost it. This is chapter five of my book. I'm not trying to plug the book. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, it's a natural thing that's coming up and I want to go back to policy, et cetera. But um, but I, chapter four, I explained how we lost the Democratic Party. So the, the chapter three is Republicans suck. Why Republicans suck? Okay. And that, and that explains how the Republican Party went from the party of Lincoln to, in my opinion, the party of hate. Okay. So the party changed completely and they changed completely because of the Southern strategy. But for the Democrats, they think, oh, you're so right about that, Cenk. But I'm like, you think your party didn't change? We used to be the party of FDR. And now we're the party of credit card companies. Wealthy, yeah. Vox, right. This was 2016. Vox called them uh, Democrats have become the new party of the wealthy elites. Uh, yeah, and it breaks my heart. And but there's a lot of truth to that. But that's not the left. That's corporate Democrats in I Washington. Agree. Okay. Yeah, I, I I subscribe to Jacobin magazine. Uh, yeah. Jacobin has been very strong on defending free speech. And so uh, when I when I started seeing the articles they were posting, and of course I know a ton of people who have been consistently very left economically. And I started seeing the articles and I started reading Jacobin articles. I'm like, this is the kind of left that I want to have an argument with, one that understands the importance of free speech. And, yeah. and I can respect that. And I also think it's important to hear what they have to say when they're making their arguments. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I'm a massive, uh, I'm, I'm very much in favor of freedom of speech. So then we talked about censorship earlier. So then the question is, again, where do you draw the lines? The world is not black and white. Well, right? so, so this is a point I did want to make on that. You said, you know, the right saying, oh, no, our precious Nazis or whatever. But it's not so much our precious Nazis, it's especially right now with Israel-Palestine, the people who are going to bear the brunt of those legi that legislation is the pro-Palestine left. 100% agree. So, so Ron DeSantis just banned, uh, uh, this is, a, this is, this is a, 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 there's a bit of debate right now among Republicans. Vivek Ramaswamy is very critical of Ron DeSantis saying this, uh, uh, this student group should be uh, banned and forced to reform because in their uh, uh, school toolkit, they say they are. Hamas. They mm -hmm. are not, they're, they are Palestinians in exile who are a part of the resistance that is, I, I don't know if they, how they explicitly define it. They say these are resistance fighters who attacked. We are part of that resistance. And so Ron's argument is that means they are declaring support for a terrorist organization. Therefore, we have to disband this group. Vivek says, oh, it's a bunch of kids in a college saying stupid things. Let them say stupid things. I agree with that. But this is what happens when you go after free speech. Yeah. So I so then let's talk about where the line should be, because so uh, everybody could look up these videos. The Young Turks have been around 21 years. Uh, we're the uh, longest um, uh, Internet show in history. Um, so. Uh, as far as a daily show, we've been around longer than literally any other show in internet history. What, when you guys so, started, you like there were there were no social media platforms. You were using weird web players and stuff like yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah, we use web players on our own website. We try to get out the word through Yahoo Messenger, through wow. AOL. <laughs> we were AOL bloggers. We yeah. we put up videos on MySpace. So we are as old school as old school gets. And so, uh, having been around so long, you have all these videos that show indisputably your consistency, right? So I was against uh, Don Imus being fired. I didn't think Rush Limbaugh should be censored or Glenn Beck, or uh, when I was outraged when Megyn Kelly was fired, I'm like, okay, so she said this thing about blackface. Okay, it's wrong, and I can explain why it's wrong, but if you fire her, 
nobody's even going to find out why it's wrong she didn't even she didn't say she asked she asked that's she right she didn't even say it that's yeah. right so if like al roker was upset then guys why don't you take the opportunity to bring in al roker and megan kelly and have an hour-long conversation and guess what that'd be the highest rated show you did that year yeah. right and then is he talking about the blackface thing didn't tyt go along with that and they did the narrative people would learn what's wrong with blackface instead you fire her you never have that conversation and a whole bunch of white well that conversation is bullshit anyway um people are gonna have to learn how to deal with being offended and you can absolutely say your opinion that you don't like blackface but the idea that anyone should be fired over it again these are the rules that white people initially went along with because they were guilted into it and they were thinking, well, I'll go along with this. You know, who needs to do blackface? I'm going to be a nice person and I'm going to be a good person. But what this does is it sets up a set of rules that only white people have to follow. And then there is a long list of things now compared to back then. You know, that was probably one of the original things. I don't know. I don't know when that came to be. You shouldn't do blackface. And it initially, it is, it is presented as something that's like, okay, I'm just being nice and courteous. I'm going to be a good person. And yeah, you know, if, if black people find that offensive, I, you know, I won't do it or I won't laugh at jokes like that. Because a lot of white Westerners, they want to go along to get along. You know, they're just like, okay, I'll do that. But see, what it is, it's an insidious thing because then look at the long list of things now that white people aren't allowed to do. Okay, that is not uh, any sort of equality or how to treat people. This, this has been one giant um, uh, demoralization campaign against the West. And they used small things like that. You know, on its face, the blackface thing itself is not the biggest issue in the world, right? But it's a combination of a lot of these types of things to kind of continue to tell you, oh, oh, yeah, hey, white person, well, look at that. You stopped laughing at blackface jokes. Now, that's good. I'm glad you did that. But you know, white person, there's something else you have to do to be a good white. And then it's going to be whatever. For example, oh, well, you see how the crime rate is disproportionate among young black youth? Well, you have to ignore that. Okay. You also have to completely ignore and never commentate or, or, or notice, never notice that... Uh, uh, you know, there's there's a crime problem or anything like that. You're not allowed to do that. And, and again, and then, oh, then the homosexuals come in. Hey, hey, yeah, you know, I see white guy, you're jumping through those hoops for those black people. That's nice. I would like you to jump through some hoops for me. So now um, you're not allowed to say faggot. You're not allowed to say faggot anymore. Um, and then the white person, the white people, they go, oh, yeah, well, you know, I want the gays to like me too. So I guess I'll, uh, I guess I'll go. And by the way, this isn't, necessarily people in the group it's people with political or like it's like a, there's like a power dynamic it's not like the average gay person is going to give a fuck it's that like you have for example democrats they'll use these people as like a as like a way to get power over you so it's like you know they pretend that all gay people agree all black people agree that like every gay person is offended by faggot and that if you want to be a good white person, you got to not say faggot. Um, and so then th now the list is a mile long of the amount of hoops that you got to jump through to be a good white person. Oh, hey, uh, white people over in Sweden, you know, um, we're going to need you. So you've been doing a good job. 
you know, uh, you haven't been saying faggot and you uh, you don't say nigger. And that's a, a good job. Good job. What we're going to need you to do now, though, is allow a whole bunch of fucking North Africans to come into your country unvetted or Muslims. Why don't you let the just Islamic world come in unvetted? And then you're going to notice that there's no-go zones and all this shit that happens. And guess what? We're going to need you to also, if you want to be one of the good whites, we're going to need you to jump through this next hoop and ignore all of the raping and things that are happening from this unvetted immigration. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's manipulation. It's manipulation. Um, you know, you can choose to go along with whatever you, I mean, you know, I'm not saying be like a rude person, but just understand like these, these things are being done for a reason. And, uh, hopefully, and I do get the impression that at least so uh, a good amount of people are realizing it. I hope it's not too late. You know, some of these problems are very severe, particularly with the insane immigration in some of these countries. So hopefully there's a way to reverse it. But uh, I, would say, I would say the time is now. The time is probably now to start doing that. Oh, by the way, wasn't, didn't Sweden say they were going to start deporting? I'll believe that when I see it. I think it was Sweden. There was an article they're going to start deporting illegals or something. Okay, we'll see. We'll see if that happens people who've never understood the history of blackface go what the hell man i don't get it exactly. so i was michael jackson in 1983 and halloween well i didn't do it because i was racist i'm not evil right and that's because they don't know the history of blackface and how white people would put it on and then lynch black people etc but they, but you can't blame them if they don't know right yeah. so my, my point is i and ben shapiro and Coulter, charlie kirk going on college campuses every time i defended them Okay. Oh, bullshit. So I believe in free speech completely. Oh, no. Now, okay. Again, a blatant goddamn liar. A blatant goddamn liar. I've been covering TYT since the beginning of this channel. I covered them throughout that whole thing. Blatant, ridiculous lie. But again, if you've been watching for a long time, what else is new? I've said this many times because they're going to do this about the vaccine. Um, and Chenk already did this with the masks. So one of the blatant, ridiculous lies that the Young Turks told throughout the years through COVID was that masks stop the, the spread of COVID-19. And they pretended, much like the rest of the corporate media, that you were a murderer, you were a granny killer, uh, you were a, a killer of nurses if you didn't wear a mask. Then it turned out that was total insane bullshit and the masks don't stop the spread from, from COVID. And so a couple years later, uh, it, when was this? Maybe a year ago or so, I forget when it was. You might remember the, the video and I, I covered it where Chenk said, oh yeah, guys, we, we told you from the beginning not to wear masks and they don't work. So, so now he's doing it with the commentary surrounding the conservatives getting banned from college campuses. Again, a fucking piece of shit liar this guy is. But the beauty is people know this. You know, sometimes when you... Uh, when a liar goes on a show and you read the comments and it's like mixed, you're like, ah, oh, man, it's a shame that uh, not everyone realizes it. Not with Chenk, though. Like I said, check the Tim Pool comment section. Everybody knows this guy because he's not just a liar. He's like a stupid liar. He he tells lies that are like cartoonish that just makes you go, man, this guy's fucking crazy. And uh, and that's beautiful. So at least if if Anna's going to be able to successfully pivot, if conservative Inc. is going to lick her ass, at least Chenk will not be able to, I would, I would think, because the audience is just not buying it. Having said that, nothing's complete, as you pointed out earlier. There's always some form of censorship. So where do I draw the line? I draw the line at 
verifiable but extreme hate speech. Okay, okay. great, great. Excellent, because I'm going to use, I hope we use that exact same thing to ban the shit out of you. So, okay, great. I get to make my own definition of hate speech now. Okay, AIDS commie bullshit is my definition. So you, you uh, Chank, we're going to have to ban you from YouTube and Twitter. All right, we're going to, uh, see you later. See you later, buddy. Hate speech is not real. Um, so if, if this is, if, if this is the standard, then it should be used against you. Okay. So hate speech isn't, I don't like it, the current right wing government of Israel. No, that's a policy position. Right. Okay. And hate speech isn't, um, I think black people committed more crime in this country than white people. Now I could break down why I think the context of that is wrong, right? But that's not hate speech. You're trying to have a policy discussion and maybe you're having it in the wrong direction, but I wouldn't call that anywhere near hate speech, right? So, but if you're going around saying we have to eradicate the Jews, no. Okay, no that's so hold on a second. Now look, should you say that? Is it advisable to say that? No. Is it rude or mean? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Calling for any group to be eradicated, that's, that's unseemly, I'll give you that. But according to the Brandenburg test, 100% covered because there's no imminent threat there, okay? And make no mistake that what this is, this is the uh, foot in the door trick where Cenk wants you to go along because you, you, you might, if you're a normie, you might go, well, yeah, you don't want people going around saying to eradicate the Jews, but it's not really going to be eradicating the Jews or eradicating whatever group. It's going to be, hey, Oh, you have the wrong opinion and we don't like it. Well, that's just like saying that the Jews should be eradicated. Whatever example that they give you is going to be used to censor speech that they don't like, even if you can't even see how they would do it. They will work themselves into a pretzel to figure out a way. You've already seen it a million times. Look at how many things fall under misogyny, and they've called for that to be banned criticizing a whore con artist like Anita Sarkeesian is considered misogyny and therefore bannable. So yeah, it is, uh, it's completely, look, look what they're saying already. These Palestinian students or these pro-Palestinian students, <clears throat> what they do is, now are some of them pro-Hamas? Yes. You, you get some of these lunatics that they're like, oh, I'm glad that the terrorist attack happened. It was exhilarating, whatever. Okay. But there's some people who don't agree with Hamas, but they're pro-Palestine. The people, like the DeSantis shills and the neocons, they are conflating the two and arguing that they should all be banned. And then, of course, I mean, you've seen, my God, I love the fact that he brought up the Jews, because if you look at the, the definition of anti-Semitism and how that has expanded into the most ridiculous ways possible. Now, if you simply have a critique of the Israeli government, that's anti-Semitism. Okay, so all of that. So you're not allowed to criticize the government of Israel. That's anti-Semitism. So it's funny that he decided to use that as hate speech. That's because they could very easily say, well, you criticize the Israeli government. Obviously, that means you don't believe Israel has a right to exist. Therefore, anti-Semitism. Nazis. What sorry. A, what about from the river to the sea? No, that's too vague. A lot of people could. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not vague. They want the Jews into the sea. What are they going to do in the sea? They're not fish. They can't breathe underwater, you fucking moron. Unbelievable. Now, are there uh, Israelis that want to exterminate all the Palestinians? Yes, that, yes they are. there are. And they say that. And they say that. Mean different things by from. I hate this term from the river to the sea, but people, different people mean different things by. <laughs> 
So, we're, uh, and then I suppose you can cut away the nuance. We had that uh, video out of Cooper Union. I don't know if you saw where the students are banging on the doors with the Jewish students in the room screaming from the river to the sea. I yeah. think that context is more clear then. So I look, uh, that's 100 percent wrong. And so I think it was Riley Gaines who had given a speech uh, about how trans women shouldn't be allowed to compete in female sports. And she was in a college campus somewhere. I think it was in the. Uh, in the Northwest too, but I forget. Um, and and she was scared. They surrounded and, the room. And they surrounded the room and the cops were scared and didn't want to take her out of the room. Is that terrorism? It, so no, it's too far to call it terrorism. <laughs> but is it a crime? Maybe. Like now we're going too far, guys. That, and so for me, and so it gets nuanced and this is difficult because- yeah, guys, the clear case of leftist kidnapping Riley Gaines, cause that's by the law, from what I understand, if you hold someone against their will in a room, which they did, that's kidnapping. Guys, it's nuanced. The kidnapping when it's leftist is nuanced. But if you tell a joke about faggots and you're a conservative, well, that's terrorism, you can't have that. People like to take those things and then go to extremes. So one extreme is, then uh, the Ron DeSantis extreme, where, okay, that's it. We're going to ban all people showing any kind of support to rhetorical support to Hamas or to Palestinians or whatever. And, and the mainstream media shuts out both right-wing and left-wing opinions by going, these are not acceptable thought. But when you have someone captured in a room where they fear for their safety and cannot leave, you have gone too far. Okay. I'd like to call it terrorism. No, it's too much to call it terrorism because look, then you take away the power of the word. Okay, so nobody got killed, nobody even got assaulted. But 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 at the same time, I'm not excusing it. I'm saying it might even be a crime. But when you call it terrorism, it lessens the actual terrorism that Hamas does or that or right wingers sure. here but in America I, do. I think this is just more of a semantic argument then, and we're yeah, we're it's a semantic. Yeah. My 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 uh, my understanding of terrorism is. The use of uh, Chank doesn't like it because it is terrorism, and he would have to acknowledge that his side engages in terrorism, and he's obviously not going to do that because he wants to continue to get away with it. Fear, uh, uh, like threatening violence or harm, in order to pursue a political goal. Okay, I'm I'm so glad you said this. So then let's uh, let me ask you this: This morning, uh, McKay Coppins uh, revealed another part of the uh, book about Mitt Romney. Uh, where Mitt Romney said that uh, most of the Republicans that did not vote to impeach or convict Donald Trump, especially after January 6th, were because they were physically worried about their safety. Oh, bullshit. They thought that right-wing supporters of Donald Trump... Bullshit. These people can afford... You could... If you're in Congress... I mean, I don't know. It, it, are there Navy SEALs or or just the baddest motherfuckers out there that are available to hire. You can't tell me that these ri fucking filthy rich people can't hire the most badass security possible. This is a made-up narrative that is being done to manufacture consent against Trump supporters to have society eventually go along with their imprisonment or worse. This is the stochastic terrorism bullshit where um, if you criticize uh, Democrats or uniparty Republicans, rhinos, um, they say, oh, well, they're going to be unsafe. It's totally made up. Might kill them or their family members. Bullshit. Not terrorism.
Oh, come on, Tim. You just said it was you me, terrorism. No, I didn't. You want me to explain? I'll explain. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I can't wait for this one. If a bunch of Trump supporters went to their offices throwing bricks or wielding bricks and Molotovs, terrorism. Yeah. If a guy uh, says January sixth, uh, absolutely. Where they is chanted, "Hang Mike Pence, hang well, Mike Pence." We're, we're, we're referring. So that's January sixth, definitely terrorism. Specific people according on to January your 6th. standards, by the way. I'm absolutely specific people on January sixth. Uh, but that's a whole very nuanced conversation. And the, the issue with January well, Whenever it comes to the right wing, we get more nuanced. But okay, go ahead. Well, <laughs> we're being nuanced with the left. I'm, I'm not saying that leftists who are privately saying, you know, they want to eat the rich or whatever committing acts of terrorism. Uh, if, if someone on the left says, I'm scared of people on the right doing something at some point, it's vague and nebulous. I'm scared of uh, people coming here not for political reasons. But it's not vague and nebulous. First, January 6th already happened. I'm in talking about what Mitt Romney said. Uh, and so that's in the minds of the Republicans. And he's re just relaying what his colleagues told him. Okay. So, so, but, so but I, I and, don't then want... and then secondly, people confronted like Lindsey Graham at the airport and he got really shook by that. But that was not terrorism. That was not, that was people legally telling Lindsey Graham what he was. Okay. That's not terrorism. If a crowd of people surrounds yeah, a room, yeah. banging on the door, screaming something related to killing you, that is blunt, low level terrorism. So if, wait, if, wait, 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 wait. Okay, now your nuance is getting tricky because you're saying when right-wingers yell at people and surround them, that's not terrorism. But, but when the left-wing does it, because they didn't say they were going to kill them in the left-wing scenarios, they surrounded the room and yelled at them. And From the river to the sea is about, like, like look, I, I think I've been as objective as I can be because I don't have a dog in the fight. And so if a person's lying... And there are liars on the Israeli side and there's liars on the Palestinian side. And there's reasonable people on the Israeli side. Uh, there's people who are, are Jews who are like, yeah, this is fucked up that they're killing all these civilians. So it's not every I I Israeli that's unreasonable, but there are people who are lunatics who, uh, who, for example, the people that were like, yeah, it's totally fine for Hamas to go in there and kidnap these redheaded kids and the grandmothers, and you have fucking abject morons like Hassan Piker bringing up the concept of a colonizer baby. <laughs> That's retarded, okay? Now, you know, I, I understand why the Palestinians are pissed off at Israel, because the Israeli government treats them very poorly and does fucked up shit that the lunatics on the Israeli side pretend are not happening. Um, but yeah, wanting to push the Jews into the sea is killing them because they're not fish. They're not fish. So, and, and, I'm, and this, this is the thing. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong about like, I just think the self-preservation argument on the internet is better than moral fagging because I just don't think moral fagging translates on the inter internet. But I think it makes logical sense about self-preservation, right? Which you could say, obviously, morally, it's fucked up to just murder people, okay? But it's the internet, right? From the river to the sea and this comment, the, this commentary about colonizers, which has been made clear by leftists, that that means killing people, okay? Because after these fucking animals broke into Israel, which, by the way, there's questions about how the fuck did this happen and did they let it happen? Very valid questions there. But they come and they start killing people and, and kidnapping and everything. And the lunatic leftists start going, guys, because apparently some leftists had a weak stomach about it. And they were like, wow, this is kind of fucked up. And then the other leftists were like, guys, what did you think decolonization was? And they specifically said, this is decolonization, which made it clear that in this instance, we're talking about Israel and, and Palestine. 
But who else have they called colonizers? Us in the West. We are colonizers. And these motherfuckers, make no mistake, would kill us if they had the opportunity. So I'm not going to go along with some fucking bullshit about putting all the Jews into the sea with the same group of people that would have no problem slitting my throat with the same kind of logic, just in a different way. So that's retarded, to go along with something that eventually that I could be next. So fuck all of them. Fuck all of them and fuck this, oh, we can kill you because you're a colonizer because 400 years ago or how many fucking years ago people were mean to the blacks? Fuck you. That's insane. And no one else. How about me? I'm Italian. People were mean to Italians when they were mean to the Japanese. They rounded up the Italians too and they put them in camps. So what, I'm allowed to start fucking killing people? No way. Insane. Totally insane. So yeah. Um, now what does this mean as far as like, you know, it would. it's a shame that there can't be like, a uniting because the way this is all played out politically is so fucking weird because it's like the people like like at least some of the people who are on the pro-israel side have been very pro-western open borders that have imported all of the muslims that hate the jews that now want to kill the jews but they still are pro open borders for the west but they're like hey hey help us well i'm so but how can we how can you ask us for help when you, 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 you're still for the policy that is important? Like, you were okay with these people killing us, but now that they're going after you, now that Frankenstein woke up and went after you unexpectedly, now you want my help? You must be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So anyway, you know, it's all very interesting to see how this has happened. But I guess ultimately what we're seeing around the world is this is one big fucking powder keg. You know what's hilarious? Did you see the black Hebrew Israelites? I love the black Hebrew Israelites. And I, yeah, I know they think I'm a white devil, but that's okay. I am. I'm the fucking whitest devil you know. I'm the worst of Jacob's creation. Okay, so I I embrace it because it's retarded. Jacob fucking created, or am I am I confusing, or is that is that the Farrakhan people? Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're all retards. Anyway, so um, yeah, I said retards. I don't know why it's retards, but whatever. Anyway, so. You got these lunatics, they're all in the street fighting, the Jews and the Palestinians in America. It's fucking wild. I, was this Detroit? I forget where this was. Chicago? I don't know. All of a sudden, there's footage of the black Hebrew Israelites fighting the Palestinian protesters. All of a sudden, the black Hebrew Israelites come in. Hilarious. It's just, it's one big Morton Downey Jr. show, but just like way more important and way more violent. And all of this is probably, you know, Morton Downey Jr. shows, you're on, it's on for an hour, a bunch of people yelling at each other and it was over. This is, you know, there's a lot of shit going on right now. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot, it, it's like one big powder keg, but it was very funny. It was comic relief when the black Hebrew Israelites just came in off the top ropes and they started fighting. And that's pretty funny. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, who who's gonna come in next? Where's the where are the Farrakhan people? I don't know who's gonna come in next, but that was pretty funny. And that uh, is right. terrorism. That doesn't make sense. Well, so yeah. you're talking about people confronting a guy in an airport. So, uh, so to me, confronting people is perfectly fine. Agreed. Okay. Surrounding so, a room and barring someone into it while screaming things is not. It's not because you've... There's a line then, somewhere. Yeah, and and the reason why I say it might be a crime is because then they don't have freedom of movement. So you, it's, you know, false arrest is almost certainly the wrong uh, crime. But, but something a, where you're limiting... There's a clear limiting, distinction what I'm saying. Yeah, you're limiting your somebody's freedom. But Tim, if you think that the right-wing guys are not physically threatening 
these congressmen and not. others. You're I'm, crazy. I'm saying yeah, but you don't have evidence that they are. You're just making shit up. Right? A guy, no, they very much physically threaten that. I, I'm, I'm not talking. I'm talking about. If there's a guy in Congress surrounded by all of his guards, there's no active threats or anything, and he goes, I better not vote this way because someone's going to get mad. Well, that's not terrorism. I totally agree that's not terrorism. Right. But if people are screaming, they're going, like, they're screaming things at you, making demands of you, and there are acts of violence, people fighting cops and and bashing cops, yes, it is. Yeah. So if right-wingers, you know, my sense of it is we talked about the bubbles earlier, right? That right-wingers are in their bubble and never see the right wing attacking them why would they because they're right wingers so you don't get to experience what we experience and for a brief moment there around january 6 even the republican congressman got to experience what the left wing experiences well so with the left wing <laughs> this is delusional experiences is right wingers threatening to kill us 24 7 oh bullshit what a cry bully what a fucking cry bully now that's not all right wingers we're fair we're reasonable it's you not the- are not fair nor reasonable majority of right-wingers but is there a crazed percentage of right-wingers in this country constantly threatening to murder <laughs> the left-wingers democrats and now republican congressmen yes completely oh, agree yeah bullshit. and so oh, wow tim pool agrees wow this is a ball washing you know i i i, I someone had tweeted this at me and they said this was a ball washing i was like oh it's interesting that's pro- but and I was like, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. Nah, that's a ball washing moment. That's you're washing the balls. Don't accept the don't accept the bullshit narrative. And by the way, I understand the tactic when you're dealing with a hothead like Chank of being calm. And that's a good tactic, and I'm I'm for that. Because I would probably do the same thing. That right there was a ball washing. Don't go along with the bullshit, Tim. You know, in in other instances you didn't go along with it, but this is bullshit. This is made up bullshit. We every left winger every left winger in media and but only a couple of the congress people which is amazing because when it happens to them they flip out and i'm like oh wow apparently that doesn't happen to them every day but for people in left-wing media our death threats from the right wing are non-stop when i was uh at occupy wall street in in support of the activists uh to the degree of getting the information out rejecting the arbitrary police restrictions do you know physically attacked me one right wingers. It was it was the far left. It was we we called them we called them a black black anarchist at the time. People call them Antifa now. I mean, it's like a vague term for groups of left wing ideologues who dress up and attack people. I know that if if I go to a if if we have people on the show who rag on Trump, the responses we get are you are wrong. If we go to places and we challenge the left, we get threats of violence and death. No, not death. But uh, so again, defending it, pretending it's not happening. Uh, but we do. But, but, We've been. We were swatted. Tim, I it. was it swatted matter. fifteen times last year. We had. We had. Oh, you were. We were yeah. swatted fifteen times. Yeah, I saw that you were swatted at least once, and I and I uh, said on air, I Bomb hate threats. that. I despise that. Spies, infiltrators. I mean, the de- the degree of threats that we got were insane. Yeah. So look, there is uh, there is a str- strand of that on the extreme left. And it's it's always been around in the extreme left, but it's so it got so muted. It's now back to rising up. It's bubbling up, and I'm worried about it. Uh, you know, whether Let's, it's tankies or whoever they are, I, I don't really. Like, you deserve them to go after you. That's what you would deserve. Like the Antifa thing, you guys. Hopefully, you piss them off so much about not sucking the tranny cock good enough. And make no mistake, Chank does suck the tranny cock. He just, I've said this before in the analogy, and it's a crude analogy, but I think it's accurate. 
with these people, and you can apply this to Israel, trannies, black people, whatever the Democrats or the neocons want to use as their human shields to gain power over you. You must not just suck the cock. You must give eye contact and you must enthusiastically swallow. And if you fucking flinch in your blowjob, it's not good enough. So TYT flinched in their tranny blowjob. And the uh, tranny activist lunatics, they got irate. And they got pissed off. And now... And, and, and actually, Anna, you could argue, took the cock out of her mouth. Chenk did not. Chenk kept it in, but he did flinch. Because um, he saw Anna take it out of his mouth. And he didn't take it out of his mouth. But he looked over and was like, you know, hmm? You know, he didn't know what was going on. And... Um, and so, uh, yeah, well, you know, because he's dismissing this, so it would be what he deserves if Antifa went after him for not sucking the tranny cock enough. Hyped up so much, and then it, they never arrived. What right? do you mean? They did. They like, just, there was barely any Antifa. Meanwhile, so again, a blatant baboon lie. A blatant, outright baboon lie. There's, like, right-wing militias everywhere. Well, our right-wing... And there's, like, two Antifa dudes in Portland, but... Wait, 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 but on. there are extreme left, and they are getting more extreme how many people, now. How many people died in the occupation in uh, uh, in Seattle? I don't know. I think three. I I, I wouldn't doubt is that. It, is it? It's particularly disconcerting when far leftists with rifles take over several city blocks. Yeah, that was a disaster. And they unloaded three hundred rounds into an SUV with two teenagers in it. I don't know if they both died. There were, I think, maybe potentially three deaths specifically there. But it's like, hey, that's what we're talking about. That, that, that. So, so good job here. You know, I was critical earlier, but because he went along with the bullshit narrative about about the right wing uh, right wingers. But uh, he's now doing very good counter propaganda shit here, pointing out obviously that Chenk is lying. That happened, you know. So that definitely happened, and that's what I mean and by the George, now. The George Floyd uh, occupation as well in in Minneapolis. You also had shootings. There's a video of a car driving through, and they're unloading rounds into that car. So, so there's there's a difference. There, there's so many nuances here, and and yeah, guys, there's nuances to lunatic Antifa murdering innocent people. There's nuance to that. Do you know that? I say both about the right and the left. So, in the but people surrounding Lindsey Graham and his ladybugs saying that he's a he's a traitor or an asshole. No, that's terrorism. That's terrorism. In the case of the George Floyd issues, the riots are different than the occupations, right? So the riots are great frustration. But then after the riots... Yeah, is, guys, it's just frustration, those riots. The looting, and the looting is not frustration. That's just stealing, okay? And then the, the occupations yeah. are not the rioting. They're not... They're usually white people, okay? Yep. And, yeah. and white liberals, white liberals who are like, <laughs> well, retard, it's Antifa. It was zany. They killed black people. That was that's hey, hey, uh, black people. How'd you like that help? <laughs> I don't pretend to help people. OK, I'm not. I treat everyone the same. If you're cool, I'm cool. I don't care what you are. I don't give a shit. OK, uh, if you're an asshole, go fuck yourself. That's my position. Uh, I also don't care how other people do it. Other people can judge people how they want. Uh, as long as you're not fucking with people, I really don't think it matters. But Democrats are always pretending that they're helping black people. Well, there, there's some help for you, that a bunch of uh, white Antifa took over an area, and then a couple black teens, and, and there's no indication. Look, not every black teen is a criminal, okay? And uh, as much as I criticize the 
the way it is where they, you know, black teens can commit crimes and it's just immediately defended by leftists and act like it's not a big deal, which is fucking crazy. Um, and it's not racist to call it out. It is what it is. I am not aware, though, that the black teen that these white Antifa guys executed, there's no indication that they were criminals. They just opened fire on a car and they just fucking smoked a kid. Bang. There you go. There's your help. There's your help for the black youth by the uh, the white liberals. So uh, that's a hell of a thing right there. Hell of a thing. Extreme. I'm sure the father of that boy was really thankful for that help from the from the virtuous white liberals. And so if you're on the left and you think we're talking about you, no, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the guys who uh, say that there should be no laws within this city block or within these ex city blocks. And whenever you have no laws, you know what happens? Chaos. The most the most brutal people take over. Yeah, the every time. And by the way, why do you think Hamas uh, it, it took over the Palestine, took over Gaza because when people are desperate and times are tough, extremists win. Do you know? Do you know how many people died in the George Floyd riots? I don't. There's there's different estimates. The original estimates was was around thirty four to thirty six. I think it's been amended now. Many people were killed. It's were killed, murdered. Now, based on people making arguments about but what like, constitutes. To, to be fair, not everyone was murdered. Remember the one guy got what he deserved when they were trying to rob the FedEx truck? It's not really a nice video, but the guy got what he deserved. These fucking animals tried to uh, rob a FedEx driver, and the FedEx driver, he just drove away, and nature took its course. So it is what it is. Or the guy that tried to commit arson, and he just ended up committing arson on himself. And, you know, it's not that I want to see that. But, you know, don't burn people's houses down. And if you are trying to burn someone's house down and you burn yourself, that's what you get. And, uh, and it was weird. That video was weird. Uh, he, he took his L like he just took he took burning to death really calmly. And I, 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 uh, I thought that was weird. But, you know, I, I hopefully will never have that experience. Maybe something comes over you and you go, oh, well, I guess it's my time to go. I don't know. I, I'd be freaking out. I would it think. It's a death during the riot versus someone died while the riot was happening. But it's between like 20 and 30. So you, when you have nationwide mass protests over uh, what I would say is arguably serious disinformation coming out of what happened with George Floyd, people fear terrorism. It's not disinformation, brother. It 100%. Not, first of all, I want to be clear. The internet had this, I, I don't remember, it, at minimum, when the autopsy, when the, when the coroner's report came out, which was not long after it happened, that showed lethal doses of drugs and no injuries to the neck. So obviously, and, and I said this before, I understood why people thought that Chauvin's knee killed him because in the initial video that was released, it looks like he's only kneeling on the neck and he's saying, I can't breathe. So it wasn't unreasonable for people to draw the conclusion initially. So I will give people that no problem. However, once the evidence comes out, and it's obvious that that is not what happened based on the evidence, then you have to adjust your position. So when the coroner's report came out, it was a drug overdose. That's what that indicated. It was a drug overdose. It was not Chauvin's knee. So obviously, in a normal society, they would go, oh, okay, so yeah, this guy. Now, maybe there was some sort of violation of protocol with kneeling on him for nine minutes. Um, but if you look at the, the video that was shown in court, he he moved from the neck to the back and then and went back and forth 
Um, is it too long to have a guy on the ground for nine minutes? I don't know. So if there was like a violation of protocol, then whatever the penalty for that is, is fine. But it's not 25 years in prison. That's ridiculous. It's not any time in prison. It's probably maybe you get suspended. I don't know what it would be. Maybe there's a civil lawsuit of some sort. Um, but but now on top of that, what what's new um, is that you now have emails back and forth. I believe they're emails between the officials involved who are acknowledging that it was a railroading and that the evidence is not matching up to the narrative and oh no, what do we do about that? And that's sick. That's sick. That's fucking sick. They put all, not just Chauvin, they put all these cops in jail for years and years and years over a lie. And Chank went along with that lie. I mean, well, we all well, saw it. Well, no, no, you did, we need to clarify what I mean by disinformation. Okay, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying, so obviously the dude, uh, Chauvin, put his knee on the guy's neck and the, this, this general area, it's like covering a large portion of his back. Um, but the disinformation comes around the circumstances that resulted in that, the moral questions of what should be done, how it should be done, and the fact that what did happen doesn't warrant 30 plus more deaths and mass rioting across the country, which destroys more lives and burns down innocent people's buildings and homes. So, look, first of all, uh, Chauvin killed George Floyd. Uh, no, he didn't. That is 100% false. 100. It's not even close. It's not even close. He did it in a brutal way. Uh, There's no, no, he didn't. Again, that's total, total bullshit. No ands of or buts about that. Uh, again, blatant, ridiculous baboon lie. At all. Have you At read all. the coroner's report? Yeah. And you what, know what happens, Tim, you know is that sometimes people die because they can't breathe because you cut off the flow of oxygen. And sometimes they die and they say they can't breathe. It's because they have a heart condition or right. some other condition. And when you press down long, compress long enough, they they literally have the feeling that they can't breathe and then they die. I don't, so, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, and uh, sometimes people take enough fentanyl to kill a horse, Chenk. My, my point more so is, uh, are you familiar with the circumstances before George Floyd's death? Like, what led to him being apprehended in the first place? I think he had, like, a fake $20 bill for which he was apparently... Th then you, you shouldn't murder people over $20. But he $20. was behind the wheel of a car chewing on a speedball, which, which is methamphetamine and fentanyl. Okay, but Tim, what effing difference does it make? The, question the difference is that that's what killed him. That's the difference. You have a fundamental lie that was told about George Floyd that got people killed and got people sent to prison. And you went along with it because you're a fucking piece of shit. question is, should the, should the police, and I'm not, I'm not telling you what you should believe, I'm asking you genuinely, should the police remove a driver from a vehicle who is behind the wheel who is chewing on a speedball? Yeah, the police have to... That's a great question. Great direct question. Use force to some degree. I get it. So there's a guy, homeless guy down the street from me in L.A. who carries around a spear, all right? <laughs> oh. Oh, see, guys, and you don't have to agree with me. And I might be out of line. I acknowledge it. I'm just, I'm, I just try to, you know, I give you my opinion. You know, sometimes it, karma can visit people sometimes. And maybe Chank will be visited by a spear chucker. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not in the crazy leftist camp who's like, hey, that's his freedom. Okay. All right. 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 So and so the cops at some point have to take the spear away. Lady down the street has a machete. Okay. Did, did you? So, but that doesn't mean that they. I want the cops to come and kill the guy. Well, with of course, the spear. of course. But did you did you watch the full body camera footage from start to finish of, of how it all went down? I believe I did in that case. It's 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 a moral dilemma, and I think it's not at all a moral dilemma. It's oh, not. it absolutely is. So Tim, you could drag him out of the car. 
You can't sit on his neck for nine minutes, brother. But again, liar. He didn't sit on his neck for nine minutes. That's a lie. That's a blatant lie. That's obvious. I agree. I completely Don't agree. fight that. I'm that not, is terrible. I'm not, it's I'm, murder. I'm not saying that specific incident is the moral dilemma. I'm saying the entirety of the circumstance brings us to a bunch of serious questions that must be answered that have not been. No, I think it's, it's uh, look, I'll tell you, Tim, to the average guy, it sounds like you're excusing it. I know you're saying you're not because you're putting in the caveat that the nine minutes was wrong and it was murder. But like, don't get into it because if you want to talk about nuance, there's a thousand cop videos where they drag him out of the car and mm -hmm. you could say, no, that's totally okay. That guy's on speed. If you're, he if, was speed, like he was causing a, a significant issue where people might have gotten hurt, and the cops had to subdue him. So this make is, the argument in that case. If you make it about George Floyd, everybody's going to think you're, you know, defending. No, this. not everybody. You're out of your mind. Uh, most people disagree with you. If you look at the comment section, people know you're an idiot. This racist guy who murdered that guy. I, I don't care what people think about me if I'm trying to find a solution so this doesn't happen again. And so if the issue is. Guy behind uh, guy uses counterfeit twenty dollar bill, resulting in a police call. Mm. Police find him behind the wheel of an SUV chewing on hard drugs. He's removed from the vehicle. He sat down. Eventually, they move to arrest him. George Floyd becomes combative. Says, "Take me out of the car. Take me out of the car. I can't breathe. Put me on the ground. Put me on the ground. Put me on the ground." Chauvin arrives after this, kneels on his neck. Those are the circumstances of what happened. Crowd forms. They're mad at it. George Floyd dies. Nine minutes. The questions are, where where was the point at which this this should have stopped? Uh, should it have just? It, and Why it, is that not super easy? The point it should have stopped is he should never put his knee on the guy's neck. They have training for it, and so then. Well, that's the training is wrong. Exactly, and then and, the question. But then, why the fuck should the guy go to jail for it? The answer becomes: we we dissect this. We say, okay, here's the point of failure, and so when you uh, uh, the problem is when you outright dismiss it and say you're racist. If you question it, you're siding with the racist guy. If people want to say that, that's fine. I don't care. It doesn't solve the problem. But Tim, you're purposely picking the worst case to talk about because it gets a, like my honest talk, opinion. Sorry, but it's because you know that it's going to get more attention if you say it in the context of George Floyd. Let's talk about Ahmed Arbery. Okay. I mean, these are the high profile stories. That Ahmed Arbery, the guy who got shot uh, jogging in the neighborhood. Again, is total made up narrative. Total. The jogging narrative was totally made up. Now, there was a question and I'm still not clear on whether Georgia law allows you to chase a guy, whether it was a felony or a misdemeanor and that whole thing. And then the judge in the case told the jury to do, you know, to like rule a certain way. So those things I'm not clear on. But what I'm 100 percent fucking clear on is the goddamn media narrative that the guy was just jogging is total fucking bullshit. And I'm and I but I am also very thankful to the media for delivering one of my favorite memes of all time, Jogger. Jogger is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. That is, I am so pleased with that. Jogger, thank you for Jogger. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. They gave us that. That's fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, so, but Chank, of course, still believes the media narrative, which is totally made up. I, I think jogging is a, is a representation of your misinformation Correct. or your, your, your ignorance Ugh. of the issue. Tim, are you see, gonna, this are is you gonna why people think you're a radical right winger. That's man. fine. Only retards, only abject retards think. Tim is a radical right winger, which is what that is. That's just a smear. But if you don't know, why would you make the argument? So what do you mean? I don't know. I know the case. The guy. No, you don't. You are completely misinformed and you are claiming that Tim is an extremist because he's not going along with your obvious lie. Uh, they the two redneck racist sons of bitches who murdered him 
said that he was in uh, the the house that was being built, which, by the way, apparently tons of people had come by to see, hey, how's the construction yeah, going? Right. So do they know that he was one of the how's the construction going? Well, they don't know but anything because he wrong. didn't steal anything. But okay? you're, you're wrong. So, but they see a black guy at a construction but, but site. Jen, you're and they're like, let's chase that son of a bitch down and shoot him. I don't care what people think of me if I'm following the facts to try and figure out what happened and try and solve the problem. But you have already shown you don't know the case. Yeah, yeah, that's total horse crap. Go ahead, defend the racist guys who murdered him. Go ahead. How about I just describe what happened? Okay, yeah, go ahead. So a few weeks before the incident, a gun is stolen. Poli so, but not by that guy. But hey, the racist thought it must how be the about, black guy. How about the police then show a picture of him to various people in the neighborhood saying, this is our suspect of the burglaries that have been happening over the past several weeks. Except it was. So he's doing a good job. Tim's doing a good job here. Credit to him. Wasn't, right? No, I, I, Ahmed Arbery didn't Ahmed do anything Arbery was wrong. the suspect. <laughs> I'd have, I never saw that. Because you're an idiot, and you don't pay attention to any of the facts of the stories you cover, because you're a leftist, and that's what leftists do. They are only interested in talking points. That's my point. You okay. didn't. Okay, so I don't A, I don't believe you. B, I never <laughs> saw it. Uh, C, uh, there's... Uh, well, you see the problem of... No, no. The, the you didn't follow the case. Okay, I'm okay. not making a moralistic so wait, 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 statement wait, wait, on what So let's say, let's take your bullshit facts, uh, so-called facts. Let's accept them as true, okay? Uh -huh. So they show me a picture. Please come by my house and show me a picture of a black guy. And they say, this might be a suspect in a robbery. Yep. If I see him, I'm not going to chase him down with a gun because that means that there's a high chance that we're going to get into a conflict and someone's going to die. What? That's a lunatic thing to do. Why did the guy and who I, filmed and then it go the to jail? The second thing I'm not going to do is look at any black guy in the neighborhood and go, "I bet that's him, man. Let's but go I, grab our shotguns." But I, but I don't disagree. Okay. Why did the guy who filmed it go to prison? I think that the, what they stated in that case was that he helped to chase the guy down. It wasn't the filming that was the issue. It was that he helped to corner the guy in his car as well, and that's why he was an accomplice. So he didn't coordinate with him anyway. He saw the McMichaels chase after him, and so he said, I got to film this. He then gave the footage out, which showed what happened and resulted in the criminal charges, but they locked him up too. Because he is white. If yeah, it were but not he's an accomplice, brother. But, but, so but, I read the stories about how he worked with those guys. He agreed with those guys. He's so a like, so if he, if he was just a random neighbor that shot it out of his window, why would he go to prison? Of course he shouldn't go to prison. But right? that's the point. He didn't coordinate with them in any way. So yet now you're nitpicking the process. Guys, now you're just nitpicking an innocent man that was sent to prison over bullshit. Come on, he's just a white guy. He's just a white kulak. Come on. In that particular case about the guy who shot the video. But why are you like going out of your yeah, way? Why to are you going out of your way to defend an innocent person who was put into jail over bullshit? defend the most racist murderers in america it then then you so, shouldn't be again, so he's not doing that you're making that up I wonder why people think you're an extreme right winger again, Tim. I'm well, no one uh, who, who thinks he's an extreme right winger you're a fucking retard that, and you're so delusional that you think everyone agrees with you which is hilarious i've been a real with you. i don't know who these guys are I don't know anything about You don't think that they're racist when they sh just chase down a, a black guy in the neighborhood and pull a shotgun on him? You see, this He's is not even armed, and then they murder him in cold blood, and you don't think that's racist? You see, What is your line for racism, then? Okay, uh, if there's a suspect in a crime, and the police say, this is who we think he is, then you believe this man may have actually stolen the gun out of my truck. He may be armed. The police told the McMichaels not to pursue. You they have should made not have. eight logical jumps there. Like what? Like uh, what? No, he's completely factually correct. Tim is factually correct.
There's a guy who was in the neighborhood. The cops showed me a black guy's picture. Then maybe he took something out of my car. Now I'm like way out in maybe Hold land. on, you're making a mistake. And I'm then, not, oh, here not... comes a black guy in the neighborhood. Maybe he was the guy, but maybe my truck, and maybe, maybe, let's go chase him down with a shotgun. I didn't say they Did were I right to do it. Did I chase down anybody else in the neighborhood with a I shotgun? Were... Oh, look, there's a black guy. Let's go chase him down. I didn't say they were right to do it. Okay, all right, then why are you bothering defending them? I don't get it. You've taken Unless this... you're trying to get so attention. Again, he's not defending them. You're just an idiot. You're a fucking baboon out of control idiot with like a seven iq and of all the right wingers we'll we'll start playing the uh, smoke detector beeps at this person who go oh that you wasn't see, so bad was it is, hey tim pool's defending us do you remember the covington catholic kids to remind the me. kid on the steps of the lincoln yeah yeah and, and, and they, they, they knew when he caught the feelings and sued everybody and, and cried like a baby right. and how much so he is crying like a baby but the old man that said that you lie was a militia terrorist that was gonna kill you. What a bitch, you're a fucking pussy bitch. Many people accuse that kid of wrongdoing when it turns out he was actually confronted by uh, Nathan Phillips and not yeah, the other way around. We never made that mistake. Bullshit. And, uh, and, Bullshit. and if you get something wrong, you just say it. Bullshit. I'm not gonna get- facts matter, right? Absolutely, so when it comes to the case like Ahmed Arbery or many of these others, or uh, uh, um, Brianna Taylor, I'm not going to start making declarative statements about the personal opinions of people I've never met and don't know anything about. I'm going to try and understand what the argument from the prosecution was. And guess what? The prosecution did not dispute that Ahmed Arbery was a suspect in the felony burglaries. The prosecution argued. That I they don't care. Yeah. And, and there you go. Um, you know, you, Chink can't take the mask off any more than he has. Now leftists are just peeling their faces off like an episode of V. Um, but yeah, Cenk does not care about the accuracy of any of the shit he covers. Leftists only care about talking points and enforcing the talking points on you by force if necessary. That is what they are about. And, well, okay. that's the point. No, I, and, I, I care Tim, about I'll tell you why I don't care. So it's not just like, uh, I, I'm being flippant, right? It's because every time a black man is killed by either authorities or vigilantes, in, like in the Ahmed Arbery case, what uh, right-wingers do is, did you know that back in seventh grade, he was once tardy? And I, we- Again, bullshit, you are taking what a person may have argued, and I'm being charitable, and you're applying it to the entire right wing. It is a propaganda tactic. It's total bullshit. Heard that in eighth grade he was smoking marijuana. He was evil and had it coming. Did but you know George Floyd might have stolen twenty? So I do like how Tim here, in the face of abject insanity, uh, he's just very calmly going. I, I didn't do that. I'm not doing that. I like that. Whole dollars. Oh my God, these black people—they're so evil. Did you did you know that Trayvon Martin, uh, it was it was but caught I'm, I'm in school maybe smoking pot, and that's why Zimmerman had to murder him in cold blood. That, he had it coming. He had it coming. So I can understand if conservatives and right wingers have done that, and so you're just frustrated and don't want to hear it. But I'm not doing that. It's but it's in the Almond Arbery case and the George Floyd case, you're taking the most extreme cases with the most clear racism, with the most clear blatant lie, blatant lie murders, and you're trying to nuance it. And, and what I'm telling you, Tim, and what has made me uncomfortable in the past about you, which fuck your goddamn baboon comfort, bitch, fuck you, which is what I was trying to get past is that that attracts a huge right-wing audience because they want somebody to excuse the but I don't death care. of Ahmed Arbery and George Floyd. And when you seem to excuse it with your nuance, then they go... He's excusing it with his nuance.
So an AIDS commie, uh, look, I've said this before. These people uh, don't want any nuance or debate. They want to shut you down and force you to obey them. And they'll kill you if you don't obey, if they could get away with it. You know, they, they can't really get away with that now, so there's not as many times where they do that, but they have done it. Michael Reynolds an example, and then they'll defend when, they're dis- when their side does it. But that is ultimately what it comes down to. Tim is not obeying. And that is really, and, and the way Chenk is talking about it is similar to Brianna Wu. And I do think it is a threat. This is, they're kind of trying to bring Tim to heel here. And he's not even like, I mean, he's kind of middle of the road, you know, fence sitter type of guy. He's not even like engaged in abject rebellion. He does some ball washing, but it's not enough. It's not full compliance. And I do think that this is yet another instance where one of these people is trying to get Tim to stop uh, uh, and they're going to probably do something to him because he's not going to go along with it. And this is very similar to the kind of like dog whistle warning that Brianna Wu gave Tim. Yes! I don't care what Finally, somebody's sticking up for white people killing black people. Again, she's totally made up. He's just making up bullshit, smearing people. Just baboon insanity. Come on, don't tell me there aren't people in your audience that think that. There's tons of people who think Again, that. Again, total bullshit. There are no, there are very few people in Tim's audience that advocate for white people to kill black people to just start killing innocent black people. You're just making stuff up. So let's. I'll, I'll give you another example. Uh, you were critical of me over my statements about January 6th, which I believe you took out of context. Okay, go ahead. So I made the point that trespass charges require an initial warning to anybody who's going to be charged. Right. You, you can't uh, allow someone to <laughs> enter a public building. So he thinks it's funny uh, uh, that, you know, innocent people are being put in prison for five years uh, for nonviolent offenses. Chank loves it. And so, so, again, I hope it happens to him one day. But then but then if you just look at a right winger the wrong way, they can blast you with their shotgun. You so, think that again, Tim never said that you're making up bullshit. The guys, wait, 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 wait. like, so the, all the guys who are stand your ground. So I'm standing my ground, man. Did they, are they giving warnings? They in, never in, give warnings. In, they just blast away. In West Virginia, you cannot just shoot and kill a person. I know, but you can in a lot of states. No, you can't. In Florida, you have the flimsiest excuse will give you stand sure, your ground. But the excuse has to be fear of bodily harm. It's not just someone trespassed, right? So my point with January 6th was this. My statement was... I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's videos of police opening the doors for people, letting them in and taking Yeah, right-wing cops who are like, yeah, go get them, guys. Absolutely. And my argument was there's different entrances to the building. The people who are violent and rioting should be charged. They will be charged, and they should, they should go to jail. Uh, to what degree? I mean, there's a debate on the, on the time frame. I mean, 20 years is probably a bit excessive. On the other side of the building, there's a video of the police opening the doors to a calm group of people walking in and waving to the cops who say explicitly, I don't agree with it, but I support it. I support your right to it or something to that effect. And I said, those people are going to get acquitted because you can't allow someone into a building to claim it's trespassing. I, okay. You made the argument that Tim Pool said they're stepping over broken glass and didn't know they were trespassing. I didn't. And it turns out I was correct. Several of these people have already been totally acquitted or partially acquitted due to this fact. Okay, so again, Tim, like January 6th is different than the two cases we were talking about. January 6th, I think, is way more complicated. And I might surprise you with some of my opinions on that in a second. Uh, but if I got your description of that wrong, then my bad. Okay. And so like if, if but again, you're t- like, <clears throat> no, that one's too complicated. You're allowed. Th- th- there's plenty of nuance there. Right. And so if you're saying those particular guys should be acquitted because they were actually let into the building. I agree with you. The cops should be okay. charged. Yeah. 
And so, although it's hilarious that there are some right-wingers, and again, whenever I say right-wingers, guys, don't catch feelings. It doesn't necessarily mean you. Who would care about what you, like, no one gives a fuck. No one gives enough of a fuck about what you say to catch feelings. You're a laughing stock. You are a clown. You're a modern-day clown. You're one of the clowns of clown world. Okay? People laugh at you. Uh, so who would give? Who would care what Shank Uger thinks of them? I would be more concerned about what the corn in my shit thought of me, and I flush immediately. I am I'm anti shit. I don't even fuck with that. I don't mean just you, Tim. I'm in the I audience. Don't even eat a lot right? of corn either. It could mean that there are other people in the right wing who feel that way. Well, I'm a left winger, and I'm just I've told you a hundred times about extreme left wingers I don't agree with. Okay, so in the case of of the right wing being absurd on January sixth, is Right-wing cops let the guys into the building, and then the right-wing goes... Head on. Uh, yeah, and, and, the, and then the right-wingers go, deep state left-wingers. No, guys, yeah, I agree. that's it's not deep state. No, 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 that's not the argument. Uh, I, I am not aware of any argument that they were deep state. The deep state argument is related to what Revolver uncovered in their reporting related to the outside... They weren't The cops weren't doing the gay ops, as far as I saw... The gay ops were done by people like Ray Epps and all these people that were dressed as Trump supporters that were working clearly in unison together to remove the gates so that the Trump supporters could be entrapped in public areas that are normally public, but that were cordoned off for that specific day. Okay, so I, I, don't, re I don't recall any of that reporting being about the, the Capitol Police. It was about uh, gay operators like uh, Ray Epps and uh, Scaffolding Guy and all these different people. Left wing, it's just a right wing cop letting right wing protesters in. And people okay. were saying they're Antifa because they're wearing hoodies. And I'm like, those are just right wing guys wearing hoodies. Yeah, it's just right wing guys wearing <laughs> well, that's, hoodies. There were some Antifa there. Some of them were Antifa. Okay. Oh, but what, so, when it comes so, to these John other Sullivan. stories, you so, get but very let me angry. The, let me do the nuance on January 6th. So, and it relates to the George Floyd riots. So, you know, Martin Luther King famously said uh, riots are the voice of the unheard, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that there's, that's definitely true in what happened after George Floyd. But I also think that there's some truth to that when it comes to January 6th, which you'll never hear anybody on the left wing say, okay? I, I'm not interested. They can eat a dick as far as I'm concerned. And so I'm not 1% uh, excusing the hang Mike Pence chance, and I think those I guys agree. are super dangerous and... I've talked about it before. I'll talk, talk about it 2,000 times that. after. But for a lot of the right wing, so the, first of all, the guys on the ground were not, they did not, other than the leaders, uh, they did not know that they were a plot to overthrow the American government. There I, was not a plot to overthrow the American government. That's completely made up. I think they were, and I'll explain why. But they didn't know that. You think there was a plot to overthrow them? Yeah, oh, definitely. That's and so up. we'll get into that in a sec. Uh, but the guys on the ground didn't know that. They're just fodder, okay? And so they're super frustrated. So here's what the establishment and the Democrats don't understand about that frustration. It's because you guys keep lying to them, the mainstream media does, and keeps telling them, no, these politicians are honorable people and they're having legitimate debates and let's find out what Lindsey Graham's opinion is and let's find out what Joe Manchin's opinion is. Their opinion is, who wrote me the biggest check? Okay, so since mainstream media lies about that 24-7 and the r average right winger has the same problems as the average left winger and the average independent in the country, which is that our wages are too low, corporate power is run amok, big business in cahoots with big government is crushing our lives. 
So there he's trying to be Jimmy Dore, and he has no shot at that because Jimmy Dore does not demonize his audience. He uh, he, as far as I've seen, I mean, if you have examples where he hasn't done this, let me know. But as as far as I see, he tells the truth about news stories. Um, you know, maybe he's got he maybe there's an example, a recent example you could come up with. I don't watch a ton of Jimmy Dore. Uh, I'm, I'm watching more of him recently. I just saw the video that he did about what's going on with the uh, lunatic neocons calling for censorship. Uh, it was pretty, him and Metzger, Metzger's pretty fucking based about Israel. Holy shit. And, um, and so, you know, I think, um, you know, he was talking about like Hollywood and shit. And because and, they were running that video from that comedian. That was a pretty funny video about like he was pretending to be like a Hollywood actor and, and he was like, who should I support on the Internet? It's so confusing. It's pretty funny. Um, but, um, you know, that you just you're never going to be Jimmy Dore because Jimmy doesn't as far as I've seen, he doesn't lie. He doesn't go along with media narratives. Um, there have been instances where, from what I understand, with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, at first he was getting it wrong. And then there were a bunch of people in his audience pointing out that he was wrong. And then he took a step back and he was like, all right, well, let me reevaluate. And then he, he got it right. Which, by the way, they call that audience capture. The audience capture is a problem if you're lying. If your audience points you in the direction of something that's truthful, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing in any way. As long as you're getting it right, it doesn't matter. Okay? So if your audience starts screaming about some total bullshit, you know, if like if if somehow in your audience you got a bunch of lunatics that's like, oh, a man can give birth to a baby. And then suddenly you start going, well, you know, guys, I think a, I think a man can give birth to a baby. Well, that's you can call that audience capture, and that's fucking ridiculous. But if the audience is well-informed and and helps you get something right, that's a very positive thing. That's, that's frankly, optimal. That's the optimal scenario. That does seem to be what happens over there. So that's a very good thing. Um, you know, will it last? I have no idea. I should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch more. Um, I don't watch a ton of it, but uh, I should watch more. But uh, he he has zero chance to be Jimmy Dore. Their voice is unheard, and so they're in a rage. Now Trump then takes their rage and misdirects it. But I understand the rage. And he, he didn't misdirect it. He accurately pointed out that Democrats stole the election, which it was obvious. The polling, what was, oh, I think the soft gentleman, was this, was it the soft gentleman? I forget, there was an article about polling indicating half of Democrats that were polled in this particular poll believed the 2020 election was stolen. That's incredible. And do you know why that is? Do I think that a lot of Democrats dug into, you know, the Antrim County report and watch the hearings in Georgia and Pennsylvania and watch the Ruby Freeman video and and read the Arizona audit. No, I don't think that's what they did. You know what they did? They did what the normies did. All they did, they saw what happened on election night. They saw, You don't even have to dig into it. It's good to dig into it. All you got to do is watch what happened on election night. Multiple swing states in a coordinated and unprecedented way stopped counting with Trump up huge in some of these states. Like what, 700,000 up 700,000 in Pennsylvania. He's up with these insurmountable leads in some of these states. They all stop counting. And then magically, they start wheeling in the ballots that go in, an, in a statistically impossible way for Joe Biden. Did you see the chart 
Um, was it the Georgia one with the F? Like preposterous bullshit. Prop- it, it was the most blatant steal. And it was third world level shit. Okay? It, they were doing shit that like the BBC would write about years ago that happened in like Uganda. Like ridiculous levels of bullshit, right? Um, that's what the Democrats in that poll probably saw. I can't say for sure, but that's my guess. That's my guess. Because why would a Democrat be interested in the... You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. That's what I think. I think a normie could simply watch what happened. So this idea that, well, Trump told them about it. No, they saw it. They saw... You t- He's up like 700,000 in Pennsylvania. And then the next day, Biden... What was Biden up? Like 100,000 or something crazy like that? What, are you kidding me? Then, of course, I mean, now, related to the testimony, of course, of these poll workers that... You know, mail-in ballots are coming back in perfect sequential order. <laughs> All for Joe Biden uh, with no down-ballot races. I mean, give me a break. That's obvious bullshit. It's obvious. So anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, they tell you these insane lies that you have to go along with. Otherwise, they'll try to fuck with you. You know, the election was safe and secure. The vaccine is safe and effective. There's no black crime rate. Homosexuals have no, male homosexuals have 0% pedophilia rate. There's no domestic violence among lesbians. Actually, they, they, they are, I think the lesbians are getting sacrificed. You know, because the whole thing with the trannies trying to fuck them. You know, lesbians are generally anti-cock and the trannies have cocks. At least the tra- It's really, you know, it's so weird. You know, when you say tranny, you would think you're talking about both kinds of trannies. But usually it's the male to female trannies that cause the most problems. The men. The men are the ones causing the most problems. Um, and they're the ones trying to fuck the lesbians. They're trying to coerce the lesbians into fucking them. And they have cocks, and the lesbians are not interested. So then they tell them, well, you're a bad person, and they try to coerce them. It was such a problem, the BBC wrote an article about it, and then they got in trouble. Anyway, I'm off course. We're talking about tranny cock. Back to the video. And I understand that sometimes riots happen when you your voice is unheard, both on the left, the right, the white, and black. So I'm incredibly consistent on that. Now, wh- so now the people that you've gone along with their political persecution, the people who have been tortured in gulags in, in D.C., you're now going to say, well, they're the voice of the unheard. Go fuck yourself. Why do I think there was an actual coup attempt? Because the coup is not the right. It's not like they were going to take the capital and keep it. And then we were all going to be like, oh, I guess the right wing has it now. Once- well, your fucking dumb uh, commentator, uh, Ching Chang Spaghetti, I forget her name, Francesca. Uh, she, um, that's what she argued one time in a video. It was hilarious. Once you're in the building, you have the power. That's right. I guess yeah. the Oath Keepers are now this is the Secretary of State. <laughs> the and the Proud guy. Boy guys, the, sec- the, the Treasury Secretary. No, 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 no. But here's, here, was, here was their role that they didn't know they were playing. So guys like Nav- uh, Peter Navarro wrote a book about it. Steve Bannon brags about it all the time. Eastman, Cheesebro, all those guys who are charged now in Atlanta wrote memos about it one of the memos was called the fraudulent elector memo and so the uh, plan bullshit. was we get a bunch of fake and sydney powell accidentally admitted all the way back in november on lou dobbs show okay, the plan is so again uh you can categorize this as false false or fake electors it's not what it's called they're called alternate electors it is again 100 percent legal these indictments are insane is you get a bunch of now they wouldn't say fake electors they would say trump electors but they're not even technically the trump electors because you have a slate of electors for both candidates right but the slate of electors for trump would not go along with the coup attempt 
So they had to find new random Republicans in the swing states. And they even did it in New Mexico, which was not even close, right? And, and, and these were the fake electors. And so the plan was delay the proceedings so that they cannot certify the vote. Plan A was have no, pen. Again, the delay has nothing to do with it. The, 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 the delay has no effect on the process. In fact, you could argue the delay made it worse because Republicans are fucking pussies. And if you recall, after the delay, the Republicans lost their stomach. And they only contested one state because they're fucking pussies. Uh, all of them. They're all pussies. Hawley, they're all fucking pussies. They all pussed out. Okay, so fuck all of them. But anyway, the delay had nothing to do with it. The idea that, well, we got to delay it and then somehow, no. The delay had nothing to do with it. The key part that made it not work was um, Pence being a traitor and not sending them back to the states to get it figured out. And it's very possible that Trump still would have lost and that they still would have gone with the same slate of electors. Um, but Pence absolutely had the ability to do that if he wanted to. And they changed the rules to make sure that the next vice president can't do that. So if they had to change the rules to make sure it couldn't happen, then obviously it was allowed to happen. And it could happen. Now it can happen, which is going to be funny because if they, if the Democrats try this, which they very well could, if they lose in 24, it'll be funny to see what they do when the vice president's not allowed to do it. What are they going to do next? What are you going to do about that? That'll be pretty funny. And say, I'm not certifying the vote. But Pence wouldn't do the unconstitutional thing. Again, should... No, no, it was totally constitutional. He's a, he was allowed to do it. Just there was enormous credit for that, and he nearly got murdered for that. Uh, okay. That's totally made up. That uh, they, the peep, There was like five people saying, hang Mike Pence. The gallows was not a functioning gallows. You couldn't have hung a midget on that gallows. Okay. I mean, that is a Republican that had significant courage. And I don't think uh, he's... That's, he, he was gutless. Mike Pence is a gutless traitor. Ever really gotten the credit he deserves. He deserves no credit. He's gutless. Now, you could disagree with Pence on everything else, and I do, right? But I give him credit. I thought the best commentary on that whole thing was Razor Fist when he was on um, Matt and Blonde show for an interview. And, uh, and he, I, he made an argument, something along the lines of, like, this could have been, just sending it back to the states could have done more for states' rights in, in like, the history of the country since, since, like, the Civil War, something like that. Um, it was a big deal that he didn't do it, and it's a shame because now, you know, we might never get that chance again. Where credit is due. So he was supposed to delay the proceedings. He refuses to do it. Trump is in a rage. Instead, they get the guys to bum rush the building so that it delays the proceedings. The next part of that plan was then the Republicans are supposed to go in and go, well, I can't tell who won. We had, there's no certification. We're going to bring it back to the states. And then at, the, at that point, the swing states had Republican legislatures. And so the Republicans in the legislatures were supposed to go, we now install the fake electors, okay? But, but, and that's a coup attempt. No, it's not a coup attempt. It is 100% legal. That you lost the goddamn election. It's, it's actually simpler than that. They don't need to go to the state legislatures. It would be the House delegations. No, which, that's the last part of the steps. When the state legislatures say that Trump won when they know he didn't win. By the way, more credit to Republicans in a second. When they say he didn't win, uh, he, they say he won when he didn't. 
it then goes back to the House because then it becomes an open question, a political right. question. Oh, by the way, by the way, if you want a sneak peek of the next thing that they're going to pretend is illegal. There was an article, I forget if it was Soft Gentleman or myself that covered it, where apparently because RFK is running and because um, the crazy guy, um, the guy that calls everybody brother, um, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, because they're running, it's possible, this, this guy wrote the article, uh, he said it's possible that there won't be a winner. And in that instance, I believe what happens is that the House will then vote for the president and the Senate will vote for the vice president. Now, this is procedure. This is how it works, okay? This is no different than what they are now calling the fake elector scheme. This is how the fuck it works, okay? These are the rules. So if, if you can't get the 270 or whatever the fuck you need for, for, for uh, uh, the electoral college, if, you know, everybody's got whatever and there's no clear winner, that's how it works. And it just so happens that the Republicans are in control of the House. So they would hopefully, I have no trust in them, but hopefully they would vote for Trump. Because you never know these motherfuckers. But anyway, you would hope they would vote for Trump. And then I guess you'll have a Democrat vice president because the Senate will vote for a Democrat. Fuck the vice president. Who cares? Um, so they now are acknowledging that it's legal to do this. Now, they're saying it's dangerous. In the article that was read, the, the writer, the propagandist that wrote the article said this is a dangerous thing for democracy, even though this is how democracy works in the instance that not everyone gets enough of the Electoral College, right? I would not be surprised if there's some, if this happens, that they're going to act like it's somehow illegal for this to take place, if this is the circumstance. So just, so just kind of bookmark it in your mind, just similar to when uh, I was reading the articles from Fareed Zakaria in the Washington Post, because when this was all going on, I was breaking down and pointing out how, and you know, I don't like Fareed Zakaria. He's, he's completely retarded. If you want to see at the level of retardation he's at, go watch the interview he did with Jared Taylor. Hilarious, hilarious. Um, uh, Fareed Zakaria, total retard. However, he was correct in his article where he was writing for the Washington Post about how Trump could win. Okay, there was a during this time in the media, they were all talking about the process with the alternate slate of electors and how it could work. Okay, because this is how it's supposed to work. You don't have to like it. Okay, you would obviously, if you're a Democrat, you would root for Trump to lose and not be able to pull this off. I understand that, but it's not illegal. It is preposterous to argue that it's illegal. It's insane to argue that it's illegal. And my question is why weren't any of there show me one fucking person during the Farid Sakaria article time which was if i had to guess that was what after the election my guess would be december december of uh what is it was the election i'm like losing track of time so so it's the 2020 election so yeah i guess december of 2020 Around that time is the Fareed Zakaria article, and there were many articles in the corporate media about it. Show me one motherfucking person that said it was illegal. No one. No person. The first time I ever heard fake electors was from Rachel Maddow. Maddow was the first person that I, that I saw use that phrase. And then from... The, it's so wild how this happens. From the time that that guy said fake electors on his show, Big Dick Maddow, then all of a sudden, all you heard 
through corporate media, fake electors, fake electors, fake electors, and now people are being indicted over a made-up media narrative. That's very scary. That's very scary. But anyway, it's 100% legal. That's my point. That the House has to decide. And the House, even though there was more Democrats at the time, they vote by state, and the Republicans right. had more states. Yes. So it was actually, if you're going to do a coup... It is a logical coup plan. It's it not a coup. It's completely legal and constitutional. And they and they discussed other coup plans. Michael, do you hear how stupid you are, you fucking dumb bitch? You are saying that it's a coup. That part of the coup process is for the House to vote. <laughs> That's insane, bro. Coups are when a fucking military. Coups in other countries, you get these warlords, right? They're like wearing Teenage Mutant Ninja shirts because they're all fucking poor and they have hand-me-downs from America. So you got these fucking warlords, right? These are bad motherfuckers, but they dress like children. It's hilarious. So you got these guys, you know, you got these warlords wearing like the wrong NBA championship shirt. You know, like when, the, when there's an NBA championship, they print for both teams right and the team that loses who's not the champion they send those shirts to africa or whatever and that's nice you know they have shirts okay but it's not the champion but i don't think they care because they're trying to get food and shit so who won the title is very uh, of, of minor importance but anyway got these warlords in the teenage mutant ninja sh turtle shirts and, and and what they do is they roll up to the shithole government with guns and they fucking kill people and take over the government. That's a goddamn coup. Or sometimes they roll up with weapons and they don't kill anyone because the people running the government, they're like, okay, my friend, that's enough. We, we submit, you can have the government. That's a coup, you fucking retard. Not the House in Congress voting for something. Again, do you hear yourself? And, you know, I wouldn't care. If this was the normal, like, Russiagate bullshit, I wouldn't care. But people are being arrested and put in jail over this. That's no good. That's crazy. That's completely crazy. But here we are. Here we are in clown world. People are being arrested over media narratives and memes. Never forget Ricky Vaughn. Michael Flynn proposed rolling out the tanks and doing martial law. They had a three-hour conversation about it. Now, let me give credit to... Courageous Republicans, even Trump administration guys who I despise. Everyone, the reason Trump didn't roll out the tanks is because everyone in his administration that was in the room said, We will all resign immediately. I don't believe that was about the tanks. I believe that was about, um, wasn't that about hiring a certain person to be the, the attorney general or something? Anyway, whatever. Maybe he's right. If you roll out tanks against the American I, people. I don't think okay? that's true. So, so credit to those Trump administration people. And then the state legislatures filled with what I think are radical right-wingers, most, the great majority of them said, no, we're not going to do the fake electors. And they deserve a lot of credit for that. Are you familiar with uh, Texas v. Pennsylvania? The, the, it was the original jurisdiction lawsuit between Texas yes, and Pennsylvania no. arguing that several states violated the Constitution by altering the rules of the election, not at the legislative level, but through the judiciary and the executive branches. Mm -hmm. And so Texas's argument was, if Pennsylvania is acting in violation of the Constitution, it's subverting our vote in this process, and mm -hmm. we want the Supreme Court to, to rule on this. Okay, and how did it, it turn out for them? The Supreme Court refused to even hear the case. Yeah. So this is, this is a problem. This is what actually uh, ignites fervor and, and gets, expands the conflict. Uh, Thomas and Alito agreed that when a state has a dispute with another state, uh, as per the Constitution, it, original jurisdiction means they must hear it. But the other justices just said, no, we won't. 
And so what ends up happening is the, the case expanded to include, I think, 48 states with like 24 versus 24 or whatever, or it was like 23, 25, where half the states were saying, you know, we've got five or six states that have altered the rules of the election, but the Constitution explicitly states the legislation must uh, uh, handle how the elections are handled. So if a governor in, in, uh, changes the rules correct. or a judiciary rules on it, it's not gone through the legislature yet. 100% correct. Legislative branch must then. But that's a see. These people pretend they're for the Constitution and democracy. They went along with that. They have no problem with that. Chenk will defend it. Like they have to vote on it. So Tim, you know they, they can bring that suit. There's no problem with that. They suit. were all thrown out. They knew. Okay, so hold but on, my, hold my on. point is this. My so point is this. If you've got people who are saying, how come the rules were changed in Pennsylvania? The lower court agreed that it violated the, the state constitution, but the higher court said we, we're going to do it anyway. We, we believe it's acceptable. So then you have people across the country saying, whoa, 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 hold on. If we're all agreeing to vote in this process and this, this state's even disputing amongst themselves, we need this adjudicated. And they said, no. Then what, what do you get? The language of the unheard. Yeah. So, Tim, there's two different things here. So let's separate them out because it's really important. There's did Trump actually win? That case was 100 percent. He absolutely won. Yeah, it's over 60 times. Uh, total lie. Total lie. And he presented his him and his side allies presented zero evidence. Again, blatant, ridiculous lie. By the way, um, let me actually hold on a second. Let me see if I can bring this up. Someone put this on Twitter. Uh, let me see if I have it. One second. Um, but that I mean, look. The reason, even without this, right, the reason it's a lie is because these cases were dismissed on standing, um, and they did not consider the evidence. So Chank is lying. However, yeah, here we go. Let me, uh, let me bring this up. I'll take the uh, intermission sign off in, in a second. Let me just bring this up. I forget who posted it. I'll have to look through my Twitter, um, but here it is. This is this is great. This is why the internet's so fantastic. It's actually not sixty cases. It's ninety cases, and Trump uh, won. I think twenty something. This is why the internet is the shit, because you can just look at like it's just fantastic. Um, so this is a great chart. This is called this is an election integrity info election dash integrity.info 2020 election cases and you can just go down the list here um so there it 92 it's 92 cases and as you can see um the first two so like trump for president uh v uh book brookvar uh, pennsylvania uh was not decided on the merits right trump uh for president v uh Kegsey in Nevada decided on the merits now. So already Chenk is lying when he pretends that these cases were decided on their merits. They were not. But here is what's interesting. RNC slash Trump v. Miller. This was uh, Iowa, Lynn County, decided on the merits. Yes. So here's an example of uh, Trump actually winning. Okay. So when they say the whole, the, the purpose of this is obviously th th these, it didn't work overall, right? Like, you know, they still installed the illegitimate Joe Biden. But it is a lie. And, and I'm adjusting my position on this because I thought it was what I thought made the 60 court cases thing a lie 
was the fact that um, they pretend that those cases were decided on their merits, but they weren't. They were dismissed on standing, meaning they didn't go over any of the evidence. So it's a lie, and it's true. It's a lie when they say, um, you know, Trump didn't pre present any evidence and they dismissed them because they didn't have evidence. No, they didn't consider the evidence because they claimed they didn't have standing. However, there are uh, multiple, I think in the 20s, there's about 20 or more cases here. You can go down the list of... Um, cases where they, they actually did win on, on their merits. So um, 31. Uh, 31 were decided on the merits. And uh, and I think, was it 20 that, that they won? Oh, Trump. Yeah, Trump uh, or the GOP plaintiff prevailed in 23 out of 31 cases that were decided on the merits. So there were 31 cases decided on the merits Trump slash GOP won 23 out of 31. So it's a total of 92 cases. It's not 60 cases. So that's what I'm adjusting because I used to think it was 60 cases that they were just lying about the merits. No, no, no. It's 92 cases and it's a lie to say that Trump lost every one of them. So there you go. Election-integrity.info slash 2020 underscore election underscore cases dot htm. I don't have this on the phone, so um, uh, I, I, well, actually, I think I tweeted it, so let me go to Twitter on my phone, and I'll just post it in the chats for people, but uh, yeah, there you go, so a bit of an update there, a bit, a bit of an update on their blatant lie about the 60 cases, there we go. How many of those cases were dismissed on standing versus merit? Good, yes. A bunch of them, but a huge number of them decided it on the merits that's not true oh come on tim come so no, 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 now actually 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 it is true that um over 30 were decided on the merits but trump won most of them trump won most of them come Stand on up. tim and then in all the ones the that way, they this, that uh, uh, yeah. decided on the merits how come uh, the trump side never presented any evidence blatant lie blatant lie I guess it depends on the specific cases, right? No, so, it doesn't depend. They or, have no if evidence. If, if we're talking... In, in one case, Rudy Giuliani had to admit because he's a lawyer. He's okay, get... so again, I've covered this many times. I know what he's going to say. These people are predictable. There was a case that was not related to election fraud that Giuliani... He, they take a quote from Giuliani where the judge confirmed that this case is... You're not presenting evidence related to election fraud. He said, correct. That's not the type of case it was. That's They're taking what he said out of context. Disbarred if he lies in court. You could lie at a press conference 24-7, right. but it wants you inside court. And they said, Mr. Giuliani, do you have any evidence to show that the election was stolen? And he's like, no. Because but, they don't have any evidence. But they're I, lying. But, but they're I, lying. So he, they're taking that, uh, he's taking that out of context. Lying the whole time. I agree the election was not stolen. Okay. Okay. So that's retarded, Tim. That's It's just wild. Tim has done such a good job in so many news stories. It, it, when it comes to the election and the vaccine, it's just beyond piss poor. I, I would even argue the commentary that one time surrounding the Ruby Freeman thing was dishonest. I would go that far. That was wild. Oh, and what he said about the Arizona audit, he said that he covered it in detail five times. I don't recall. Did anyone have those? If, you, if someone has that, let me know. I'll retract. I don't believe he did that at all. Or it depends on how you define stolen, I guess, right? No, that you could define it stolen in a thousand but, ways but, that are BS. But some no, people, it was not stolen. Period. Some people argue right. that Pennsylvania changing its voting laws in violation of the Constitution is stealing an election. No, that's a nonsense argument. Uh, so how is it not? First of all, I'll I'll give you that. Like you can argue, just the Time Magazine shit was stealing an election. No question, that's fine. But 
and and I you know what I wouldn't even have a problem with Tim related to the election if he said um, I think it's a stronger argument to make related to how they changed the rules and all the shit in the Time magazine article that they admitted freely. If he said I think that's a better argument to make than the ballot fraud, okay, I can even accept that. But to pretend there was no ballot fraud, that's preposterous. Preposterous. That's okay, so no, it's no, 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 no. It's super important. It's super important. Because I don't want the right wing thinking that it was like, oh, fraudulent election and Hugo Chavez or the ghost of Hugo Chavez. No one, the ghost of Hugo Chavez is a straw man. I think at one time, Sidney Powell, who it was not helpful. Uh, and Nick Riccata at the time pointed out how she was not helpful and she made errors in her filings. And that's, yeah, that's, uh, she didn't do a great job. Um, but it's a straw man about the ghost of Hugo Chavez. I believe the argument Sidney Powell made one time is that um, uh, Smartmatic uh, had something to do with the election machines in Venezuela. I thought that was true. If anyone has information that, that that's incorrect, let me know. Because I was under the impression, I remember, I believe we went over it briefly. And I just wanted to confirm whether or not that was true. And then I thought, and I said, I think I said, um, that's not a good sign that that's who's involved in our election. Now, may, if it's not true, I'll certainly retract that. But she didn't say anything. And maybe I missed the statement about the ghost of Hugo Chavez, but I don't believe she made a, a statement about the ghost of Hugo Chavez. No one, I don't think, has seriously argued that ghosts are involved in any of this. Um, you know, there was, there was a, you, you know, certainly the, um, the whole like satellites with Germany and Italy thing. I thought that was a little bit out there. Um, but I, I think that I, I don't have a problem with like, let's say people, for whatever reason, they believe that there was some sort of satellite thing with Italy and whatever. I don't think there's a problem to figure out whether that's true or not. Because I remember one of the narratives surrounding that is, um, I think Bill Barr, they used it as an example of like, look what they made the DOJ look into. Good. I'm glad they made them look into that because you, you want to, it's, there's nothing wrong with ascertaining whether or not something's true. That's why this whole bullshit narrative from like the global homos about the Hamas Israel war, they said it was a problem that um, remember there, there were people that were put in, there's apparently this, there's this very realistic war game called Arma 3. And there was footage that people were trying to pretend was like from, from the, the war or whatever. And then the community notes on, on Twitter, which are helpful sometimes, put, this is from a video game. There's nothing wrong with the process of the internet figuring out whether or not something's true. That's a good thing, that's not a bad thing. So from what I understand, that wasn't true related to the satellites or whatever. Um, but there was no problem with the DOJ investigating. Now, the, now what they did is they used it as a propaganda tactic to argue, well, since that was a waste of time, obviously they're not going to look into any of the other stuff. Well, now you're making an excuse to cover up what was obvious ballot fraud. Because the arguments that I make have nothing to do with Hugo Chavez. They have nothing to do with Italy or Germany. They have to do with documented ballot fraud, illegal ballots or fake ballots, however you want to describe them. Um, and, but I will also acknowledge, though, that all the things that Tim has talked about in that Time Magazine article did happen, and you could just use that related to the election and prove that it was stolen. So I do agree with him here that changing the laws unconstitutionally is stealing an election. I just don't understand why he pretends or doesn't look into the ballot fraud because it's obvious and 
well documented, but whatever. I don't know. Chavez and a Kraken and a mule went in and changed the votes. No, nope. so he's deliberately he's trying to. You know, so he does this with pedophilia, with with child trafficking. He'll talk about child trafficking with Bigfoot to make it seem like it's up there with Bigfoot, which, from what I understand, does not exist. Um, but child trafficking it overwhelmingly exists, right? So he's trying to the same tactic with this by bringing up mules with the Kraken. Now, Sidney Powell was not helpful when she said she would release the Kraken because she did not. Um, but the mules are something that has been documented for years and not just with the movie. The movie's a, look, I think 2000 Mules as an introduction to normies is a great film to get people kind of up to speed on one of the very many tactics Democrats use to steal elections. This has been documented for years, though. This, they've been doing this for probably decades. Um, there are plenty of examples going back to when uh, Project Veritas did the undercover video with uh, Scott Fovel and Bob Kramer. You can look at when that fucking dumb retard in Minnesota was caught with tons of ballots in his car. I think that was in Omar's district. Mules and ballot harvesting and has been what they've been doing for years. Um, so what he's doing here, he's putting mules in the same category as Kraken uh, to try to act like it's not happening, but it, it, it's something that's documented. It's a deliberate tactic. No one changed the votes, period. So uh, that's a lie. There was vote flipping in, and that's two different things. Mules are not changing votes. Um, mules are trafficking illegal ballots. The changing of the votes was documented in Antrim County, where the machines were, were vote flipping. That's documented. And so because Trump and Fox News and Newsmax lie about it 24 goddamn They're seven, and, and Fox News had to pay $800 million for their lies, people think that the election was stolen when it wasn't. You know what? Again, that was a, that was a settlement. Election was stolen, and then I'll tell you the, that the reaction that happened instead when it happened to the left wing. 2000 brazenly stolen from Al Gore. So let me explain the details and then I'll relate it back to today, okay? So Al So it's only theft when you lose. And I'm telling you, these motherfuckers are shameless. They will argue this if they lose in 24. Al Gore not only won the popular vote, and nobody disputes that, but it after the case was over and the election was over, uh, all the news organizations uh, went in and did a recount of the entire state of Florida. And under every kind of way of counting, Al Gore won the state of Florida. So he got flat out robbed. He won right. the- And now you became the Republicans of that year, what you're supposed to hate. You are no different than them, if that's even true. Electoral college as well. But the Supreme Court in that case said, no, I don't care what Florida law is. I don't care that we've been making an argument for states' rights our whole lives. That liar Scalia, that piece of crap hypocrite, was like, oh, yeah, did I say states' rights for decades? I mean, screw states' rights. You, you know what I'm saying? States don't have any goddamn rights. And they ordered Florida to stop the recount. They said, we don't want to know. So how is that any different than what your side did this time with pretending that recounts were signature audits? They would deliberately not do signature audits because that's one of the key ways that will expose that this is all bullshit, especially like in Arizona with the Cary Lake uh, court cases where it, 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 it's so wild. These people are 
it was documented that the the signature audit that they claimed that they did in Arizona was physically impossible because they claimed to have matched an impossible amount of signatures in a certain amount of time. And they, of course, they ignore all that. But anyway, in places like Georgia, they just recounted with the same fake ballots and they didn't do a signature match. So again, you are no different than what you're accusing the Republicans of doing in 2000. Oh, one. Because then we might find out Al Gore won. We don't want Al Gore winning. We just want to steal this goddamn election and give it to our buddy George Bush. And they outright stole it. Okay. Now, having said that, Supreme Court rules, the Supreme Court rules. We move on. Okay. Nobody rioted. The Democrats haven't been crying about that. It, like, oh, no, Al Gore should have been the president. Well, well, they were crying about that for many years. But then when they lost in 2016, then they cried about that. And then you went on, uh, went along with a scheme to have the electors not vote for Donald Trump. And you didn't say that was illegal. President Al Gore is actually the current president, etc. They let it go. It was a great injustice. So that's and a blatant lie. They did not let it go. They were talking about that for years. We noted for the history books, and I noted as an example here, but we let it go. We didn't, let it go. We didn't go around going, no, Al Gore's still the president, but in and losing the goddamn minds that I see with the right But wing. in 2016, they did. Correct. No, they didn't. See, I'm glad you're bringing- Again, total lie. He's such a ridiculous liar. Bring that up. See, that's another super important distinction, because Hillary Clinton whined the, about- The distinction is that it's always okay when they do it. About losing the election in 2,000 ways. Oh, it was the Russians. It was my dog ate my homework. The you blame the Russians. You went along with all of that. You even called for recounts. Did the Steele dossier. Uh, Steele dossier. The, uh, the Bernie bros did it. Blah, 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 blah. Because she didn't want to accept responsibility. And they established... Neither did you. You went along with it. The media didn't want to accept responsibility because they all loved Hillary Clinton. They all hated Bernie Sanders. They all hated Donald Trump. Uh, they hated anyone who wasn't the establishment. Uh, Hillary Clinton is the epicenter of the establishment. So they couldn't live with the fact that they were preposterously wrong. You know the, what got under their skin the most? Me. Because I told okay. them. So again, totally made up delusional bullshit. They don't give a fuck about you. If you ask them who's Cenk Uger, they're going to be like, I don't, know, I don't know. Hey, you idiots. Hillary Clinton's <laughs> going to lose. Go to Michigan. Right? And Bernie yeah, especially on election night when you were like, and my daughter was looking at herself in the mirror today, and I thought to myself, well, she's going to see the first woman president. You're such a liar. Sanders has a 12-point lead on Donald Trump, you morons, right? And they're like, no, I think the establishment is correct. I think America loves the establishment. But, but you know what it really was, is that to them, Bernie and Trump are effectively the same thing. Of course. Actually, they fear Bernie way more than they fear Trump. Probably. Uh, yeah, and the reason is because okay, Trump's... So that's preposterous. They've never tried to put Bernie Sanders in jail. You're just talking shit. Crap, he's only in it for himself. Whereas Bernie actually yeah. would change uh -huh. the system. Oh, I'm sure. And so when they know that Bernie would change the system... Bernie would have rolled over in two seconds. System, they're like, ah, anything but Bernie. Shut his ass out. Don't give him any media coverage. Don't let him do debates. Put the debates up against the Super Bowl. Do anything you can and make sure you don't, you silence Bernie. Oh, Trump, he could be allowed on TV all day long. Oh, let's have fun. Oh, what's the, what's the major proposal of Donald Trump back in 2016? Oh, a lot of the shouting about the wall and immigrants, etc. But what's the only thing that Trump did? Giant tax cuts for the rich and for corporations. That's a lie. The establishment loved Trump up until that bill passed. I swear to God, you watch old Young Turks clips and I say, they're not going to turn on him until this giant tax cut for the rich passes. Well, you, know what, you know what really got him po positive press when he bombed Syria? 
yeah and then he bombs syria and they're like yes right so they <laughs> now he's a president so yeah they turn on him later when he does anti-establishment stuff but he's not doing anti-establishment stuff for the no, he average voter yeah he tried yeah. to play ball he loves stoners he took his super PACs took a hundred million dollars from sheldon adelson twice yeah sheldon adelson yeah he brings him in he brings in you said you would take money so how are you any different John Bolton, who's a warmonger and a neocon. Sheldon Adelson is, is, owns casinos in Vegas, but he mainly owns casinos in Macau. You know, the, like, so Trump did like half a dozen giant favors for him. But the biggest favor was, two biggest favors were, he basically dismissed corruption charges in China against them. And he allowed him to bring his money back from China. Instead of a 35%, he created a special rate of 8% for oh, wow. repatriating taxes from a foreign country. So a guy who, he's deceased now, but back then, a guy who had his main line of business in China had bought the US president. He gave him $100 million two different times and totally bought him, and Donald Trump was 100% his bitch. His bitch so much that not only did he give him every single thing that he asked for, but he also made his wife, he gave him that he gave her a presidential medal of honor. It's the highest honor America has, and he threw it in like a tchotchke. Like, oh yeah, if you act now, Sheldon, I'll also take your rando wife and give her a presidential medal, okay, of, of honor. And he's like, Sheldon's like, oh, I was gonna go 90 million, but I'll go the whole hundred, okay? And so he purchased Donald Trump. He's a, as just as corrupt as anyone else. Uh, he's just corrupt on his own behalf. But Bernie, he's not corrupt. So that's why the establishment's like, Trump we could deal with. What's Trump's new proposal now? Cut corporate taxes from 21 to 15. He's still blowing corporations to this day. Donald Trump has wanted to be part of the club for his whole life. He's a spoiled little kid. He never knew how to run his dad's money. He lost all his money. Everybody in New York laughed at him, and that made him so bitter. So he's just in it for himself. Who do you think we'd be better off with today, Biden or Trump? You think Biden? Oh, definitely Biden. Uh, I'll tell you why in a sec. But just to finish the earlier thoughts. So for all of Hillary Clinton's whining, she never said the election that there was fraud in the voting, that the election was stolen from me through the fraud in the voting, and it's an illegitimate election, and I should said be Russia president. Russia manipulated the vote. Yeah, but she didn't say I should be president. She didn't, she, and she, she didn't say manip no, no, no. She didn't say manipulate the votes themselves. She said manipulate the media. She said it could be stolen from you. Yeah, but so she, she didn't but, say me. But we know what she means when she said it. But Tim, did she ever say, "Hey, no, he Trump didn't actually win the election. Yes. I'm the actual president." Well, she said it was she never her. said that she, she, she said never it. ever 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 said that i'm the actual president no where's that dumbass well, no, no, donald trump from has been pretending he won this entire time hillary clinton was bitter about the so again it's okay when we do it boss but she never made the claim legally or i wish a tim would bring up the fake elector scheme they tried in 2016. otherwise hey look tim it's a super easy thing first of all you can look yeah. it up right uh and yeah, I know the line, guys. Yeah, but that's that doesn't say the election is fraudulent. I'm the actual president. She's here's we had, a, a, a multi-year an analogy to that line. Stolen. So here's an analogy to that line. Even though Bernie never said it, but his supporters said it. So uh, the primary was in 2016 was quote unquote rigged against Bernie Sanders. Okay, now how was it rigged? Because it's very important. So it was rigged in that they did as few debates as possible. They put the debates on like. The, when people would least watch them they try to take the oxygen out of the room for bernie 
and then they, if you remember, we broke the story of Young Turks that Donna Brazil took questions and fed them to Hillary Clinton oh, yeah. in the debates. Um, and, uh, and then, oh, and then a huge part of it was they did a money laundering operation where these huge... Uh, Young Turks broke that story? I don't believe that's true. Wasn't that in the WikiLeaks? Democratic donors would give to the states and the the state parties would then funnel it into Hillary Clinton's campaign. So when if you say that election, uh, that primary election was rigged in that way. okay, that's fair. Right. It's okay when they do it. Okay, but if you say the votes were actually messed with and a lot of Bernie supporters at the time said that. And we at the Young Turks came out and said, no, guys, super delegates, you don't have any super delegates. A different conversation. I know. But like. It's rigged against Bernie. So, so, but guys, understand how the mainstream media rigs things because they rig things against the left and the right. Okay, so it's important that you understand how they do it. So, in that case, it, what they did was the super delegates technically actually vote at the end of the process, and oftentimes, even if they declare earlier, they switch their votes. So, for example, a lot of super delegates said that they were going to support Hillary in two thousand eight, but in the middle of the campaign, they switched to Obama. And, and none of that was technical. Only right. at the end do they vote, do, do the superdelegates vote. But what the media did instead in 2016 was they showed the superdelegate count in every tabulation right, right. from the get-go. So they'd be like, Hillary Clinton has a 468 to nothing lead on Bernie Sanders. This thing's almost over. You're like, wait a minute, nobody's even voted, including the superdelegates. You're just saying that those superdelegates declared for Hillary as a way of saying this thing's already over, Hillary Clinton's already won. So they're manipulating the voters into thinking that Bernie Sanders is doing a long shot campaign that is hopeless and he's just a piece of crap who's trying to hurt the actual Democratic nominee when these beloved superdelegates have already weighed in, right? Yeah. And so it is a fundamental deception. And mainstream media does that all the time. But it is not rigging the actual votes and so that's where we drew the line and said you don't have evidence of any votes being switched from Bernie Sanders to Hillary Clinton. A, a large portion of Democrats did believe that the Russians actually went in and flipped votes, literally. I, I, I never saw I'm anyone not, saying not, that on television. No, in I'm, print. I'm, not, I'm saying that there were several polls done where they asked voters, do you yeah, believe? Yeah, and if the voters were misled by Hillary's right. over-the-top statements, then that's a shame on uh, Hillary Clinton. But it is, but you can see it is fundamentally different. So, uh, because I'll tell you right now, there's people in your audience who are screaming at their screens right now going, no, it was actually stolen. They rigged the votes. Smartmatic and Dominion and the mules. And I saw Dinesh D'Souza propaganda piece, I mean movie, that convinced me that the votes were actually stolen. No, they're, none of it was stolen. None yeah, of it. Totally made up. It never Total is. Total propaganda. And here, I can prove it now ahead of time. So... What, Tim, you're being reasonable and saying no, it was not actually stolen. In the I've votes. never said it was stolen. In the okay, votes. good. Okay, so that is they, factual. But the, you know, they they lie. These uh, NGOs run fake stories. You had this one group out of Stanford argue that I I'm one of the super spreaders of election misinformation or whatever. When since Joe Biden won, I was like, guys, this is not true. Trump is not going to be reinstated. There are no Dominion weird switching. There's no German servers. But they just pump out lies in the media. Again, Antrim County, they were switching. Saying I claimed it anyway. Yeah. So now the thing that I'll tell the right wingers that still believe Trump's lie is, all right, guys, you have a perfect opportunity. Because when Trump goes to court in, I a, agree. in Atlanta and in the federal case, uh, on the 
on the actual election issues. So not the national documents uh, and not the uh, fraud in New York, but the ones that are actually about January 6th, right? He can win those cases very easily because the core of the cases is they have to prove that Donald Trump not only lied about the election results, but knew that he was lying, okay? So, but the good news is the defense of that is I wasn't lying. It's true. The election was stolen. Here's the proof. Here's the proof. Right. Yeah. And th what they're going to do, I bet you, they're going to do what they did with Alex Jones, where they're not going to let him submit the evidence. They're going to say, that's been debunked. That's been debunked. And he's not going to be allowed to submit the evidence. And Cenk is going to go along with that. Tim probably will, too. So, and in fact, if you're a Donald Trump supporter and you really think the election was stolen, if Donald Trump does not present that evidence when it would free him. First of all, Donald Trump and what he decides to do has no bearing on any of the evidence related to the election. The evidence rises and falls based on its own merit. So each affidavit, each hearing, each eyewitness testimony, each report, each audit stands or falls on its own merit. What a person says doesn't matter. What a person does doesn't matter. This is bullshit argumentation. I don't care what Bill Barr said. I don't care what Trump says. I don't care what Trump presents or, or whatever the fuck it is. The evidence rises and falls based on its own merit. It has been available to the public for years, and it is what it is. And I've never seen one of these motherfuckers walk through it and offer a retort to any of it because it's a bullshit narrative, and they know it. And it would liberate him, and it would prove you right after all these years. Then you have to be livid at Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, too. Like the, the, uh, there's there are a lot of Trump supporters who are like, ha they made a big mistake. Now Trump's going to be able to get the evidence adjudicated because they were dismissed before. But now they have to bring it in court. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, let's see. it. Yeah, they won't let it. I'm telling you, they're not they're not going to let it. If the, if the argument is you're upset with the procedure like Texas v. Pennsylvania, I agree. We can have we, we should have that argument over procedure. But this idea that, uh, you know, I, I keep hearing this one where they say, they pulled uh, votes out from under the table and started counting. And I was like, uh huh. And if you watch the full surveillance video, you can watch them put the, the votes there too. Yeah, you can it's actually, just votes. Yeah. You can watch the votes come in, get placed in the box, put under the table. And at the end of the day, they then pull them out and start counting them. There is a That's a straw man. That's not the argument about Ruby Freeman. He's talking about Ruby Freeman. That's a straw man. That's not the argument. The argument related to that video is the fact that Ruby, uh, or Shea Moss, um, tells all of the observers to go home. And the video shows that they pack up all the shit and they put the ballots in the box and they put the ballots under the table. When everyone leaves and the coast is clear, she then proceeds to pull the box out and then start counting and shoving them through the machine over and over again. At bare minimum, if you're objective, obviously that's shady. That's sh that the bare minimum that I will accept from a person is that at least shady why would you not if you if if because there was this whole thing with this bursted pipe which was a lie if you realized oh shit we sent everyone home and we need to start counting again it's counting again obviously you would call the observers back a normal situation would be oh hey uh, hey bob you know sorry i just sent you home you're probably halfway home i'm gonna need you to come back because it turns out it really wasn't that big of a pipe burst it was just a toilet overflowing and we're recounting again that's what would that's what normal honest people would do under no circumstances is it not shady what they fucking did in that video okay so bullshit on tim pool right here the video of a woman running the votes twice 
There's a question of whether or not it was were the votes rejected from the machine. So she had to run them twice or was she trying to count votes twice? And if that's the case, how is it possible to run the same vote more than once? They should they should be serialized or something. But those are things I think are worth having a conversation about. But they, so first of all, yeah, well, it's been, what, three years, maybe one day Tim Pool will actually have someone on to have that conversation. Now, I, I think he has in the past had people on that could have that conversation. But, you know, they're not allowed to talk about it. You know, not you have on Robert Barnes and there's no conversation about it. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a waste. Well, I, I'm not getting into any of that nonsense about the votes. But but in terms of Texas, Pennsylvania, um, look, guys, there's challenges that come uh, in any election and it's very normal. And sometimes the Supreme Court takes the challenge, sometimes they don't. And sometimes they rule in an outrageous way, as they did yeah. in Bush v. Gore. By the way, the Supreme Court has ruled in many outrageous ways. They've ruled in Citizens United that, hum that corporations are human beings and have even more rights than human beings, that they are endowed by their creator with... Un let me uh, let me read some of these super chats. We're taking uh, super chats through Streamlabs. Link in the description. We're also taking them through Entropy. Link in the description, and we're also taking them uh, on Rumble. Uh, also, my leftist homosexual brother wrote a book called "What a Bigot Would Say." It is a guide on how to be a virtuous leftist. You can go into the description of YouTube or Rumble. It's about five or six links down, and you can. Uh, download it for free via PDF. We are waiting for it to be put in Amazon and uh, Barnes and Noble. We'll see if that happens. That will be a hell of a thing if that does actually happen. Um, anyway, uh, it's, we came up with that because a viewer made the suggestion and then uh, I tied it in to see how much interest there would be. So I tied it into uh, the memberships on Subscribestar, which are very helpful to the channel. So we have a new drive that we're doing. Uh, when we hit 300 subscribers combined between Subscribestar, the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse, and also uh, the Rumble subscription option, I will write the next book and uh, it will be um, vicious vicious insults of all these people as well as the commentary on the current political situation going on and also at the request of the of some in the audience i will tie in how the corporate media uses the same exact propaganda techniques as the jehovah's witnesses did uh when i was in the jehovah's witnesses so um if you're interested in that it click subscribe star in the description or you can click the red subscribe button on rumble or the uh soft gentleman's bathhouse which is the join button on the soft gentleman uh youtube and as we get closer to the goal i'll, I'll calculate uh where we're at and how many we are away um okay so let's go here Streamlabs. nino tenari says if you need assistance with a tape charge call nino yes so from what i understand uh, Nino is a very good uh, meth lawyer in Philadelphia. So if you get in trouble with uh, with meth, call Nino Tenari. I will uh, I'll play that link at the end. Appreciate that. Dave says Aaron McIntyre has a good point about how the right tends to be far too accepting of the converts from the left. Remember, Carolyn Boysenko was simply nice about a Trump supporters and the right ate her up initially. Yeah, that was a that was obviously a big mistake. She turned out to be a lunatic. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that guy has a good point. Horatio Nelson, Israelite, says, that's right, and has a link to the footage from the uh, Black Hebrew Israelites fighting the Palestinians. It's really, it's one big episode of the Morton Downey Jr. show. It's a hell of a thing. 
Michelle Kincaid says if a Trump supporter shot someone in Philly over a Biden sign, we would have heard about it. The way Chank lies, I wouldn't doubt it's a very twisted version of Jimmy from Philly's story about his yard signs that was spread by David and the bathhouses. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah, I imagine that um, uh, a Biden supporter getting shot over uh, a sign would have been, I, I, I mean, that would have been a hysterical hair on fire narrative that TYT and the media um, uh, covered in coordinated fashion. So, as usual, he's just completely making up bullshit. All right, let me uh, go here to Entropy. Uh, one moment. All right, let's see. We have uh, 2 Supernova 1 says, uh, there is no right to vote. By the way, thank you very much. Very generous of you. He says, there's no right to vote as the founders conceived the rights. Nor is there a right to run for slash occupy office. Rights are derived from life, liberty, and ownership of property. The 14th Amendment doesn't extend to the issue, so Chank would need an explicit amendment to allow him to run for office. Uh, not that he gives a shit. Uh, yeah, he's completely delusional, and if, if there's a lawyer that's telling him that, that they can win the case, he's ripping them off. Uh, it's complete insanity. <clears throat> All right. Uh, PF has a breaking news. I'll, I'll do those at the end. Appreciate that, sir. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the video here. Unalienable rights. What creator? Well, We're their goddamn creators. Well, corporations are people, my friend. Yeah, and and, and their corporations have freedom of speech. No, that's called a bribe. Okay, <laughs> that's what it's called. And guys, if you're a right winger, super frustrated with the establishment, you're not wrong. The establishment keeps telling you you're wrong and you're crazy. You're not wrong. But there is a crazy line, right? So, like... What's funny is he's a sheepdogger, ultimately. Uh, his goal is to bring people into the Democratic Party to vote for Joe Biden. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, whoever the establishment candidate is, he's going to do propaganda to support that candidate. So, in terms of the establishment, they frame everything as if the status quo is great, that, that corporate rule is awesome, and that you should get nothing and that the rich and powerful should get everything. And and mainstream media is one giant corporate propaganda outlet, okay? And so I can show you all the ways that they've screwed over the left wing. I can show you a lot of ways they screw over the right wing, okay? So if you're frustrated about that and mainstream media figures keep yelling at you, you know, no, you're, you're imagining it, man. These politicians are wonderful and those aren't bribes. Those are just people talking with one another and you guys are all radicals. No, well, that's crap, and that's why nobody believes mainstream media anymore. Here, here's, but when you jump the shark and you come up with conspiracy theories that aren't even remotely true, guys, all you're doing is hurting your cause. I completely agree. And, and then you get people who won't vote because they think yeah, it's... Yeah, guys, just go along with the fraud. Just let them steal. Pointless when yeah. they be voting. But I, I think here's where the, the big challenge comes. Because I think, uh, you, I said this on the show when you announced you were running, if it was between Mitt Romney and, and Joe Biden, I'm voting Jen Uger. And it's because I'm, I'm willing to believe that you're the more likely candidate to pardon Julian Assange. You're the more likely candidate not to bring us into psychotic. Yeah, this is ball washing. Or in wars. And I can't speak for anything else, but I'm not voting for the war machine. And so the, 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 the challenge comes here. Here's why I voted for Trump in 2020. I did not vote for Trump in 2016. What did we get? A Afghan withdrawal timeline. OK, well, I'll take a grain of sand over, uh, you know, a bushel of wheat if I can get something. Uh, getting our troops out of Syria. Why were they in Syria in the first place? I can't believe it. Uh, Donald Trump openly admitting to America's foreign policy, uh, boastfully saying, we're going to sell all these weapons to Saudi Arabia, make a whole bunch of money. 
the bombing in Yemen, all of these horrifying things. And I'm like, if I can get 1% out of Donald Trump in that he's going to focus more on whatever's going on in this country and it means we're not blowing up kids in foreign countries, it's the best candidate I've, I've laid before me in terms of who can actually win and do something. And then I saw a bunch of people on the left, prominent people say, you have to vote for Joe Biden. And I'm like, but he's going to Hillary Clinton this. We're going to see war. We're going to see. Like, look at Libya. I came. I saw he died. It's been it's been cast in a disaster. Uh, Chank was for the Libya thing. There's footage of him being for that. Disaster. We're going to see American troops dying. We're going to see conflict and chaos. And they said Trump would bring about World War Three. And then we didn't get it. We got no new wars and we actually got withdrawal timelines. And I'm not saying he did great. I'm not saying he did perfect, but he did better than anyone I'd seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Abraham Accords, I thought were fantastic. Uh, he crossed the DMZ into North Korea with no security detail. And I'm just like, holy, wow, I'll take I'll take it, please. Just whatever, whatever Biden has to offer. It's going to be crony BS. It's going to be warmongering. It's going to be neoliberal, neoconservative war. Just give me whatever I can get. And now uh, I see a lot of these leftists who were like, nope, we have to vote for Joe Biden. It's the only path forward. And I was like, oh, spare me, dude. I will take a bowl with no direction, smashing everything over over the neolibs, over the Democratic Party. Yeah. So let me tell you what, why you're right about my positions and, and obviously why I would be better and I'm running against them. Uh, but then I'm going to tell you someone who could easily win that isn't me. Is it Bernie? Okay. And it's a, no, <laughs> no, it's a Republican. Okay. okay. So, um, so first off, on my positions, would I pardon Julian Assange? Of course. That's not even a close question. They sh he should have never been hounded in the oh, first yeah. place. So Trump and Trump's the reason he's uh, Julian's in a worse position. Yeah, and so uh, that's exactly right. Trump is so full of crap. It bothers me so much that people who are legitimately angry about what mainstream media has done, what corporate politicians have done, are gravitating over towards an another con man. Okay, so Donald Trump. Why on God's green earth wouldn't you pardon Julian Assange? Not only is Julian Assange never did anything wrong, he's as much of a whistleblower as anyone has ever been. Arguably helped Trump. Yeah, and, the and then on top of that, he arguably helped Trump, okay? But, well, and I, in fact, I thought he got too <clears throat> political, and I started to get mad at Julian Assange. But that never changed my opinion, that he should be freed immediately. But I'll, real quick, I'll tell you why. The... the and this is speculative based on... Oh, by the way, I forgot when Tim said that that Chank would pardon Julian Assange. Chank became anti-Julian Assange and went along with the narrative that WikiLeaks was uh, was like the Russian arm uh, of their propaganda. He wouldn't have pardoned Julian Assange. Man, this is it's a ball washing. It's on meetings that had happened, but the general idea is... Donald Trump had his people make Julian the offer. You give us your sources on this information and you're free to go. And Julian said, never. And they said, if we don't give it to us, we'll take it by force. Mm -hmm. And that's what's re re resulted in his arrest and okay. extradition attempts. And, and Tim, even if that story is true and, and it's your speculation, but but I'm OK with it. I'm OK with it. But even if that story <clears throat> is true, that's not doesn't make it any better. It makes it worse. I know. I agree. Yeah. I, I, he should have been he should have been pardoned outright. Yeah. I mean, he should never have been charged. So I and I would bring back Snowden immediately, like Snowden and Assange are American heroes. They're whoa, whistle. Whoa, 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 whoa. Now they're American heroes. This guy is such a liar. He was anti Assange blowers, although Assange is not I'll, American. Well, I'll, um, I'll, 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 I, I agree with Snowden. Come back. No charges. But there is a distinction between Snowden and Assange. Assange so, is a journalist. Yeah, we can get into that, yeah. but it's not important. The point is that they uh, revealed information about American wrongdoing, the yeah. government's wrongdoing, and that is a classic whistleblower. 
and they tried different paths to get it out uh, otherwise. And Assange is a journalist, period. Right. Right. So, okay, so that one's easy. Getting us in a wars of all the candidates, there's no question that I'm the one that is uh, most likely to avoid war. So, again, you're not a candidate. You can't be a candidate. Because I don't want any piece of it. After defense contractors, all they do is rob us. They get our sons and daughters killed. They kill tons of innocent civilians. And it's all, to, it's not about the killing. It's about the robbery. The whole yeah. point is to execute the robbery. Right? And so now Biden comes out with Israel's attack. It's terrible how they got attacked. We're going to get back into that issue in a minute. But then he's like, give me $105 billion for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. And the border, don't forget. But, but wait, that, that's because he's going for the Republicans on that one. Yeah. <laughs> $105 billion, Wait a minute. Look, I'm on the side of Ukraine, but we just authorized like eight different multi-billion dollar packages to Ukraine. And Israel, we already give them more money than we give anyone else. And now, unfortunately, they become the aggressors. Taiwan, there's no war in Taiwan, right? So, no, this $105 billion is going to go straight into the pockets of the defense contractors. Yep. And then they're going to take out a small percentage and give it to, as bribes, I mean campaign contributions, uh, to Joe Biden, Nikki Haley, almost oh, yeah. every corporate Republican and almost every corporate Democrat. Okay, And those guys, in order for the uh, criminals to make more money and to rob us even more, they'll start more wars. So there's no way in the world that I would do that. You see Nikki Haley skyrocketing. The media is praising her. Her polls are up. Of course. And she's on stage saying more war, more war, more war. Yeah, Nikki Haley is the most uh, classic corporate neocon Republican you'll ever see. I have a Republican neighbor while walking down the street. We run into each other. I say, hey, how's it going? And he's like, yeah, I saw the debates. And he's he's uh, he's still making up his mind whether he's going to vote for Trump. And he's in L.A., right? And he's yeah. holding down the fort. But I said, how about the others? He's like, yeah, they're trying to get us to vote for Nikki Haley. Not going to happen. <laughs> She's awful. <laughs> Not going to happen. So, And mainstream media can't see straight because they're in their bubble. And in their bubble... People that are corporate stooges like Marco Rubio and Hillary Clinton and Nikki Haley and Joe Biden are God's gift to humanity. They're like, who wouldn't love Marco Rubio? He has pleasured every donor there is. He is an upstanding Republican. Everybody who's going to vote for Marco Rubio. Then nobody voted for Marco Rubio. That's the one thing Trump and I agreed on. This is, this is why I like Matt Gates. I mean, disagree with him on policy. Totally fine. But he, he's, he's getting, he gets grassroots contributions. He rejects the the PAC money, and he's told these stories about, uh, you know, all of these people get into Congress, and they're enjoying the parties. The big military contractors, just, they got the private jets, they got the luxury vehicles, they got the $100,000 party in Vegas, and it's, this is what our members of Congress get to enjoy when you bend the knee to the war machine. So, uh, yeah, I have very nuanced opinions about Matt Gates. So, first, jankforamerica.com. Okay, so or if it's easier to remember, Biden is going to lose dot com. Okay, <laughs> so if you agree that uh, Biden's going to lose, uh, sending a dollar is a form of a protest. And I'm a proxy candidate for every other candidate to get in this race already. If you don't want uh, the uh, Joe Biden to lose and the Democrats to lose, which is almost certainly going to happen. Okay, now for Matt Gates. Um, so Matt stopped taking corporate PAC money, and it made a giant difference. So yep. for, for the Democrats, it, it didn't, didn't, didn't make any difference at all. They look at Matt Gates and they see the devil, right? And so on his radical right-wing positions and his conspiracy theories, I got no interest in it. And, I, and I'll fight him all the way on that stuff. 
But the minute he started taking corporate PAC money, at least he started becoming honest. Which when he makes, stopped taking it. Yeah, when he stopped yeah. taking it. He, uh, he, uh, and all I care is about honesty. You could be as right-wing as you want. That's called democracy, okay? Yeah, and I agree. So he introduced anti-corruption bills, and then Ro Khanna and, and AOC agree with him. Yeah, and, right. he, and I loved when he said, I'll give you concessions on, on the, uh, uh, the motion to vacate if you adopt Ro Khanna's uh, uh, reforms. I, and I went on air and I said, that's a great idea. Oh, we got to do it. Okay. <laughs> the and, people want that stuff. Yeah. So, and, and so you remember how I mentioned uh, I come bearing revolution in, in the beginning? This is what I'm Again, talking total about. Bullshit. A revolution where we're not talking about left and right as much anymore now we we did a lot in this and we i'm sure we have to by definition because it's a lot of times left versus right i get it i'm not trying to erase the language etc but while we're fighting on things we actually care about and you saw how much i disagree on certain things oh, yeah, right yeah, and i'm not going to give any ground on that and nobody has to give ground on the right or the left on those issues right but can we also at the same time agree on things where we do a revolution against the establishment. Go fuck yourself. You are establishment. You have no credibility. You are pretending to be Jimmy Dore. You are pretending to be Jimmy Dore. That's what's going on here. Oh, that's weird. I thought I... Is that left? Hold on a second. Here we go. Okay. So, and the best place to start is anti-corruption. So, and I explain this in the book. Is my a guy who ran for Congress had... Half the money left over, 500000 who then solicited, all that's available through FEC records, that shit's public, then proceeded to send emails to all his supporters asking for an additional 15000 to pay his staff, even though he had 500000 left over. He's talking about corruption. What are you kidding me? He's anti-corruption? Hilarious. As much as I, you know, go after Republicans and... I say mean things about them, okay? But, but, but I also explain there's a difference between conservative politicians or Republican politicians and Republican voters. And Republican politicians are 99% corrupt, and the Democrats are about 90% corrupt. I think it's inverted, but okay. we agree on the corrupt. On the, the, let's just do the Venn diagram of 90% or 80% yeah. is corrupt. Yes, totally, okay? So, and the, and the reason that Trump won in 2016, or a huge part of it was, well, there's two main reasons. One, he was, and the establishment gets this wrong. They think he, one of the main reasons is because he's racist, bigoted, et cetera. I think that that, yes, that gets some voters, but that's not why he won, right? He won because he's anti-establishment and the country despises establishment. And Hillary Clinton. Right, and Hillary Clinton is the most establishment figure. They don't despise Hillary Clinton for being Hillary Clinton. They despise her for representing the establishment. Okay. I'd have voted for Bernie. Yeah, I, I was, that's I was, so many people would have voted for Bernie, but you can't get the knuckleheads on cable news to acknowledge reality. That's what I mean. They live in their own bubble. And to me, that bubble is just as diluted as the Trump supporters who think the election was stolen. Those guys are like, no, politicians but, take money just because they care about the general welfare. Oh, come on. But, but, but as you that's pointed a out, lunatic theory, Bernie, Bernie, uh, uh, I'll say this, generally speaking to them, Bernie was worse than Trump. Definitely. Because like I said earlier, Bernie would have changed the system. But and Bernie shit. would have stuck up for the average guy. They hate anyone it's, who sticks it's, up it's for not, the average guy. It's not guy. just that. You, 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 know, you could make the argument that they more feared Trump for certain reasons, but Bernie took the party from them if he won. If Bernie won, he became the Democrat leader. And so their attitude is like, let, let Trump win so we can keep control of the Democratic Party. 
and we don't allow outsiders to take us over, we may lose for four years in the White House, but we retain our cabal. Plus, we'll get corporate tax cuts. So it was yeah. like, and, <laughs> and plus we'll get good ratings. Take what you can get from Right, Trump. because Trump's entertaining, we'll also get good ratings. So the corporate media thought it was a win-win-win for them. It's just that when Trump started doing things just on his own behalf instead of on behalf of everyone else, the, the, the corporate elitist crowd, right, that's when they turned on Trump. But again, I, if Trump had done that for to stick up to the for the average guy, then I would have liked him. But he didn't. He only did it for his own benefit. Who, so then that gets back to the question of if it was just Trump or Biden, right? And which you know, then I'm I'm definitely going to vote for Biden in that scenario. Oh, why? 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 I told you a hundred bad things about Biden here, right? Because because of the coup attempt. Okay, I'm not. It's totally made the, the made up thing. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to put a guy back in charge of our democracy who already tried to overturn our democracy. Again, totally made up. Who already did a coup attempt against democracy. That is a fascist, and that is a guy I do not trust under any circumstance. Yeah. The Democrats overuse the word fascist. Ron DeSantis is loathsome, but he's not a fascist. He did not try to overturn any democracy. He did not pass laws that make it impossible for democracy to exist. No, Trump, Trump is- Trump didn't pass any laws to make it impossible for democracy to exist. You're just out of your mind only person who had a fake elector scheme that tried to execute a coup and i would never ever take that risk and besides which that guy betrayed our country there's no way in the world you should ever vote yeah. for him well, so so here's here's a big Fuck challenge you bitch i'm a, a, a tradition i grew up in chicago traditionally liberal pro-choice pro-progressive tax a whole bunch of these things that used to be associated with democrats safe legal rare etc and uh the majority of people who watch our show are middle of the road moderate types mm -hmm. many of them switched to donald trump and the, the reason uh, the reason greatly is for a, for the average person who doesn't have time to pay attention or lives in an uh, in an area that's split 50 50 you've got uh what is viewed as unreasonable cultural positions from the left and young people and then you've got who's who's right when it comes to did donald trump try to steal the election or did joe biden and i understand your position and then I, I, I hear an inversion from the right. And of course, you'll assert you're correct. Of course, incite your facts. They'll do something similar. And of course, there is an objective truth. But for people who are in the middle, they're just like, man, I just I hear two sides bickering. Now, I, again, I understand there's an objective truth, but I don't I don't see you being able to cut through to the person who is like, I don't want to hear the fighting. What ends up happening with Trump is you get this fervent. I will fire everybody revenge. I'm, I, I love that. You get no new wars. I hate that. That he's going to fire everybody? I think it's. I think it's good. No, it's terrible because he's not firing the corporatist. He's firing like bureaucrats that are yeah. doing important jobs. Ah. No, no, I know right wing. You think like there should be right no wing. government, but there is. I, I guy, think there should be government. government. It's. It, and, and, I'm but for we government. Need honest government. Not, I agree. The problem is not that the government exists. The problem is that this government has become corrupted. Shouldn't we get rid of the corruption? The way you get, get rid of the corruption is you get rid of the corrupt politicians who are taking money from corporations. And if you showed me, hey, here's a guy who's a government bureaucrat, but he's following money to corporations in a way that is wrong, then of course fire that guy. But if you come in and you blanket fire everybody in the Department of Education, Department of Energy. Department of this and that and then you find out oh Department of Energy runs the nukes oh no we don't have staff to run the nukes and we need what staff bullshit. to run the nukes well, so here's how I see it uh, I agree with you on the corruption I think bureaucrats are part of that corruption they're I, not they're just bureaucrats they but, barely but, make any money but it's it's not about the money it's about the, 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 ex, the continual I think government is a good thing I'm not an anarchist mm -hmm. I'm very libertarian leaning in a lot of ways but I, do, I get in arguments with a lot of libertarians all the time I think these positions don't make a lot of sense 
But the issue is we need, let's just call it an audit then. Let's say, oh, let, I would vote for an audit so quick. But like not just financial, but a uh, 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 staffing audit. Yeah, it, but you, so but that's that goes to the core of the problem. Like if you had, if you gave me an honest person that's doing a staffing audit, I, I think we should audit the Fed. I think the Pentagon never passes an audit. It's they they say, oh, we can't find four hundred billion dollars. Well, then you're then I'm going to cut your budget by four hundred billion dollars because apparently you can't find it. I'm not going to give you <laughs> money that you then later. Oh, honey, I'm sorry, I forgot where I put four hundred billion dollars. Right. So that and by the way, you want to talk about corruption and bureaucrats? Actually, the number one cause for concern other than politicians themselves that get corporate contributions are the generals because the generals almost all get hired by defense contractors yep, after yep. they retire so they literally have millions of dollars on the line and they know they're all if they play ball they're going to get rich and they're going to have a house in mclean or fairfax virginia it's not going to be a house it's going to be a mansion and then NBC is going to bring them on and goes, oh, Revere General blank, blank, blank says, well, we need to attack Iran right away. And then they don't explain. I mean, how does Lindsey Graham get reelected? Uh, Call, calling, calling for bombing of Iran without evidence. Yeah. It's insane the good me. people of South Carolina have to stop listening to their Republican overlords. And by that, I don't mean don't be a Republican. I mean, but you do propaganda for the Democrat overlords. Stop listening to the overlords, okay? So if Donald Trump or the local Republican dudes tell you that you should vote for Lindsey Graham, don't believe them. Actually, look at Lindsey Graham's record. Here, here, here's Lindsey a, here. Graham's the biggest warmonger in America. Here, here's what I think. I'll give you an analogy. Uh, the establishment, the military-industrial complex, the massive multinational corporations, their cronies within government, I think the government mostly are working as employees for these individuals. They, they, they give them loans. Uh, to us, we are but chickens in a coop. And yeah. so they look at what we produce and what they can take from us. And you and I are pretty big roosters in that coop. But the one thing they really wouldn't like is if all the chickens and roosters got together and just jumped the fence. That's exactly what I'm proposing. And so they, they like having the chickens, you know, peck yeah. at each other and stuff like this. So figuring out how we can, instead of arguing, like, in, instead of arguing on the cultural issues, which I think are important and, of course, make up a huge portion of both of our shows, uh, I'm inspired by Matt Gates and Ro Khanna yes. and, and even AOC when she teamed up when they were trying to get that no more stock trading. Yep. If we can get that stuff done, we can argue all day and night about any of the books that are in schools. I, I, the first and foremost is you mentioned it about Matt Gates. He stops taking corporate PAC money. He becomes honest. Imagine if we did that to every single member of Congress. Bingo. Now you have it. I've never agreed uh, more. But, okay. I, uh, but I, I agree so, with you on Citizens United. The idea that you have super PACs where they can just say $100 million goes into their campaign. Wink, wink. We're not coordinating, but we know they are. 100% coordinating. They're it, such liars. Right. It turns it into, you, you, look, the right is, 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 is livid at Pfizer. The left is living at Monsanto, and everybody hates the military-industrial complex, and they are who buy the politicians through super PACs, 100 which, which basically right. violates what the intention of campaign contribution limits were supposed to be. So that, see, that's what I'm talking about. If we unite on that, and the reality is that 90% of the country agrees with me and you on this issue, okay? So the only people who don't agree are the people that are part of the corporate infrastructure, right? Yep. So the guys taking the corporate PAC money are the politicians. But remember, where does that money go eventually? It goes into, why do the politicians need all that money? Because they need to run ads to trick you into voting for them. So to trick the good people of South Carolina who do not want war, 
but they have they want them to like Lindsey Graham that's going to start more wars. So Lindsey Graham has to buy a lot of ads that lie to the people in South Carolina about his positions. Now, where do the ads go? Oh, right. The money goes into mainstream media. So last cycle, they spent $17 billion in ads. So that's 17 billion reasons for mainstream media to lie to you and to pretend it's not corruption. And you are mainstream media. Because they're the biggest benefactors of that corruption. I got a conspiracy theory for you. I think that if <clears throat> you and I and a bunch of other commentators said something like, let's, let's stop focusing so heavily on the culture war issues. Obviously, people are passionate about it for reasons and focus on these reforms. You'd be demonetized on YouTube overnight. You're, no, you, you don't, no, I you, wouldn't. You don't think so? No. Uh, be, first of all, I know so because I've been saying that we should get money out of politics for a dozen years now. I formed Wolfpack to get money out of politics, wolf-pack.com. It's totally bipartisan. Republicans, go join Wolfpack. They'd love to have you. They want a real election reform. None of your Republican politicians are actually giving you election reform. Tell Wolfpack them, actually does. Tell them more Matt Gaetzes. Yeah, more Matt Gaetzes, more Rokanas, okay? <laughs> And so, so, um, and uh, in I also formed Justice Democrats, and our one rule in Justice Democrats, there was no litmus test on policy. There's only one rule. You're not allowed to take corporate PAC money. And so- Again, Ro Khanna, they skirted around this by, um, I, I remember uh, Zach Haller back in the day uh, wrote articles completely breaking down how this is a lie because they just had- a bunch of people give smaller donations, but it uh, ultimately uh, he took a ton of money from the tech sector. So this is again bullshit. So as much as you might, you know, if you're right wing, you might hate AOC or Rashida Tlaib or whoever, right? But at least those guys, they never suck up to corporations. I don't give a fucking shit. They're lunatic commies. Fuck them. And they're and then they're loud. But they're honest. They're might, not honest at all. They're terrible. I disagree with them on cultural issues, and I might disagree with Matt Gates on cultural issues, you but know, they are honestly fighting against corporate power. No, they're not. This is total gay op propaganda. You know, when it comes to Israel-Palestine, I think there's probably a position the majority of the left and the right would agree on, and that's we shouldn't be funding it or be involved. Yeah, the great majority of American people would agree, and almost no one in Washington would agree. Right. And they're trying to uh, kick Rashida Tlaib out of town because they're like, oh, we have to spend more money to get Israel. How dare Rashida Tlaib disagree? But right? I'm, I'm, I, that, that, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm thinking about Rashida Tlaib and, and what everyone's upset about, her, her stance and the statements she's made. And, I'm, and my attitude is, you know, we keep having these, we have these people on the show that have what I call Israel-Palestine derangement syndrome, where my attitude is just, look, man, I'm America. Right. I'm an American citizen. I don't know about generational conflict over there. I don't want anyone dying. I don't want civilians dying. I don't want kids dying. Ain't nobody's talking about Myanmar or Burma, whatever you want to call it, which is another generational conflict, 1948. And so what if we all agreed we just shouldn't be involved anymore? We shouldn't send our warships. We shouldn't send funding. I think neo neocons and neolibs would start freaking out, panicking. Yeah. And then the average Trump supporter and the average progressive is going to be like, agreed. Yeah. Like, let's not argue about the conflict of the region. Let's argue about why we're spending money on it. Yeah. So let me make some distinctions. Uh, but overall, uh, I agree a lot with that. So uh, first of all, and then I'm going to come back to the Republican. They could win easily. Yes, uh, but meanwhile, jankforamerica.com. Um, so in, in terms of Israel-Palestine, um, so 
we send more money to Israel than any other country, but I don't. I'm not really sure what we get out of it, right? And and Holy Israel War? and Israel is um, already pretty wealthy country in the context of all the countries in the world. Like they're in the upper echelon. So it's like, why are we sending money to a country that's already wealthy? It's not like they need because the they're our parents, and we must obey them. Charity, otherwise like, you're an anti-Semite. Hey, you know what? There's a terrible drought in Botswana. We send money. Okay, we're humanitarian. We're the good guys. God bless. But it's not like Israel needs that. They well, they're already incredibly wealthy. They're not the wealthiest country at all, but they're they're in the you know upper quarter, upper ten percent, etc. So they we don't. What's here, the here, point? Here's here's the simple yet complex answer, and there's the conspiracy answer. But the simple complex one is, simply put, the U.S. wants to go to with it, go to war with Iran. So this is really interesting. Um, it, but it, it, at at his core, Chank Uger is an establishment sheepdogger, and so this whole idea of uniting uh, is just to, just to bring people into the Democratic Party and have them ultimately vote for Biden or whoever the establishment candidate is. That is ultimately what this visit is about, it seems. This is really fascinating. And we need as many strategic locations as possible in the Middle East. So, of course, we're going to be, yeah. with, with Israel being as powerful as they are, uh, why do we want to go to war with Iran? has a lot to do with oil and energy, which is why we surrounded Iran with Afghanistan and Iraq. Look at a map. We invaded two countries to surround Iran. John Bolton said under Trump, we will be celebrating in Tehran in next year. He didn't get that. And then you look at the Qatar-Turkey pipeline. The U.S. and, US and Western interests wanted a pipeline from uh, uh, Qatar through Turkey and Syria into Europe to compete with Russia. A lot about energy and economic expansion. And so this results in massive conflict in the Middle East where we say we want control of Iran. There's a strong reason for the U.S. in that capacity to to defend and fund and secure Israel. And then my favorite, which has just popped up more recently, is the more conspiratorial answer. And it's that Jewish people and Christians believe the holy war is coming and they want to make it happen so that the Messiah returns. And I, I kid you, I, I, I know it's very religious, but there are a lot of people tweeting this out. Oh, there, yeah. A video of politicians in Congress, both Democrat and Republican, saying we will defend this blessed land and things like this. Yeah. Let me go one by one. So first of all, Jewish people don't want Armageddon or any of that of stuff. You have to leave them out of that equation completely. In fact, in that cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs scenario that the evangelical Christians believe, almost all the Jews die. So there's no way the Jews are in favor of that. The Israel's not in favor of that. But does Netanyahu use our uh, religious nuts in this country for his own benefit? Yes. Did Ariel Sharon? Yes. Okay. And he, when asked, Sharon would say, of course, I don't agree with them, but if the schmucks are going to send me money, I'm not going to disagree, okay? I'm going to take their money. So the evangelical Christians, yes, it's not all Christians, it's not all right-wing, it's not all white people, All let me give those standard, but important caveats. But there is a percentage of the country that thinks, hey, the end times require Israel to exist, for the Al-Aqsa Mosque to be destroyed, yep. for Israel to control the West Bank and Gaza, and then praise Jesus, he returns and murders everyone. And only the true believers are sucked up in a giant vacuum into heaven, and everyone is killed in a bloody slaughter like no one's ever seen before. And we rejoice, and we look down from heaven at all of you lying in blood with your babies and grandmothers murdered all over the world. And you mean go like the babies and grandmothers that you wanted to kick out of the ICU for being unvaccinated? How about that? Oh, yes! Praise the Lord! Like, what's the difference? You, you argued people should be kicked out of ICUs 
for being unvaccinated, and then these people think these people will be killed. I mean, you're no, you're, you're no better. Well, you guys are sick. That's a sick <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to happen. You're cuckoo for cocoa puffs. But that's, and that's by the, the way, in that scenario, in that scenario, Israel gets obliterated, and and it's almost all war. the Jews die. Okay, so no one in their right mind should be rooting for that. It saddens me that a significant percentage of this country is mentally ill and believes those kind of uh, apocalyptic revelations that no one actually said jesus never said it it's totally made up by uh, con men uh, american preachers who just wanted to rob you blind the last person on earth you should trust is a preacher and that that is true of all the religions not just christianity so imams coming around telling you how holy they are and then they go oh give us take a suicide vest no you first dick and then <laughs> and then we'll talk about it right well let's let, let's talk about the republican so Unless you wanted to wrap that up. Yeah. So, but back to just but to wrap up Israel. Look, right now there's a slaughter going on in Gaza, and it's mass relocation. Three times as many civilians killed uh, in in Palestine. Those civilians' lives matter too, and they have to end the occupation. It is it is immoral. It is wrong, and America should never spend money backing an occupation. It is morally wrong, no matter who does it under what circumstances. Uh, I want Israel to be a peaceful country that we all love and cherish and visit and, a, and, and to have a safe environment, okay? But you don't get to safety through war, you get to safety through peace. And so the great example is actually right there in the same region. Everybody said, oh, you can't make peace with the Arabs and the Muslims. Why? Honestly, pure racism and bigotry. Muslims are just uh, naturally violent and savages, etc. Except what a load of crap. Israel made peace with who? Egypt. And yeah. Egypt at the time was not only their top enemy, but they were the leaders of the Arab countries that attacked Israel a couple of times. And after that peace deal, what happened? No one got killed between the Egyptians and the Israelis. No one, had, we didn't have war. We had peace. Israel. And it turned out great for Israel and it turned out good for Egypt. They gave back Sinai. And they gave back Sinai, okay? So that's how you do a peace deal. You could do that deal right now with the Palestinians. 1967 borders, build the biggest walls you've ever seen. And just like Egypt, everyone will say, oh, they're Muslims, they won't listen. They're savages, right? And then what happened? You were wrong. The Egyptians did listen. And so will the Palestinians because they're tired of being murdered and they're tired of being occupied. And, and Tim, you can't, when you have a situation like the occupation, the extremists always win. But when you have a democracy, moderates have a shot at winning and then creating more moderates and more stability and more peace. We have to be going towards peace instead of war. I, I agree. Uh, a lot of civilians dying in each and every one is a horrifying tragedy. And, and uh, you know, people get mad at the term collateral damage because they take take offense to it because it's, they feel that it downplays civilian death. I, I just think collateral damage defines when when actions are being taken in war that kill civilians. And that's it's it's wrong and it's to stop my my big thing is like hey look i hear everything you're saying i think the u.s should not be involved uh no no but i'm not disagreeing with that right so, but so that, that's, that's the, all but I the can bottom say line is. is all that is important and those things are relevant in this conversation 
But I actually agree that the most relevant thing is the money. It's almost yeah. always the money. And don't go into crazy conspiracy theories about Jews and stuff like that. I'm not no, saying right. you. I'm saying the uh, People anyone online in the are audience. posting this thinking yeah. that the end of days are coming. And yeah, this. not the end of days, not Jews control the world, all that nonsense, okay? If they control the world, why didn't they get us to attack Iran already? Netanyahu is desperate to attack Iran, right? Oh, yeah. So they obviously don't control the world. That's not how it works. Yeah, that's the litmus test. And of course, as we know, it's the Irish that control the world, according to Cenk. Or at least the media. The Irish control the media, according to Cenk. Very unsophisticated way of thinking about it. But you know who does control America, which then controls a big part of the world, is donors. And the defense contractors are much, much larger donors than any ethnic group, any racial group, any religious group, etc. For a while, uh, they were all run by women, too. Remember that? It was like a big progressive yeah, victory. Yeah, the war machine is Yeah, the now. war machine <laughs> putting on a progressive face is hilarious, right? Like, oh, no, okay, we got a black woman to declare that war. Oh, well, that makes it so much better. Okay. No, it doesn't make it any better. And to your point... That theory about how they wanted to attack, the neocons wanted to attack all the Middle Eastern countries, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's just a fact. And, and General Wesley Clark, who was the head of the uh, Allied Forces uh, back in the day, was uh, Supreme Commander of Allied Forces. He said right, seven right after 9-11, there was seven countries yeah. that they wanted to attack. The neocons have published those in the past, even before we got attacked on 9-11, that they wanted to attack those seven countries. And their prize, their cherished prize, is Iran. So yep. why do they want to attack Iran so badly? Number one, Iran doesn't have nukes. If you attack Russia or China, the defense contractors also live in L.A. and Washington, and they might get nuked, and they don't want that. So they pick on countries that don't have nukes and pretend they're going to have nukes, and they use that as an excuse. And is it just to make money for defense contractors? Well, that's a huge part of it, but that's not all. When you do a war in the Middle East, oil prices spike you'll be paying five bucks more per gallon yep and the oil companies will make trillions of dollars and this means your sandwiches cost more it means your yes. coca-cola costs more yes everything we all rent. get screwed yep. we all get screwed and the guys at the top profit off of the deaths and and the and the oppression of the American. Like, how are you any different if you are one of the key people on youtube doing propaganda for some of those people like joe biden you're, I know you're pretending to run against Joe Biden, but ultimately you do the anti-Trump propaganda that is pro-Biden, and you're going to argue for people to vote for Joe Biden. American people, let alone the civilians that so live you're in... you're not remotely anti-war. You're not remotely anti-war. And, and what people need to understand is the cost of goods to the ultra-wealthy doesn't matter. What matters is how yes. much of the goods they control. Yes, so that's right. When you've got billions of dollars in stocks or assets, you're not thinking about the cost of milk. You don't, nope. They don't care about the cost of gas at all. Nope. It could it's be. It's a drop in the bucket to them. But their stock market portfolio going up when defense contractor and oil contractor prices Control. go up makes so, a giant difference. What, what, what we're really talking about in the, in the minds of the ultra, uh, the, the warmongers, the elites is it's, it's kind of like we'll force you to sell everything you own, buy it for pennies on the dollar, and then charge you 10 times more for it when you need it. Well, so we Tim, control more of the resources and more of your life and take from you. So I'll give you another example of that, because this is how corporate rule is crushing us all. We're like all in that trash compactor in Star Wars, and the walls are closing in on us, right? And that's why the right wing is so mad, and that's why I'm, I'm so mad at Trump and Steve Bannon misdirecting that anger toward their own benefit and making it racial and religious instead of focusing on, no, get the people in power. It's about the money. But Bannon okay? agrees with you. Yeah, Bannon's full of crap. Okay, so it, then he says, oh, help me build a wall and then takes the money and 
runs away. Anyways, there's long stories about Bannon and Trump. Well, well, but, here, here, but, Trump but Bannon notices the same thing you and I notice. And let's put aside whether he's honest about it or not, okay? Because it's not important to the conversation. What's important is that the people in power here are, are squeezing us in so many different ways. And here's a really interesting example. In real estate, what the private equity guys realized, uh, this happened about a decade ago, is, hey, wait a minute. The average American, the main source of wealth for them is what? Their houses, yep. right? That is by far the number one way to accumulate wealth in this country. Like, oh, wait a minute. If that's true, why don't we buy the houses and squeeze out the average American? Oh, wait a minute. That'll give us a double win because then we'll charge them rent. And then there's... And then they can't get off of us oh, oh, because yep. now they're addicted because they're not accumulating wealth. They're paying us rent. We're using them, the rent to pay the mortgage so the real estate costs us nothing. There's no way in the world they weren't going to go and buy all the real estate in America. And that's what they're doing methodically now. These, and, is, and that creates more homelessness. That creates, creates higher home prices. It creates higher rent. And you're wondering, why can't I pay the rent? What happened? You, you know about, Corporate America happened. You know about uh, BlackRock, I believe it is, right? BlackRock, yeah. And so what we, what we were hearing a lot of is people saying, you know, young, young millennial couple having their first kid, want to buy their first home. Find a house that's two hundred thousand dollars. Put in an offer. They get a call back from the agent. BlackRock put in at two thirty. Can yeah. you compete with that? And they're like, No, this house isn't worth two thirty. They don't care. They want to own it. Yeah. And so those private equity guys, they actually run the world. And I, I know, and I've, their, their board members and their executives are crystal clear. They're on their websites. And don't go harass them. That's not the right way to do it. You change the system, right? But if you look there, you'll see. They're every kind of race. They're every kind of religion. They got black folks, white folks, Jews, Muslims, <laughs> very Christians. Very diverse ripping they're off. Very, they're very diverse in ripping us off. <laughs> so don't, you, race and religion are a misdirection. When you say, hey, let's power down on the culture wars, you're exactly right. Because the people up top are using the culture wars to rip us apart so we can't unite to fight back on the actual power and money issues. Have, have you seen, there's a, there's a comic of uh, a guy sitting in his office outside the window is a bunch of people holding up signs saying we are the 99%. And the guy in the office is on the phone says, introduce identity politics. Yeah, that is exactly right. And look, to be honest, and again, right wings don't catch feelings, but the original identity politics was a Southern strategy. And that's what Nixon did to, once the Democrats voted for the Dixiecrats that were the original racists in the South and opposed the Republicans because they were the party of Lincoln, okay? Once they, Lyndon Johnson browbeat them into voting for the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, Nixon and Pat Buchanan, and Pat Buchanan said this to me on MSNBC, okay, executed the strategy of let's go get those Southern voters. Now, the part they leave out is the Southern voters who don't want integration. They wanted segregation. Now, that's back then. It's not on you today. Don't take it personally, okay? But that launched identity <clears throat> politics. And well, then the Democrats jumped in with two feet. And they're like, total bullshit. Like, right. okay, I like this identity politics. Because that means if I am X, Y, or Z, name the, the group, right? Then I am owed something, okay? No, but wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. What do you mean? Like, Ben Carson's black. He's not owed anything. What do you, like, I'm not going to make Ben Carson the Democratic president just because he's black. So why would I take a, your corporate stooge who happens to be black and say, oh, okay, then good enough just because they're black. It's a trick. Yep. And, and so when you say Jim Clyburn, who's one of the most corrupt members of Congress, 
is corrupt because he takes all this corporate donations and he serves those guys, they go, how dare you, Jim Clyburn, as a respected elder African-American fighting for civil rights. You look into his record, he actually didn't, almost did nothing on civil rights. He's just a corporate dude who happens to be black, right? And they use it as an excuse you're not allowed to attack these people. They won't call you sexist and racist. I mean, they even right. did it to Bernie. They even called Bernie anti-Semitic, <laughs> okay. even though he's Jewish. Okay. Very Jewish. And Again, you've done this shit a million times. So there is nothing that they won't stoop to, and it's a cudgel and a weapon that mainstream media and corporate- you use all the time. Politicians use- You are pretending to be different. To distract this us- This is not gonna work us to get us to fight each other instead of focusing on money and power Jennifer i mean it, it, again this is like an arsonist talking about how you know guys i'm beginning to think fire is uh, is something that could be used for bad purposes uh if you better be careful you're gonna burn that house down just ridiculous ridiculous america.com so who's the republican who can win um well it does depend on one thing which is me winning my court case okay oh i see but you bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> okay, fuck. hear me All out. Right. Hear me out. Hear me out. What are you kidding so me? So Arnold is not, doesn't agree with this election is stolen. Arnold's not a Trump guy, okay. He also but doesn't believe in he is, freedom. He is very explicitly anti-freedom. The Republican in two very important ways that today would resonate. And I and I wish that, it, that a Democrat would do it instead, okay? But one, since he's already rich and he loves this country he hates corruption and he speaks out against corruption okay boom you're gonna win already okay you're a non-objectionable republican against corruption you're gonna win in a landslide if you ask me okay but hold on it gets better. arnold schwarzenegger would have zero shot against trump better for you guys he's also hates the crime that has risen in places like california and in the big cities like new york chicago etc right you take a non-objectionable Republican who is not a corporate stooge, who's against corruption and against crime, that brother wins in a landslide. Okay. Zero chance. Now, that's that. I think that's a stone cold reality. I don't know. I don't want a Republican to win, but I'm telling you the reality of my political analysis. Bigger picture. Your political analysis is retarded. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have no shot against Trump. Sure. Perhaps you're correct. Smaller picture that he said, "Screw your freedom." Do you remember that? That mm. was that was bad for him. During, uh, yeah, yeah, COVID. no, no, no. The Trump people would swarm him. I get it. Oh yeah, but, it's only Trump people that like freedom. Like Mike Pence isn't going to beat Donald Trump. Okay? Oh, of course, of course, right? Nikki Haley isn't going to beat Donald Trump. But Arnold, Ron DeSantis is not going to beat Donald. No, Trump. no, Ron DeSantis. None of those guys are. But Arnold could fight back. Zero okay? chance. Okay. And Arnold has a credibility of not being inside the system. And so they'll say to him, oh, yeah, you said this and it hurt our feelings. And you said that and it hurt our feelings. And then Arnold will say, yeah, I'm going to say more things that hurt your feelings. Oh, the, but oh so you're going, he's going to double down on screw your freedom? Oh, yeah, he's, he, he's going to win. You're an idiot. At the end of the day, I'm going to get rid of corruption. I'm going to get rid of crime. He'll... he'll Look, I, I'm going to stop talking about it because I want a Democrat <laughs> to win. Okay, but well, so let's let's. I guess the we, we went we went about a half an hour over. It's cool though because this has been fantastic. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. I know yeah, it was great, it's, and it's I'm just like, great, well, we yeah. talked as long as we want. But yeah. I, but I guess we'll we'll wind down with the final thoughts. Is coming to your court case. What's what what is your plan? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're uh, where do you start the suit? Do you go straight to the Supreme Court? No, no, you can't. You got to go through a process. So so first thing is you apply uh, to get on the ballots, and 
Uh, and you, Which is we hilarious, know the... by the way. His Nevada one is hilarious. I don't see how they possibly let him on the ballot. I guess that's the point. They reject it, and he goes to court. He's like crossing stuff out and changing the rules on it with pen. Hilarious. The great majority of the states are going to reject this in the beginning. That's part of the process, right? Because they say you have to be natural born. In the form, you cross that out and say naturalized because our argument is that the Constitution has been amended yeah. and that your form is wrong. Right, so I'm not going to sign and say I'm a natural born citizen when I'm not, and so I have to change the form. Then they go, okay, well you change the form, so we're going to reject you. Okay, then you go to the next layer, and in the case of New Hampshire, for example, there's something called a law ballot commission. So likely very soon, maybe as early as next week, I will go and make an argument to them, and I will make an argument that the FEC has already ruled that naturalized citizens can run for president. Whether they can actually be president, serve as president, is a matter for the courts to decide. Interesting. But the FEC says you should let them run. So, one, we're going to make an FEC argument. Number two, we're going to make a 14th Amendment argument. Number three, in the state of New Hampshire, it's all about letting the voters decide. So if the courts are going to decide the legal issue, why are you blocking the voters? I would love if somehow he could get on the ballot, like for the first thing in New Hampshire, and just get decimated. That would be hilarious. From having their say. And by the way, Biden is not on the New Hampshire ballot. I could win New Hampshire. I would love, I, I hope he gets on the New Hampshire ballot. I want to see him get fucking destroyed. It will be hilarious. Okay, and that could be, an amazing phenomenon. Imagine this anti-war, anti-corruption camp. Zero chance. I have a better chance of making the Lakers roster, which is zero. Candidate shocks the world and wins New Hampshire. Okay. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, we're in a super this interesting. This is a total financial grift. Conversation. Let the courts do what they're going to do, but do not block me from getting on the ballot because then you're blocking the voters. And the voters get a say in this. Right. He only wants Republican voters to be blocked uh, from voting for Donald Trump. And so when and if the next step in the process is also rejected, then we file in court and it goes up to district court, circuit court and Supreme Court. The simple argument that Trump supporters should make is you'd split the support from Biden with the progressives. And so why not? Uh, I mean, my website, your, you're, you're at least running for it. Yeah, I mean, my website's called BidenIsGoingToLose.com, <laughs> okay? So, like I said, give a dollar there if uh, just as a protest, right? Let the guy uh, go on the ballot. Protest of what? You you can't run. Let's let the courts decide if he's eligible or not. And because it's elections, the courts expedite. And so they will decide before you get to vote. But so the guys, the bureaucrats doing the ballot forms shouldn't be deciding. The courts and the voters should be deciding. I think I think people on the right, uh, well, I think everybody in this country should have this conversation right now. I brought up early on. Who would they rather have? Jen uh, Huger for president or a, a, a person that was born in California through birth tourism who was raised in Beijing as a loyal CCP member. But be, by being born on this on this soil of the United States, they can run for president. I think every I mean, what's the difference between the two, really? What would the difference be? Everyone's going to be like, oh, man, like a lot of conservatives say neither. But I'm saying if you had to choose, you'd realize you're better off with someone who was raised in this if, country. If I have to choose, I'm flipping a coin. I don't fucking care because it's going to be the same. Both anti-American. Who uh, believes in this country, even if you disagree on their politics, over someone who was literally raised entirely somewhere different. Which brings up a really interesting question of 
I, I, I see what you're saying with your argument with the 14th Amendment. If, if the argument then is to go in the entire other direction, which is to remove birthright citizenship, meaning you have to be born of American parents, well, then all you're doing is separating it by generation. Then you'll get someone who was born through birth tourism, who goes, is raised in China and then has a kid. And that kid's never been in the United States, but they now have the right to be president. Something is broken there. And I'm not saying that you are correct completely. I'm saying these, this situation I've brought up needs to be answered by the American people and the courts as to how we address it because exactly it right. exists. Tim, that's exactly right. So that's why when people say like, oh, you're doing an illegitimate run. No, guys, if someone doesn't run, that injustice can never be addressed by the court. You And, and it can never be addressed by the, the justices. By the way, I'm not like there's 25 million naturalized citizens. So and tons of them are Republicans, tons of them are right wingers, especially for immigrants that come in hard work, family values. A lot of them have conservative traditions, backgrounds, etc. And we're saying, like you said, someone who was born here but never lived here can become president. But those Americans who chose to be Americans, who yeah. love America and came here because they love America, shouldn't be allowed to run. That is not a bureaucrat decision. That is a courts and voters decision. A question for many on the right, too, would be, who would you rather have as president, Joe Biden or Dinesh D'Souza? Mm -hmm. And everyone's going to be, but we love Dinesh, but he's not born here, but then you get Biden. So I'm not, uh, I, I'm not coming here to give a moral position that I think we should change it or that you're right. I think these questions should be uh, talked about. Uh, people should have the conversation and explain why it is they believe it should remain or be amended as such. But I, I do think that there is a very important question, as, as many on the right have, have, are concerned about birth tourism in the United States. Well, now you're creating th that. That is a path towards abs people who are absolutely loyal to other countries coming in here and asserting the right to be president. When there are people who are not born here, who many on the right would absolutely agree are much better candidates. Look, we haven't said the one name, and I'm afraid of saying it <laughs> because I don't want people thinking that I agree with this guy or I want this guy to run. Okay. But there's another naturalized citizen whose name is Elon Musk. Okay. So I don't know about Elon for president. No, no, I don't want him. I don't want him as president. I don't want it, et cetera. So but my guess is it's that a lot of people would say, why can't Elon run? What do we think? Elon's actually secretly loyal to South Africa and gonna turn us over to the South Africans? Is Arnold after all these years gonna somehow turn us over to the Austrian Empire? Like, this is absurd. It's totally, utterly absurd. It, let alone all of us on the left that are naturalized citizens we, and members of Congress, etc. This will change when we run into a, uh, a, a, you know, someone raised in China, never spent any time in the United States, announces they're running for president. You're going to see a lot of people be like, well, hold on. That's not what we meant. It's like, well, no, they're following the rules. So again, I mean, I think we have to have a conversation about what our intention is with uh, the Constitution as it is written. Ultimately, it, I think it's going to require, I think you make an interesting argument. The 14th Amendment has already stated, naturalized, has those rights. The purpose of the 14th uh, was basically at the end of slavery to say, we, this country must recognize all of these individuals have the same rights as everybody else. So, but again, I'm not here to, 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 to answer this for everybody, but I certainly think someone's going to have to have that conversation soon. Yeah, but, so last thing on that, Tim, uh, is... Think about why they put naturalized in the 14th Amendment. So for the people saying it's in the Constitution, the 14th Amendment is also in the Constitution and the amendments uh, win because they're amending the original Constitution. But why did they put the word naturalized in there? Because the slaves were not natural born citizens. 
And no one thinks that after the 14th Amendment, the slaves couldn't run for president. That's absurd. Of course they could. Why? Because the 14th Amendment. Yeah. Right? And they didn't have to put naturalized. They put naturalized in there for a reason. So it's actually on the plain meaning, which is how conservative justices are supposed to decide cases, on the plain meaning of the 14th Amendment, it's an open and shut case. So if someone like me never runs, we never get to test it, and we never get to have a firm conclusion on it. The inverse so jankforamerica.com. The inverse could be, like I mentioned, uh, I say China because there's so many people who view them as a very serious threat or adversary, but let's say Russia. The, the, the inverse could be someone who uh, was, was born here of Russian parents on vacation, and within a day of being born, they fly back to Russia. The kid grows up never speaking any English or knowing anything about America, and then one day arrives and says, I was born here, and so I'm going to live here now so I can run for president. You're going to have people being like, wait, wait hold on a minute. But uh, uh, I, I, will, I will give a final thought on this, too. I'm imagining everybody was hoping that we were going to be screaming at each other the whole time. And, you we know, screamed a little bit, though. We a gave them a little bit. Right, we gave them a little bit. But uh, like, like, this is what I want to tell people. Look, I'm, I'm trying to find solutions. So when it comes to like Israel-Palestine stuff, that's the hot issue right now. And a lot of the time, I'm not concerned with arguing about moral positions I don't know enough about. I'm interested in what can we do to solve these problems and move forward. One of the things that we do uh, that, that we're working on is cast brew coffee in our coffee house. Why? It's not about me writing a bunch of books and putting these books in schools and countering a narrative or a, it's about creating physical spaces where people can come together and talk to each other because this is what I think helps repair the damage in this country. We used to have people gathering at churches. They used to gather community centers. Now they're So uh, you can disagree with this. Uh, I might be wrong, but my position is if you have any spaces like that, if you do not gatekeep the commies out, they're going to take over, infect and destroy whatever it is you have. That is what happens. Um, what's the solution to that? Well, those aren't very easy, but the solution is to keep the commies out. Um, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. But that seems to be what happens every time. They're all online and they're all isolated from their neighbors. So I'm like, instead of just, look, we can argue all day and night. There's a lot of things we really do disagree on. But if we're going to fix the problems, we need to prioritize what we can solve. We had Max Blumenthal on the show. He made the same point. If everybody on the right and everyone on the left, not everybody, but the majority, say, hey, let's stop funding these foreign wars. How come we can't just solve that problem right now and then go back to arguing after that? And that's what, I'm, that's what I think we should be doing. So, the, and, and look, at some point, whether it's me, Arnold, or anyone else, it doesn't matter, the, we have to break through. And we have to get on in a way that mainstream media cannot deny us. So, and making the- But again, you are mainstream media. You are mainstream media. These powerful cases in front of the entire country. And, and at that point- People will rally, okay? But we need we need small leaders. We need large leaders. We need you doing what you're doing. I mean, again, it's amazing the similarity here, given our differences on other topics. But we have two strong coffee. Uh, and, oh, cool. Yeah. And so I don't give out the URLs to that or to the book or anything like that because I'm running for president. I don't want people thinking that it's about anything else, yeah. right? But but my point is we're doing coffee too. It's kind of, that's a funny coincidence. But the main thing is on Young Turks, especially in the bonus episodes for our. This is a grift bukkake on both sides. Members, what we keep telling them is go out in the real world and and meet people, start having conversations, take a little bit of a risk, right? Hey, look. And 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 start talking to conservative family members. Start re-engaging. We even shot a pilot at TYT of an American family that split and they refused to talk anymore wow. because of politics. 
and we brought them back together. Oh, and we're not- this is such fucking bullshit, man. You're what you're you again. You are the 2023 version of Cantano Habimana from Right Wing Radio. You've now realized that you've burned the whole house down, and now you're like, "Well, guys, we need to come together. We need to have a show of people coming together." Fuck you. Fuck you. We're not trying to split them up. We're trying to bring them back together, and it's an analogy for the American. I guarantee you that show is going to be Democrat propaganda. Family, and what split us apart was media. They got us to fight on culture. What do you mean they? You motherfucker, you. And you're still doing it. You're still doing it. They got us to hate each other. You're still pretending Trump supporters are terrorists. And because they wanted us distracted, because the reality is big business and big government got together and they're taking trillions of dollars of our money from out the back while we're distracted it's just you like know, a heist. Like, you know, in the, in the heist movies, the robbers right. set up a distraction somewhere else, the cops rush there, and then they rob the bank. A lot of people are making the federalist argument. States' rights at the states do what they want. And if the end result is red states say, blue states, do your thing and, and, and live how you want to live, and we'll do our thing, and that results in the only actual uh, federal-level things that get solved will then be the things we all agree on. And then if you want to live in Colorado or Oklahoma because of your stance on abortion, you choose the state that fits you. It may result in us solving a lot of the federal level problems. I don't know if it's the solution, but but I don't know. I guess we can, unless there's anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up and wind down. Yeah, no, just uh, go out there and, and engage. And don't be careful about trusting leaders, whether it's Biden or Trump, right? And mainstream media will tell you, oh, Biden's an angel, Nancy Pelosi. Here's a last example, and then we'll wrap. Okay, like... In the old days, the Republicans told you, trust Mitch McConnell. And, yeah. and, then, and then the uh, Democrats and mainstream media would say, no way, he's taking a billion dollars from corporations. He's evil, right? <laughs> and we all agree, Mitch McConnell's evil, right? But the Republicans would defend him. And then you turn to Nancy Pelosi. She's taking the same exact billion dollars, okay? Yeah. And then corporate media tells you, the Democrats say, she's an angel. But they got Democrats to believe it. Like that when Nancy Pelosi and other corporate Democrats take corporate money... Oh, they're not going to help the, the, those guys. They're just doing it coincidentally. Yeah. No, brothers and sisters, I hate to break your heart because you like these people, right? The Democrats love Pelosi and Biden, and they have like they have this emotional attachment to them. But a billion dollars is a billion dollars, and ExxonMobil and Pfizer don't give you money for your health. They give it to buy you and to bribe you. Well, so yeah. it's the same for Pelosi, the same for McConnell, and I give the right-wing uh, credit here. You guys got onto McConnell and the rest of the phonies before the Democrats have fully figured out that their side has is filled to the room with phonies, too. Yeah. Right on. Uh, it's been a blast, man. Thanks for hanging out. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Tim. I appreciate yeah. it. Jankforamerica.com. We, we didn't get we didn't do a WWE-style screaming match like everybody wanted, but I think this <laughs> is more important, and I, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope we can solve problems uh, and bring people together and I, I want everyone to disagree with everything you've taken, every stance you've had that they disagree with. And I want them to recognize if we can agree on anything and solve those problems, let's get that out of the way. And if that's, I mean, World War III, I think, is a great thing to try and avoid. So uh, anyway, thanks for hanging out, man. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate right it. And for everybody, thanks for hanging out, too. This was fun. We'll see you all next time. All right. So, yeah, that was mostly a ball washing. There was a couple parts that Tim did a good job on, um, but uh, that's been a, that, it was pretty much a ball washing. I will say that um, Chankin and his pivot is being helped by um, a lot of channels. 
And now I think Anna's Pivot is going well. I wish it wasn't. Um, I don't buy either of them. I think they're both horrible people. Um, but um, Anna's is going well. She had a good appearance on the Patrick Bet David show. Now, the difference, though, is Chank's a moron. Anna's not a moron. And Anna, I think, knows what she's doing here. Because Anna, I think, is one of these people that doesn't really be- didn't really believe a lot of the propaganda. She just, she just said it because it would help her career. Um, and so now I think she kind of knows what to say. So she agreed on the Patrick Bet David show with about 80% of what they were all talking about. Um, also, what she's been doing on these shows is she's been um, very cleverly updating some of her positions. So for the first time that I've seen, she made it clear that she was against the tranny surgeries for children on the Patrick Bet David show. Her previous position was um, that they either weren't happening or that it was like gender affirming care. Um, So she's like 80% on the right side of that issue. There's still a little bit of bullshit, but, um, but she didn't really acknowledge like some of the previous shit that she said. Um, and so she's pivoting and the audience ate it up as far as I saw. Um, she did. And I, 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 like, I try to be objective, even with people that I think are disgusting. Um, she gutted Adam over Israel. She destroyed him in front of everybody. And Vinny also uh, was destroying him too. But um, they kind of tag-teamed him. But uh, he, she absolutely spilled his guts in front of everybody. And it was, it was you know, it was like she she did do a good job doing that. Um, like I said, I don't like her at all. But, you know, it is what it is. She destroyed him. And um, I guess he's like the Ian of the show. But, um, and uh, yeah, the, the audience was, was loving her, and uh, so I think her pivot's going well. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't. Chank is uh, a clown and a, and a buffoon, and the vast, vast, vast majority of people know that and understand it. So like I said, you go in the Tim's comment section, most people are absolutely um, just not buying it. Now, I'd like to see, and I bet, I bet Anna will go on the Tim Pool show, and I bet you it will be very similar to this, probably less adversarial. I bet it will be less adversarial than this was. And this was like mild to moderately adversarial for some of it, but most of it was, was not. Um, and then, but I, I bet you, I bet you at least half of Tim Pool's audience will like Anna. Um, I bet you. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, you know, I, I, I was hoping that their pivot would fail. I think Chanks will fail. Chank will be left alone at TYT ultimately to fail. That's what I think will will happen. But I think Anna probably is going to have a podcast or something, and she's probably going to have a sizable audience. That's my guess. I hope I'm wrong. I hope she also absolutely crash and burns. But I think she knows. You know, it's so funny. All these years, she was criticizing Dave Rubin. Now she's doing exactly what Dave Rubin did. You should see her. She went on a whole rant about how Gavin Newsom sucks and how crime's a problem and all this stuff. They, like I said, 80%, she was agreeing with like 80% of what they were saying on the Patrick Pat David show. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it is, uh, it's unfortunate, but this is, uh, this is, this is what's happening. Uh, I would not trust any of these people for any, under any circumstances. Um, I would, uh, uh, the idea of a commie trying to come together on anything, fuck that shit, fuck that noise, not interested at all. So hopefully people don't buy this. Um. And uh, we'll see what happens in the future. 
But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, abject fucking bullshit. Michelle Kincaid says, Think about the chain of events Hillary set into motion. Steel dossier led to FISA abuse, then Russiagate, then Flynn perjury trap, Michael Cohen's office gets raided, Cohen flips, Trump indicted for fraud and bank loan, Trump's popularity grows higher eight years later. Yeah, like, the whole Pied Piper strategy and uh, what Clinton has been trying to do with Trump has backfired. This might be the biggest backfire in political history. Um, Hillary Clinton has helped turn Donald Trump into, into the biggest political martyr ever. Almost ever. Maybe like JFK. I mean, I don't know if he'll surpass JFK. Well, I guess it depends how this ends. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. A total backfire. Um, all right, let's have a look here. We have uh, breaking news from PF. says, uh, Gazans break into a UN warehouse and take all the food. Really? That sounds like a hell of a thing right there. Let's have a look here and see what's going on with this one. Right, that was uh, breaking news from the internet from PF. Appreciate that. Let's have a look here. At this was the breaking news earlier from Nino Tenari, the uh, meth lawyer. If you get in trouble in Philadelphia related to meth, give Nino Tenari Esquire a, a call. Okay, here we go. Oh, do I have to? I forgot. I, I have to put this in uh, Brave because of the uh, what's it called? Ad blocker. I wonder when YouTube will ban Brave's ad blocker. So far, so good. No, no, don't touch me there Is what I told my uncle, but he didn't seem to care It's my secret little spot, and I don't want to share No, no, don't touch me there So tell the creepy guy who always hangs around your school That all they need to know is this one simple rule It's no, no, don't touch me there Is what I told my past when you're playing with my hair It tickles and I'm little and it really isn't fair Here's the facts my square is not for packs. I can count to 32 and I'm friends with all my cats. I'm a smart guy in a dumb situation and nobody's getting off at my no-no station. Hi, my name is Juicy. I like hanging with my friends and sipping apple goosey. Eating lots of burgers and hanging with my groupies. If you're talking shit, I'ma pull up with the hosey! Sorry, I got, got a little bit carried away. 
No, no, don't touch me there Is what I told the cabbie when I couldn't pay the fare And also while you're at it, can you quit the creepy stare? No, no, don't touch me there So tell the creepy guy always hangs around your school That all they need to know is this one simple rule It's no, no, don't touch me there It's a pretty simple concept if you haven't been aware I want to be alone, I don't want a love affair Now listen I go to federal prison, I'm a whole new juicy No, no addition, no competition no, no permission. Keep your hands off, Juicy is not your main mission. Corners. Count them four. You picked the wrong shape for your fingers to explore, Mr. Nice Guy. Well, not anymore. We can be friends, but I'm not your damn whore! <laughs> Sorry, guys. I really need to get that under control. No, no, don't touch me there. Is what I told my uncle, but he didn't seem to care. It's my secret little spot, and I don't want to share. No, no, don't touch me there. So tell the creepy guy always hangs around your school that all they need to know is this one simple rule. It's no, no, don't touch me there. Keep your gross old hands on my no-no square. Um, hi, my name is Juicy Fruitsnacks. I'm a convicted felon for three counts of desecration of gravesites, two counts of public nudity, one time for pissing in the park. I am a public medicine. I need to be stopped. Please, if anybody can hear this, put me down. I am a danger to you and everyone you love. No, no, don't touch me there is what I told my uncle, but he didn't seem to care. It's my secret little spot, and I don't want to... All right, that was uh, breaking news from the internet from Nino Tenari. Thank you very much. Uh, also, thank you to Blango Django for becoming a monthly supporter on Rumble. Sincerely appreciate the support. If you want to support the channel, you can either go to Rumble and click the red subscribe button. You can go to the description and click on subscribe star, or... You can uh, go to the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse on YouTube on the Soft Gentleman channel. And also, of course, a reminder, you can download the free book from my leftist homosexual brother, the Soft Gentleman. Uh, and uh, that is right here. It's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, one down. Six, one down, the Soft Gentleman book, what a bigot would say, a guide on how to be a virtuous leftist. And so with that, we'll end the stream. Next stream will be Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats and Streamlabs and to the people that signed up to Subscribestar or Rumble or, or the Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse. You can get an archive of this on Rumble, rumble.com slash user slash hardnewsnetwork or on Podbean, hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com or you can go to Twitter, at Live. Wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive, I appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you Tuesday. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.